back again, back again, right on it, putting in the work. I'll tell you that much. You know, it's a lovely thing when you do what you love, love to do and you know you're put here to do it. And the creator gave you all of the uh, tools and uh, whatever it is it takes to get the job done, even when other people tell you that just your platform is going to die and it ain't just thriving. Once again, we have Sister Ambience here, and um, she has a lot to talk about. These days, we do have a lot to talk about. Things are accelerating in the world. Things are happening in the world at it, it, such a fast pace, and we're getting so much information, and there's so many distractions out here. And um, we need to know what to look for and what to look through. Sister Ambience is a targeted individual who is very shrewd in how she moves, and I've learned so much from her. And we all will in our normal lives, which will soon be abnormal. So we need her badly. Sister Ambience, I'm here with you. I just want you to flow. Thank you, <laughs> and um, just just let, let it all flow. Let it all flow, because I know you have so much to say. As long as you keep that phone near your mouth and so we can hear anything, <laughs> I'm a stickler for sound. I want everybody to hear. And at any point there's a problem with um, the sound, I want everybody in the uh, chat room to let me know, because I can't okay. hear from where you are. So I, I need okay. to know that. I'm going to mute myself because there's a hell of a lot of noise behind me, but I'm right here with you. Okay, Welcome. brother. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Greetings, everyone. Um, it's a pleasure to be back to you know to share some of my views with you all. I hope you all are enjoying these various um, uh, people that Brother uh, Lance are bringing on. He's opened up his platform to um, you know that's a beautiful thing to be able to access um, you know a way to express yourself that you know can can reach a multitude of people, different types of people. So, um, brother, I, do, I thank you again. Um, so, I am moving around the city right now. It's you know it's morning time. Um, so, you know, bear with me. I'm, I'm definitely gonna um, attempt to keep my mouth up to the phone as close as possible. My my bars are getting a little low, but I'm I'm gonna make make my way somewhere so I can make sure that's taken care of. So, I'll I'll start to move around um, outside of um, my vehicle. And as you all know, I've shared with you that um, I'm in a, a homeless situation right now. So I'm actually, I've actually um, set up my my vehicle in a way that's you know as, as comfortable as possible. You know, I you know I have a very creative spirit, so I'm always going to make everything make sense as much as possible too. So I'm just still working on it's it's work in progress, and I'm still working on some things so I I can be as comfortable as possible in this situation. I do feel. A sense of freedom, you know, um, for a lot of people, the uncertainty that, you know, this world can, you know, have you facing is just very trying for most people. I know most people probably will fall apart in my situation, but because I know that the targeting that we're experiencing is not being, it's, it's not being done for just no reason, you know, they're putting a lot of time and, and resources into targeting us the way they do. You know, and so I, I can't take that lightly. I can't take myself lightly. So regardless, as long as I have the ability to connect to the source and I have my faculties and I can move around, I am going to make the best of it, you know. So it's a beautiful day. I've already, you know, had my, my morning talk with the sun, you know, uh, with some tea. You know, I, I gave and I received today. So um, I appreciate that. And it's, there's a... You know, today is such a beautiful day for so many different reasons. You know, um, just hearing 
the, the sisters speak yesterday, um, it was just so rejuvenating, you know, and it, it just, it makes me feel so beautiful. Like, you know, just as far as my femininity is concerned, you know, and it makes me just want to do something pretty and see something pretty and smell pretty. And that's what it makes me want to do, do right now, you know, cook something pretty, you know, and, and, and believe it or not, I can do that on a grill. I can make things happen, whatever comes to my heart to make it is going to be pretty, you know? And so um, I'm just grateful. You know, I don't live in lack. You know, I do realize that there are things going on around me, but again, you know, you don't put energy into anything, you know, especially when it's extreme, if it's nothing. So, you know, they, 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 they steady feed my, my, if if there's a such thing, my spiritual ego, (laughs) but, um, the topic today that um, I want to talk about uh, is really what came to me is um, narcissism, you know, but, you know, that was something that came to my heart yesterday as far as a topic that I wanted to share with people and narcissism. You know, we talk about like secret societies and all that type of stuff, but, you know, all this is really pretty much narcissism, you know, and now that um, the lizard bitch has died, Elizabeth, she's never, she was never my queen. You know, I just want to declare that she was never my queen. My queen was my mom. Is she's still my queen? My grandmother, my step grandmother, the various women who had a positive impact in my life. Hell, even if they, if, even if it was some negative things that occurred, trust me, I got something positive out of it because it shaped and molded who I am. I realized that the Most High already had a design for me. You know, there's so there's innate things that were already. Uh, with me and so but it made me have the ability to be able to see things like I see them that have brought me through all this stuff that I've experienced all my life you know we all have a story y'all have a story in this world you don't have a choice but to have a story you know that's that's book worthy you know and so but um this whole monarch thing you know and how the control because you're dealing with a group of people who came upon a knowledge, you know, um, and a lot of their knowledge stems from Egypt. And I don't want to, I don't want to step on anyone's toes here, but you know, this is just something to think about. This is food for thought. You know, we have a continent called that we refer to as Africa, but within that continent, there are tons of countries, but for whatever reason, this particular, um, these authorities that shouldn't be has an obsession with Egypt. And, you know, from, from what I gather, Egypt, you know, there was definitely knowledge, you know, that came out of Egypt. That's, you know, that's of course worthy, but, you know, there were many other places that our people occupy throughout this planet that actually makes Egypt looks like child play, you know, especially compared to, um, some of their, um, the way that they communicated, you know, whether it was through hieroglyphics or, you know, you know, any type of statues or anything like that. You have places, you know, um, where our people have, have been that far exceeds that type of, um, I guess you would refer to them as, I don't know, not artifacts, because these aren't things that you can just pick up and take with you. These are things that they're, um, they're precision type uh, structures you know, whether they're statuists or, you know, whatever, but 
these are things that exist right now to this day that most people have never seen that our people play a role in creating. And that, like I said, far exceeds anything that you have seen in Egypt, you know, um, even its pyramids, you know. And so it's a lot of hidden knowledge that people have no clue about that exists. And you think about like, you know, places like Benign, you know, where they talk about, you know, the wall of China. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. I mean, the wall of Benign was far longer was far more eccentric, you know, and far more newsworthy, you know, but of course, you know, this system is all about celebrating, um, you know, those, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Because it's right there on my tongue. Just celebrating, celebrating um, things that really aren't worth a damn, you know, things that um, mm -hmm. are, are small in nature because they're small in nature. And so they have to trick you into believing that uh, mediocre, mediocrity, is is something to to actually celebrate you know because they know that that's the only way that they can run the scheme that they run is by pushing that whole mentality you know so you, what they do is they deprive you of any real glory or any any real greatness they suppress that in everything they suppress that in history they suppress that in us they suppress that in everything and then they raise themselves up you know, and if if we're all we're seeing is this particular image and nothing else, of course, that's all we're that's all that's going to resonate with us. And how we we measure, we use any any form of measurement to to say if something is great or not. So basically, you've been duped, and you continually um, continue to be duped. And a and a, a lot of the method that they use to duke us is nepotism. And if you don't know what the nepotism is, nepotism is basically, you know, you basically are placed in positions due to the fact that you know someone. And so the monarch is like the ultimate form of nepotism, right? I used to call it um, employment incest. <laughs> <laughs> what is the project is employment incest. <laughs> Let me start up. I'm right here, I'm multitasking, but I had to jump in and say that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, I mean, just to think about the fact that these people practice incest, purposely, purposely practice incest, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and they want us to uphold that. And so now you fast forward to today when you have this, this, this energy that exists, this agenda that exists that wants us to accept the violation of children you know, to accept it and to celebrate it, to have pride. But we know fall, the fall, the I mean, pride always comes before the fall. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to keep all these things in mind. We There's been a push for us to set, accept their bullshit because that's what a narcissist does. So, you know, the nepotism that we experience in this world where people have been placed in all these positions. And I mean, from every aspect these are people that have stolen everything. And so if you are a thief and you're a murderer and you don't want to be caught up with, you always you always have to have things in place and make sure that never gets done, that people never catch up to you, you know? And so as a result, they have been working overtime in order to push a, a society where they don't have to be held accountable for anything. You know, and that's what it really boils down to. This nepotism, it, it creates a, a world where they don't have to be held accountable for all their evil doing and all their wrongdoing. You know, and so and in many regards, you know, the fact that they have people in place that's going to cover for them, 
You know, they have people in place who are who are pushing a certain way of doing things that's very limited, you know, and no one's around to question it. <laughs> no one's around to um, give any type of um, better way of doing anything, you know, and as far as uh, the nepotism and how it it just bleeds out into the rest of the world, which causes a, a form of control everywhere. You know, and so it, it can be something as simple. So whenever you, just just joining, a, just getting a job somewhere can put you in a place where you have to practice nepotism. You know, you can look at it when when you're around people and then certain people come around and they switch up. You can really see that when you if that person that comes around, if they see them as any form of status that's beneficial to them you can be experiencing nepotism. So if they treat you worse, that means it's something about that other person that they hold in some high regard. That's almost like a form of nepotism, you know, if you understand where I'm coming from. And so then you go into these work environments where like for instance with with a lot of um a lot of white people and and excuse my language, you know, I'm trust me, I understand everything, but you know, you have to speak the language of the people. We have to speak the language of the people and what the people have been told in hopes that we all can begin to, um, you know, gain a knowledge that it can be cohesive and then we can all adjust our, our language accordingly. But, but please understand what I'm saying when I talk about white people and black people, you know, and so as far as white people are concerned, they have been indoctrinated to um, to appear as though um, to be our overseers. OK, another form of nepotism. Right. That's why they play certain things, certain people in in particular positions so they can oversee things. And, you know, you witness it on a job, you know, whenever they see black people congregating, you know what I'm saying? You can be congregating by yourself in a sense of, you can just be having a conversation with, with the almighty. And if they see that in you, they're coming to check so they can check back, you know? So the, all these, these various um, organizations, affiliations, associations, you know, everything from from um, sororities to fraternities to, you know, um, all these um, social organizations. They're nothing but, you know, just they collect data on you, whether it doesn't matter how how it's collected, you know, whether it's, you know, word of mouth well she's doing this and she's doing that all to keep their hand on you to control you. This is what makes it so easy for people like myself to be targeted especially now that they have um, relinquished, you know, this type of technology that we have, you know, as far as our cell phones and everything. So it's nothing for them to be able to make a phone call. It's nothing for them to send an email. It's nothing for them to um, literally tap into people, you know, for them to do their bidding, you know, and you have a lot of people who don't, they have a hard time understanding that, but they are literally tapping into people's frequencies, you know, and you know that I know that because, you know, it's, I have too many thoughts for all of a sudden for people around me to start mentioning things that I'm thinking about, you know, um, it just happens too often. And I, I, I my mind is um, most people have most people just have a hard time keeping up with my thought process, you know, so let alone these strangers that I continually run into who seem to always be speaking about something that I was just speaking about as soon as I come on the scene. You know, so I, that that in itself lets me know that there is something that they're tapping into as far as people's frequencies, our aura, however you want to refer to it, people are being tapped into. 
um, easily, you know, um, and un unwilling participants. I mean, they're they're unassuming participants, I should say. Um, but you know, when again, when we sign these contracts, these various contracts, we don't know what we're agreeing to. We don't know if we're agreeing to, you know, indirectly, you know, disturb a particular person's um, state of being or not. We don't know, you know, um, because we're we become so so acquainted with um with the conveniences of life and not realizing that we're at it's a trade-off like the conveniences of life you're trading off something for it and it's not always something that's in your benefit it may look like it is but it's not and so as far as um this monarchy and this uh queen a lizard bitch um she uh what <laughs> I see the name on. I need to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, a lizard bitch. Because that's what she is. I said a lizard bitch, but you took it further. So you the champ. A lizard bitch. <laughs> yeah. Because um, that's exactly what she is. I mean, exactly. You know, just to think that this woman. You know, they've been eating babies and the things that you've heard. And this stuff is not far-fetched because they're always putting this type of stuff in their movies. They always tell, you know, they always tell. And I noticed that, like, even when, you know, I didn't know any, I didn't know that she died. You know, um, it was, it was through uh, watching Brother Lance's, one of his short, uh, one of his short videos that I found out that she died. And so me, I'm happy, you know, so I go to turn on some music and the first thing that comes on is, Fucking Cindy Lauper's girls just want to have fun, you know. And my thing is, there's a difference between a girl. There's a difference between a female, a girl, a woman, and a lady. And so we have a lot of, um, I don't know what time we're in, but I believe that the fact that, I, you know, you heard people say that she's been dead, you know. You know, you hear people say that she's not dead. She, They're just, you know, for whatever reason, they like to do certain things, have certain events that, that occur during certain times in regards to what's going on uh, with the celestial bodies, you know. So right now, I think we're in Jupiter, you know, so that's something big. But we cannot allow them to, to continue to play these games with us. And the only way that we can um, stand in the way of that is our awareness of what time we're in and what's going on, paying attention to, you may not be able to connect the dots right away, but eventually you will. So when you notice all these strange, all this strange ish taking place, you know, um, you know, be aware of that, you know, and not to mention they're going to, they're going to use all their various puppets and you trust and believe that everyone that has reached a certain form of fame in this world, I don't care who they are. I don't care how they come across like they so conscious and they so this and they so that trust and believe these people are not who you think they are. You know, these are a lot of these people are related to various people. If you look into the history of a lot of artists, their fathers, their mothers, their grand, it's always some nepotism going on. A lot of these actors, there's a lot of, there's a lot, they have a lot of blood ties to people that came before them that you had no clue that they're related to, that this person's father is such and such, or this person's mother is such and such. The nepotism runs deep and it's all out of control. I'm talking about from the Vatican, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about from the Windsor, the Windsor Palace, all that. All this stems from over there when it's all said and done. You know, we go throw some Jews up in there too, of course, you know, but, um, 
but these people have put people in places. So they, they cause they order, you know, order out of chaos. So when you, when you think about the Catholic church and how the Catholic church has violated so many children, right. And so all of that is done by design. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. They weren't just violating these children because they just got a thing for children. It's be, it's also because of the fact they were creating a certain type of people that would do their bidding, you know? And so they create, they create a certain mind. And instead of that mind being seen as something that needs to be healed, they push that on the people to push their agenda to make it the norm, that sick mindset. And then they place these people in all these various um, situations, these various positions throughout the world, you know? And so again, these people are pushing that whole mentality that leads back all, all roads lead to, to, uh, to, to Rome, right? To the Catholic church, in other words. And so with the nepotism, you know, you're dealing, people that tend to participate willingly are people who have come through the ranks of that. It, it may be a bloodline thing, a family situation, you know? And I, I think about a lot of, in my city, what I notice is, you know, of course, you know, you know the white people are going to push it. But they, there's a lot of black men who are compromised in the city, a lot of black men who have been compromised here. So they'll send black men my way, you know, whether if, you know, like I had a situation where the police um, um, were called and they took a long time to come. I actually was waiting for them to come because, you know, believe it or not, I actually wanted to be arrested due to the things that I was experiencing and, and really being kind of at my wits end. You know, and I really believe it took so long is because they were waiting. They were waiting for a black cop to become available. You know, and of course, this this um, cop violated my rights. He violated me, violated, you know, just the laws of the universe. He violated me because he put his hands on me and then he accused me of actually um, he says to me, don't um, don't walk away from me, which that's not what I was doing because I literally wanted to be arrested. And so basically, you know, this was all, everything that was in the re police report. Well, you know, um, him stating that I, I was trying to walk away from him, from me. I was trying to walk away from him. He was trying to stop me from hurting myself, basically going into traffic, just all these lies. And these people, they're so they're always ready to tell the lie because they've been trained to do so. They, that's what they do. Literally, as a targeted individual. When you're when we're being followed and everywhere we go, you know, we have the police showing up, EMS showing up somewhere, the fire department showing up. You know, when we start when we see these various entities showing up, you know, these are criminals. They're not checking on you because you're a criminal. They want you to believe that something's wrong with you, but it's really them. You know, it's just kind of like. You're that person coming into a room, turning the lights on and the roaches start to scatter. You know, it's kind of really like that. They don't want you to make any mark anywhere you're at because they're afraid that they'll be exposed about all the dirty shit that they're doing. And trust me, they're doing all kind of dirty shit. I'm talking about within principalities of cities, you know, and then you add the extra layer of the Amazon. Whenever Amazon shows its, its face in a city, then you know that it has the city officials in its back pockets. And if that city is struggling in any way, being that this city that I live in, okay, this city that I live in, um, it's, the, it's the number one city that is frowned on upon 
um, compared to all the other cities in the state. And it has a lot to do with some history. Okay. And so the history they tell is that, you know, at one point, you know, we, um, this, th this particular area belonged to Michigan, you know, and due to a war, you know, um, Michigan won basically. And there was some type of treaty sign where they had to sign back over Toledo to Ohio. So as a result, now this war happens, happened a long time ago, but the, because, because they're always in a war like state, they, their everyday movement is in war. They still hold on to the fact that this happened, even though all those people that were involved are no longer here. Not that we know of, I should say, <laughs> but anyway, um, and so as a re result, this city is kind of seen as a stepchild. And so now if you're seen as a stepchild and you come into a leadership position in this city, then you be, there's a form of desperation. So whatever, whatever you have to do in order to prove that, um, your vote, the, you know, the people's vote meant something, then you're going to do it. And so I see that, you know, as far as Amazon, you know, taking advantage of something like that, I can definitely see that. And, you know, the fact that how I ended up living right across the street, you know, in number 19 and all that type of stuff and the things that I witnessed coming in and out, you know, um, just a bunch of made up stuff. You know, I don't know what I believe that when we're targeted, there are people who are targeted just because there are people who are targeted because they're whistleblowers. You know, you got people who they just fit. They fit the description of someone that's worth targeting. You have people who have a family history of mental illness. Um, so therefore, they become easy targets. And then you have people who um, it's something about them that's far greater than um, just because, you know, it can be their alignment. It can be a number of things that we're just not aware of. And you can tell by your movements, you know, is again, it's all about the type of energy that they put in disturbing your flow, you know, so not everyone is a threat. But you have some people who are a serious threat. Okay. And so, and with that being said, what I, <clears throat> right now what's going on as far as now that, uh, the, the lizard bitch is dead supposedly whatever whatever it doesn't matter to me because that bitch has always been dead to me she's never been my queen like i say um and i look at our people and how they are um responding to it you know in a in a sympathetic way and it, it it's disgusting and I, I it's disgusting any any really anyone that has dealt with the struggles of life in this world and you have the audacity to to have some sympathy for her, for her death is, 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 is disgusting, you know, because this double standard, you know, that people find so acceptable due to their indoctrination that numbs their ability to have any type of critical thinking skills, right? Because as an individual, if I came into your house and I stole shit out of your house, I violated your children, I violated you. I took over your house. I made your house mine. I would be a no good motherfucker. But somehow in all your trauma, your trauma, you've developed a love for your victimizer. And I'm talking to those, you know, those folks out there in particular, our people who have got the audacity to act like they have some sympathy for this bitch. 
Like, how the fuck do you have sympathy for a motherfucker that you don't know that has done nothing but take from the people? They own people. You got the nerve to have some sympathy for this motherfucker? You should be celebrating this motherfucker's death. They, they live by a double standard. You got to be X, Y, and Z to actually even be in their presence. That's already a no-no. And we ain't even going to add the Catholic Church into that whole situation. You want to say that the Pope serves as some... um some type of connection to God. We talking about the source. We talking about the same God that created the soil that we basically feed from, the water, all the water systems that we that we drink from. You telling me the God that created all this, all this, I mean, just freely. I mean, the water is just flowing freely for us to just have our way with it. The, the soil is available for us to start growing whatever we want to grow in it to sustain ourselves. You telling me that the Pope is connected to God, the Pope, the same motherfucker, <laughs> the Catholic Church. We ain't even going to put it on the Pope because we talk about the Catholic Church. This, this same entity that got a problem with you because you this color, because you that sex, the same entity that would allow a child <laughs> to constantly be violated with no question. Now you weren't just violating the children. You was violating nuns. You was violating whoever you could perceive as to be a victim. If they had the energy of a victim, you violated them. You take the money from the poor and you live high off the hog. You tell them what you gonna do with your money. And you motherfuckers got the nerves to act like the Catholic Church represents God. Well, what God is that? Because it don't add up to me. It don't make any sense. Because the God I know says that I don't got to pay for water. The God I know says I don't got to go to the grocery store to shop. I can grow right out the ground. The God I know is giving. The God I know serves every creeping and crawling and walking thing. And you got the audacity to say the Pope represents this God. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all gotta be out of y'all fucking minds. Y'all can't do the math on shit. Because they have put them their, themselves in the place of God. Now you, you didn't develop you some type of amnesia or you can't make sense of nothing. You know, I, I look at all these spineless, spineless, some spineless men, not just black, but white. Just the system has just fucked y'all out of all of y'all masculinity. You scared to stand up. First and foremost, you're scared to speak up against your woman. Your woman. You scared to tell that bitch the truth. And she all out of line. You want to stroke her ego. You want to stroke on her when she uncomfortable. But, but, but the, why is you uncomfortable in some silly acid? Why are you so fragile about this? How about, baby, uh, let's get you some help. Why it always got to be a, a, a covering up and appeasing somebody, pacifying somebody? 
Like what, 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 this is no way to live. I mean, this is why we can't come together as a people is because we have taken on this mindset of, of this, <laughs> this damn white man. That's all it really boils down to and all his cowardliness, his need to belong to something, to feel like somebody. We have to, it, we, we have to have a group of people. Cause see, when you when you one on one with white people, you they 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 so fucking cowardly, is pathetic. How cowardly these motherfuckers is one on one because they know, they know it ain't no deep down inside. They know in comparison to us, whether it's a male or a female, they ain't shit. They know that. And but then when they group up, when they group up, they keep they get to speaking that that unspoken code. And then what most of us do, we cower. We cower. You know what I'm saying? And this is what I love about a black woman and a sister like a sister Hope or a sister Tiny. Because we don't shrink in their presence. I hope they don't shrink in their presence. I don't, I don't get a, I don't get that that they would shrink in a, in their presence. So many of us shrink in these motherfuckers' presence and make them think they somebody they not. <laughs> you ain't no damn body. <laughs> Anybody who shrinks ain't gonna be on this channel too long. <laughs> it might get me for a couple episodes, but when you see people not here no more, something happened. But I have enough. <laughs> they've been, they've been. It's peer pressure, brother. Peer pressure. That's right. <laughs> the pressure that made them shrink. I'm gonna let you flow, right? If I shrink. <laughs> Everything, all y'all, you hope tiny. If I shrink, it ain't the last scare show no more. Go ahead, sister. Well, yeah, because it's it's that it's that shrinking that allows them to come in and have you doing such and such against your brother or your sister. You know, all of a sudden, you know, they want you to do this and they want you to do that, you know, because they know that they sat and watched, they they didn't came upon you, they didn't tested you, and they see that oh, they just Faking the funk. So now let's use them. Let's use them to come up against the ones that won't shrink. You know, and that that's a lot of my concern when I'm dealing with people who, you know, who say that they're, you know, conscious and they're aware and all that type of stuff is, you know, a lot of these people just be perping. You know, they be sent on and some of them don't even be sent. They just they, you know, they just want to be able to come in and find some information so they can go take it to somebody and try to get some type of um pat on the back something out the deal they'll they'll come seek you out just to go make just benefit off of it you know and then you have those who they literally are told to come fuck with you and i've experienced that so much and i'm not even gonna go into detail but it it, it, it involves a famous person a singer a bitch that been running around here i used to i used to admire this sister and then i experienced something with this motherfucker and i said oh this bitch ain't who she claim to be and that was my wake up call when I really so now that people are just recognizing these entertainers on who they claim to be I recognized that back in 2012-2013 harshly because it just was like a domino effect oh boom 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 oh 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 they all on some bullshit you know and then you got people who they want to be the center of attention all the time you understand what I'm saying and I know 
that this person is like that because I spoke to someone who influenced this person. And that was mind blowing to me. I said, huh? Well, you know, basically, you know, they be on that diva stuff. So, you know, you got to watch that, you know, how the platforms and them having been on the same platform and all that type of shit. Now, these are the very people that claim I'm talking about. This is a conscious black woman, supposedly. These are the very people that want to talk about how we this and we that we so special as a people. When you don't even want your sister to share a platform with you. So if you don't want your sister to share a platform with you, what do you how do you feel about your people in general? What do you want for your people in general? What's really going on? What's really going on? You know, and so as a, as far as our people is concerned, we have been through so much. We're going to have to have some type of disarmament when we deal with each other. All that sensitivity. All that emulation of white folks. If a person thinks this, this that must mean that. If a person acts like this, that must mean that. We are we gonna have to deal with some type of wisdom here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not I'm not easily offended. Now, if you if you flat out tell me some shit that you don't care for me that I know is not just it's not justified, then hey, I'm done with you. But your view on things or your delivery on things, if you if you're not just being outright disrespectful, look, I come from a, a, a family full of women. Trust me, I have heard it and I have seen it and. If a woman is a is a is a gem, she's a gem. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna tell you, my step grandmother, she just told the motherfucker like it was. It was she wasn't sugarcoating shit. She used to have me shaking in my boots when I was a little girl. But when I grew into a woman, I I understood why she was the way she was. You know, and so we have to all that sensitivity. You know, you know, we didn't have some run-ins with you know our mamas and. And what was going on in the family and, and all that type of stuff. But, you know, we have to have some type of foundation that we stand on that cannot can't be easily shaken because you don't like how she is. And she all that stupid shit. Like it got to be something that's fundamental and foundational that you have to respect in this person. You know, as long as they ain't on no bullshit. But even if some bullshit come, can we gonna have to talk about some stuff. But sometimes people just be doing stuff, and you know, we go, we go, be we just flawed in those areas. But can we work it out? And we have to get to a point because the black woman is the answer. It's not just one. It's not one of us that's the answer. You know how many sisters that's on YouTube alone that's the answer? Let alone even in your neighborhood. In your city, that's the answer. And yeah, we need to cultivate ourselves in various areas, but in due time. But we have to have a fundamental love for ourselves, for our family, for our community, in order for it to be any type of shift. Because see, these white people can disappear tomorrow, and then our impediments will end up in the same damn situation, thinking we better than, thinking we the only ones got something to bring to the table, thinking that you know, just the same shit. Always something. Some ism. I mean, yeah, I think it's the universe's way of balancing itself out because, um, you know, we are 
rare in the sense of that authentic sister because they've been working so hard to destroy us in that area. So it, it, it comes across like it's so loud and so boisterous because you're so tired of it. You're so used to that bullshit. That when you hear that authenticness, that authentic woman that represents not just femininity, but even aggression. She builds up and she destroys. It's just a, it's just a give and take thing. And that's the dynamic of a woman of a, of, in her femininity. You know, and so so many people are so touchy and, and they've been indoctrinated to be touchy when it comes to the black woman. Oh, everything we say, you know, it just it just shatters people's souls. You know, just us stepping into the room, just a, people just melt. <laughs> like, get some backbone about you. You know, stop thinking about your damn self all the damn time. Focus. You know, don't be afraid to 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 let others shine in your presence. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid to to share the limelight. It's like we we it's, we need some of this and we need some of that. We need that. You know, you got people who want to sit back. Well, I don't like how she did that. I don't like how I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, even though 95% of the shit that she didn't did and said, you, you in total agreeance with, but that little one little thing was your excuse. Now, are you ready for this or you not? You know, I don't, I've, I've gone through the gamut of various religions and so on and so forth and you know, when you when you go into these situations and the harm that you can experience because of the infiltration. That's what all that's what's kept me away from, you know, all these uh, religious organizations for years now, you know, because it, it, it can be so painful, especially when there's no progress being made. But we have to get to a point where we recognize the reason why pro progress is not being made is because of the inability for the black woman to come together cohesively and realize that I play a role here, you play a role there, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we need brothers like Lance. We need more brothers that know how to delegate, that know how to put a team together, that understands that this person right here will fit good right here in this position. And this person right here will fit good in this position. You know, we can't that that nepotism where a motherfucker you just putting a motherfucker any damn where even though they don't have no skill set for that area. That gotta be a thing of the past. Oh, you oh, she got a big ass, so we're gonna put her right here. And she don't have nothing to give in that area. <laughs> you understand? I'm you understand what I'm saying, brother? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, it's just like put it together to where you get progress out of it. You know, and a lot of brothers can't handle all that beauty and femininity in one place like that. They can't handle it. Let me interject something real quick. You know how many men reach out to me in various ways, chat a couple times, two or three times, and basically not the same exact way because of the difference of personalities and turn around and say, okay, okay, brother, okay, brother. How much of these women are you are you are bedding down, man? Because I know they admire you, man, and I know I know I know you having a good time, man. I know you having a good time. First of all, they won't even hear from me no more, and second of all, it's like, are you serious, man? 
Do you see the time I put into this? Do you know my life? Let's get raw. I done had enough ass before the age of 22 that most people had to live eight lifetimes to get, if you want to say it that way. And why would, no, and I know why you said it that way about, yeah, if you got a big ass, I know what you meant. But with these guys, that that's why I move alone in a solo way most of the time. Because they, they, a lot of guys come here to the platform thinking because they see the beautiful sisters that are here with me that that's all it's about. It's about your spirit. Mm. It's about your spirit and, and, and not shrinking, like you said. And we got a lot of punk men out here. Punk, mm. pussy-driven, hedonistic, carnal men who some of them can speak well but they're all about just that. Look, that's a beautiful thing and I love it. But we got a job to do. Yeah. You understand? And we'll never get it done if that's all you're going to focus on. I see yeah. beauty. I see booty. But booty is the spoils of war. And I would never really refer to a one of our sisters that way. But these fools don't even know it. Right. So there's a time in your life you have to say, you know what? I've been doing this as a hobby for a while, 21 years, but I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life on this level, which may not be always at the forefront because you have to, like sister, I'm being said, allow someone to shine, be themselves. I, I, I promote that. I, I push that. I support that. Some have given me the finger and ran off. Now, you don't have to stay here. I'll help you build your own, but we still have to work along together. Right. We have to work along together and support each other. But some people get a taste of the attention and they can't handle it. Right. I, I, I received eight titties last night in my email, okay? Yeah. It, that don't get me mad. What I'm saying is that some women, the only form of appreciation they have or know to give is the body because they were raised that way. I'm not saying that for any put down reasons. What I'm saying is that you have to understand our sisters as a man, you have to understand them on every step of the way where they are. Mm -hmm. You see, because like you said, I'm no manager, but after being around this thing for so long, I know, wow, you'd be great doing it. And we'll market you this way, whatever, whatever. I don't even say market because it's not fake, but emphasize certain aspects in, in the excellence of us, come on, look at last night. I don't have to do more, look at last night. Yeah. Look at how powerful it was that we went on for five hours and change. And I tried my best not to even jump in the powerful female energy because I wanted to be about all of you and really all of you all the time. You understand? And mm -hmm. these people who come out here, and I just want to say this, most of these uh, 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 not because I'm butthurt that my numbers are low compared to some of the bigger guys in the black community, but a lot of them are paid agents. Yes. That influence you when the word is given because you love them so much. It's the same as pastor worship. Well, you mm -hmm. don't think of God or no creator that brought you all this stuff for free. Like you said, the water and the fruit and the, everything. But you worship the pastor these people become worshipers of, of men and women yeah. who are on social media because it wasn't designed for the good things. There are good things there to justify it, but it's to capture the minds of the people. So when the word is given, your favorite social media person, when they lean towards saying it this way, and the next one, then we're controlled. 
This is the counterintelligence program all over again. And they decide yeah. who goes out there big inside. You see, who stays small or not seen at all. And so that's the uphill swimming upstream battle that I face. And some of these people, when you mention them, they, they go in on you and the followers come after and want to come and cuss you out. And I'm a member of this group and uh, the, right. us, the black people over here and in African and in the Caribbean, whatever, we'll never make it as long as we think that way. No. Never. So I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up and go back to multitasking. But thank you. Thank you. Brother, I mean, that that's our number one thing, because like I say, you know, my experience, I have been all over the place. I have been all over the place and I have put myself amongst all kind of folks from my family. You know, you got family. They don't want to deal with this side of family because of that. They don't want to deal with that side of family because it is. I've been that one person I've been around in, and I'm and the number one thing I notice with man when it comes to these when when it comes to people just in general. It's no way you can say you want a better world. It's no way you can say you want a better world when you have something in your midst. That's there to support you, that loves you, and you reject it. You know, when they talk about uh, giving a person their flowers when they're gone, that shit is happening right now. You can have a person, a brilliant person in your midst, somebody that's respectful, somebody that's trustworthy, and you'll turn around and call them a liar. You'll turn around and call them this and call them that, all because of your hangups. How we go get somewhere like that? You keep talking about, I, I get so tired of folks talking about how messed up the world is and they hate it and they don't want to be here and all this type of stuff and they contribute to the bullshit all day, every day, without question. You know, them triggers, triggers, triggers. You go into a situation or a situation come upon you and next thing you know, you acting out. You ain't you ain't trying to self-check yourself. You're not asking yourself no questions. Why am I feeling like this? Should I be feeling like this? Is it me? None of that. You just going with no type of accountability for the role that you play and how messed up this world is. Always judging somebody. Always looking for somebody to, to be above. And, you know, every day, you know, I, I look at I crush people's spirits every day, you know, in the sense of, you know, first and foremost, people already want to frown down upon you because you're a black woman. And yes, I'm gonna keep saying that because that's the shit that got to change because the black woman is the most, we the most empathetic being on the planet. We are the most empathetic. We can look at a person and what they're going through and damn near diagnose everything they're going through because we're that empathic. And people want to judge you like you nobody when you they answer to every damn thing. But because they don't know how to accept love and they so used to getting drugged and dogged out, they're comfortable there. You know, and so I go into situations and I can see a whole lot of stuff that can be done and need to be done, so on and so forth. But it would be easy for people to be to to point you out, out as a bad guy because they really don't want change. They really don't want nothing better. They like being in the cesspool that they in. You know, but I crush people's spirits because first when people lay their eyes upon you, lay eyes upon you as a black woman, they think they already got something on you just on the strength of that. So they can just look at you like 
And then when you stare at them in their eyes, you know, like even me, even me being in this homeless situation, I'm sure some people can see that I'm doing something different up in my vehicle. And, you know, you can get out and you can do various things and people try to look at you in hopes that um, you can help them feel better about themselves by uh, validating the fact that they're above you. And when they see you ain't on that bullshit, they just, I mean, time and time and time. And this shit is boring. The shit is boring. Or you can go into an opposite situation. And, and this is something that you will encounter with your sisters. That gonna be, that's the main thing that you encounter with your sisters. You, you encounter this with white women on a professional level. You have those who want to intimidate you into being above you. And then when you kill them with your femininity and your kindness, like we got to get out of this desire to constantly want to feed our ego all the time. It's just like, damn. I mean, you that wounded that every little thing, every little thing somebody do and say just tears you apart. Like you can't see past. You can't look at the big picture long enough to just go ahead and just roll with the punches a little bit. Especially when you see in progress being made. You just want to come in on some shit. They got some progress coming in and you don't like what's going on. So you go go ahead and drop it down a couple of notches because you don't like what was said and you don't like what how a motherfucker looked at you and <laughs> for one, we gotta be willing to fall out a little bit. Sometimes you gotta be willing to fall out. But don't walk away. When you see progress being made, sometimes we go have disagreements. And when you're in the midst of that disagreement, sometimes it feel like, yeah, yeah, I can't take it no more. But just hang in there. Because that's the only way we go get to where we need to be. If we saying we want to be there, it's just like we just turn into a bunch of professional complainers. You see, so you know, you know, it's like this. Like my ex, my ex husband, he's remarried, right? Now he's married to a, a, a younger woman, okay. And this sister don't want no parts of me, you know. And like I told him, you talk too much. You didn't, you didn't take in, you didn't take into account that we we would have, we got children, we could have grandchildren one day. So this is what I'm talking about: delegating as a man. Don't sit and talk about your old thing to your new thing. Because you're destroying progress. You're destroying progress. You know, you call it, it, it anything can happen. Anything can happen. And, and, and a man is, you know, foresight, seeing things and all that type of stuff, especially when it comes to business oriented things. That's that's something that a man will naturally do. And so even that has to be seen, you know, because you got a family, you got a, you got an old family, you got a new family, but it's still, you know, you gonna have to find some means to think beyond any type of emotions that can cause conflict in a family. As a man, as a woman too. We get so emotional because things aren't going out. We, we think we can control something. How about you control yourself? How about you control the fact that you ain't got no control over that man and you ain't got no control over that woman? 
if somebody want to go out and do X, Y, and Z to you, against you, they want to play around on you, so on and so forth, at the end of the day, if you if you worth a damn, they'll regret it one day. We got to stop acting like white folks and think we have ownership over somebody. Because we don't. You know, I've, I've, I've lost some relationships on the fact that I'm not going to fight over no man. You know, whether it's the, the females in his life and his, and his family and all that type of stuff. I'm not going to sit here and go back and forth with nobody about somebody I didn't chose to allow in, in me. I'm not going trying to one up her. I'm not go. That's not. No, either, you know, or you don't, because that to me, that's a man don't know how to de delegate. He don't know how to control the women in his life. And that that's a lot of the things I see going on in this world, too, is that, you know, you got a lot of women who who they need the man in the in the, in the family and they, they need the man in the community. And the man don't know how to keep these folks in line. Sit down so I can take care of this. Just just hush. Just let me take care of this. And I'm not talking about in a in a way that's um that pacifies. I'm talking about in an authentic way to get things done to make sure that they their needs are taken care of. And then re, in the, in return, his need will be taken care of because he ain't got to deal with no unnecessary stress that'll take him out the damn game. And so he ain't no good to nobody. Like we like all these various things that we need to work on as a people in order to actually have some type of progress. You know, I, you know, even when I've been in these various organizations, these religious organizations, you know, it, it was times where I didn't feel welcome. You know, and so we have to think about that. What type of hospitality, hospitality are we giving to our people? Are you ready for any type of change? So the cycle has come to the point where they reign is over, but what we go do with it? What we gonna do with it? We go mess around and do the same thing, play them same games. I'm gonna tell you one thing: we we definitely need to learn how to do, and and that's stop falling for the okie doke. Because if we want to make sure that we don't, we're not placed in this position again. We can't we can't let the fact that just because someone's nice, because you know, like my grandmother told me a long time ago, they nice nasty. If their actions don't follow through with their behavior, as far as just them just Jim just talking to you, saying nice things and whispering sweet nothings in your ear, if it don't add up to their actions, you know, and it's like people can't do the math. You got, you know, I I, I remember having this conversation with this person, and they were I was the conversation had something to do with um, racism. And and I and I told this person that racism is something that it's it's a subliminal thing that's taught to um to white folks, you know, um and it, it, it can show up as early as you know in in elementary when you go and you can go into the cafeteria and you can see how the type of people that all sit with each other. And so now if I'm seeing the same type of people sitting, especially when it comes to white people, okay. All they want to deal with is uh, all they want to deal with is white people. They don't they don't want to congregate with you. They don't want let alone they don't want you living with them. And so therefore, if they're the ones doing all the hiring, are you surprised that you're the last one hired? You surprised that they look at your resume and see your name Shaquita, 
and they they go right past your shit. Like you, we got to get out of the mindset that because they're nice. Because see, even if you don't make them uncomfortable, they're afraid that you might make somebody uncomfortable around them. Because they know that this person is fragile. So they have to protect them, even though this person is fucking insane. That's how they operate. They don't operate on no real uh, value. And so once we get to a point where we recognize who we are and the fact that I, obviously we haven't been educated properly because if we were educated properly, we would be in a different position collectively because it wouldn't matter how they, they, they couldn't, they, they couldn't start enough fires to tear down our successful towns if we stood on our square. But they have, they've had their way with us. You know, they've they've created all these these sneaky tactics to destroy the black family, to, to pull the black man out of the home, you know, to educate the black woman and this, to have us looking at each other like, see, look at her. Look at him. See, see, that's what I'm talking about. And we get to the point now we don't even need no evidence. We just put it on each other. We don't see, you know, sisters don't see that the black man, you know, out here struggling, trying to make shit happen. You want to frown down upon him because he's driving this and he's driving that. Like, he don't bring nothing to the table. Like, you you won't, you don't even want to give him the time of day. And all you see is this brother get up every day and load up his raggedy ass truck and go to work. But you don't, you don't want to, you don't even want to pat him on the back. You don't want to give him a kind word. You don't want to cook him a meal. None of that type of stuff. And then you got the, the flip side of that where you got brothers who they do that every day, but they don't even know how to treat a woman. They ain't even dealt with they shit. You know? And so it's just like, what are we going to do with ourselves? Like what, I mean, we're not even ready for the position that, that we're coming upon. We still caught up in, you know, that drama, the drama of things. You know, you 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 watch two sisters get into it, and you, instead of you saying no, 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 well, y'all gonna have to work this out. You know, bringing some wisdom to the table. You, oh girl, you know what she did, and, and girl, and then she had a nerve to tell. And then don't add it, add none to it. Uh, this this one from the islands, and then this one is black. And oh lord, oh we really got to put each other in, in each other's place. Who the fuck do you think you is? Like it just goes on and on with all the reasons we have <laughs> to, <laughs> to frown down upon each other. I mean, we have been taught to be disagreeable with each other. And we have to recognize that and hold on to that so that it doesn't become a continuous, continue to be a problem for us. We, I mean, we're going through so much as a people, you know, our children, you know, as a woman, the feeling of you carrying a child and then that child turning against you at some point. And I don't care what the circumstance is because you, you can't even really comprehend everything that your mother may have been exposed to that made her the way she is, especially in this world as a black woman. How 
they've always sexualized us, put us in positions where we're just a piece of meat. I mean, and they, they do it to all women, but I'm just, I'm talking about us right now. And got her thinking all outside of herself, doing all kind of stupid shit. Now she got a habit to support. You know, and then you got these men who become obsessed with them. And now everything is her fault. But he, but she, but he ain't telling you the whole truth. He telling you will make him look good. It's just that it's just such this wounded, wounded <laughs> energy that's out here. Like if we're supposed to be so much greater than these folks, that's that's in this power right now. If we're so, if we're supposed to be so much more supreme than them. Why aren't we seeing that more so than anything? How is it that they have hijacked that spirit in us? Can't nobody take shit from me. You cannot tell me that I'm I'm not special. You can't tell me that I'm not worthy. It's nothing that someone can present to me to make me feel less than someone else. It's not a motherfucker on this planet that's better than me. And there's not a person on this planet that I'm better than in the, in, in the proper sense. Now, nah, some motherfuckers that act a plum fool. So there's no comparison, but so many of us has fallen into the trap of being placed in a position to play the role as nobody. And we play that role to the T. You know, as a as a as a black woman and a black man, you know, we are all connected. And there's no way I can just look at a black man, just any given black man and just say, this nigga ain't shit. Look at this nigga, he ain't shit. I, and I just don't understand how, as a woman, you know, you can, I mean, as a man, you can hate a black woman so much that the womb, the womb, the very womb that you, that you grew in. How can you turn against that? I mean, can you imagine something that grows out the ground, turning against the, 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 the soil like that? That just don't even make sense. I mean, is that not the ultimate form of self-hate? That's something that nourished you and brought you forth. You hate it. And you want you hate it so much that you you run to any white woman you can run to and talk about her like a dog. And you don't even realize how she see you as a joke on a certain level. She see you as somebody worth toying with, someone worth using. Oh, I can use him to really degrade this bitch. Look, look, look what I got that you don't got. And you proud, you proud, you so happy and joining her and making your the very wound wound that you came out of feel like nothing. Well, damn, if yo, the wound you came out of ain't nothing, who the fuck are you? And that's the problem. That's what's going on right here. <laughs> Is that everybody, too many of us are feeling like nothing. 
you know, and we've allowed the game of be people being placed in positions to present a certain thing. <laughs> it's all a game. It's all a game. It's people have been acting to make you feel like you less than. They just been playing with you. And you keep going for it. Let's go over here and um uh, and, and run this game on such and such. <laughs> Shit, how many times a motherfucker gotta sell you a box with a, a damn rock in it? <laughs> Before you recognize that <laughs> you gotta stop falling for this trick. All I know is this world tries to present to me that I'm not about shit. And so therefore anything that comes out of me ain't about shit. That's how I look at it. I don't I can't disconnect myself from the black man because I have brought the black man forth. You know, even when their dad <laughs> tries to act like they ain't about shit. That's a hard pill for me to swallow. Like, hold up. I mean, we have to get to the point where we have enough empathy for ourselves. There's nothing wrong with that. We can't love everybody around us and have all this empathy for everybody around us, you know, and don't have none for ourselves. You know, if I'm going to see beauty, I'm going to see it in a black woman. If I'm going to see masculinity, I'm going to see it in a black man. When they try to present beauty and masculinity to me and white people, I, it don't even resonate with me. Because I, I always know it's some bullshit in the game. They trying to trick me. They trying to trick, trick me to go along with something. It, it's never some type of authentic, pure thing. But we keep going for the same thing over and over again. You know, and we don't even realize the game from that's been played with us from the very, very quote unquote tip top. All this all trickled all the way down. All these seeds that's been planted all over the place to stand in the way of our progress. Go here, do this. Make sure they don't do that. Go here and do that. Make sure they don't come this way. To the point it's been done so much, then we do it to ourselves. We say, oh, I can't do that. And then we get mad at other, other those of us who feel like we can do it and know we can do it. We become so accustomed to the blockage that we contribute to it against our own people. And we think if you smart, something wrong with you. You know how many times I go into situations and it's almost kind of like people try to look at me like I'm a fucking agent because I got the audacity to know some shit. What kind of bullshit is that? Because I'm not 
popping off listening to some fucking Cardi B. I don't want to listen to that bullshit all day. I, I remember being in a work environment where a bunch of sisters was walk, working in the office and they wanted to listen to that damn motherfucking music shit all damn day, that crazy ass shit all day. And I had something to say about it. Them motherfuckers, they formed a campaign and got me up out of there. Sisters. Sisters. They didn't care that I, I needed to eat. They didn't care that I have family to help. They didn't care about that. We got to get to the point where we have to start seeing not just ourselves, but beyond ourselves. Stop acting like white folks. It can only be one way. It can only be, there's no room for diversity, a way of doing things, a way of being. It has to be this way. If it's, if it's anything other, that must mean hate. All that control, the mind games that they play just to control you. You know, I mean, I know my I, I know people right now that sit and play these mind games. They think that because I don't speak on it or because I'm kind and I look beyond their bullshit that I'm not aware of it. Or you got some people who they just don't care if you're aware of it or not. They just want to take advantage of it. But I'm like, how are we going to get anywhere as a people? If I come to help you and your main objective is to get as much as I, out of me as possible and drain me and think that the things I do for you, you doing me a favor. Like, we got to get out of this white man's mindset. always playing games with our words willing to do anything to have our way and willing to do to say anything to have our way not being honest about the shit that's really going on you know but people want to hold a certain status and you know I mean I, I understand the pain behind when other people know about you know about private matters, but it don't matter because people lie about you all the time. People have assumptions about you all the time. And so you still go experience it. And so we we look at this this uh Windsor over there. You know, so I guess now uh Charles is next in line, the fuck up. The motherfucker that's been, he's been so impacted by the in incest that his his mama was like, fuck that. And, and his children been so impacted by the, the incest that his grandma and his, their grandma was like, fuck that. <laughs> so her husband, I guess, what he died last year sometime or Prince Philip or whatever, whatever they refer to that in the king. I don't know. Who he, whoever she was married to who died so many months ago. And now here she goes. And so now where does that leave everybody else? And I, I think they um they just uh kicked out uh Boris Johnson. Um and I don't know if they brought in a woman. I even heard that they was bringing in the first uh quote unquote uh black person that the for the parliament. Now you loving these motherfuckers and they still talking about the first black 
the first black this and first black that. If if they so godly, why does race have to exist at all? Why does it have to be a label applied to a person who has a brain, a heart that walks around, who talks and why does it have to be any type of label assigned to that person other than the fact that you're trying to control something? Well, hell, God gave us water. He, he wasn't trying to control it. He was just trying to make sure he, she was trying to make sure that everything flowed properly so it wouldn't be any type of chaos that had caused flooding to the land. He didn't say, uh, well, if you this color, you can't have this water. But then these motherfuckers supposed to represent some form of godliness. Like, I don't I don't understand the, the people's mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm waiting for one of these white motherfuckers to say something stupid to me about the queen or whatever. Like they sad or some shit and I should be sad, too. Well, I'm sure they can look at me and tell <laughs> that I'm not her. And, and any of them stupid motherfuckers over there in England and all that who crying, you know, I had went on to one of these uh, uh, main media sources to look and see what they were saying in the comments. These motherfuckers was all, oh, they was just so up in arms about the lizard bitch. So up in arms about her and. She she served everyone. Who the fuck does she serve? She, that bitch was getting served. This bitch ain't have to lift a motherfucking finger for all the luxuries of life. Serve. <laughs> and the role that she played in so many various fucking events in this world has taken place against the people. And then you, then they want to show this little old bitch like she motherfucking um, innocent. You know how they be doing them old white bitches after they didn't did every dirty motherfucking thing under the sun. They get old and all of a sudden they just a cute little granny <laughs> with this bitch chewing on babies and shit. Got bones in between her teeth and all that type of shit. Sucking blood down. This is a joke. <laughs> this is a joke. I mean, when I think about all of them and and the role and how they've always tried to push this particular family onto the world like they're something great. And they ain't. Nothing special about them other than nepotism. And so that's why they had to continually push that whole way of doing things throughout the rest of the world. So we will never stand up and say nothing about that, the ultimate nepotism that they practice. These motherfuckers is living in palaces where rooms aren't even being occupied, being footed by the people. I mean, you got rooms being heated rooms and rooms and rooms all over the country all over the world being heated and and ain't nobody even in the motherfuckers <laughs> and the people paying for all that shit and then they want to talk about homelessness 
it's like it's not a person that's in the limelight or those who are always in hiding that are making these moves that I could ever look up to. Not one. Because they have lied and murdered and destroyed their way to the top. You know how many motherfuckers that uh, Jeff Bezos didn't destroy to get to the position he's in? You know how many people he destroying right now on the strength of Amazon's existence? Because he has to constantly push that narrative that you need something, you need something, you need something, you need something. Do you see how trash is piling up all over the fucking place? Do you see how these motherfuckers then created shit that's biodegradable or not bio? It won't, it won't be destroyed, basically. is 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 no amount of time that can do, to make this shit go away. Do you see the amount of grocery bags that have piled up along waterways all over this damn planet? For motherfuckers just buying shit, buying shit, buying shit, buying shit. Like this extortionary system and then they always want to put it on the people, just like you know, just like the the national debt. You know, that's 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 growing as we speak. And they say each American citizen owes this much, but these motherfuckers then we put them themselves in our place. They be they didn't they became the trustees of our shit, and say we the we the ones that owe the motherfucking debt. <laughs> and these motherfuckers is they doing all the delegating of all the funds and making all the fucked up decisions and moves and but we responsible for the shit they doing they want to say the American public they're bad with their money <laughs> but I remember a show called the fleecing of America and these motherfuckers were spending a thousand dollars a whop on toilets that's probably still sitting somewhere in a warehouse You know, uh, that little situation over there in Puerto Rico when they was making it seem like, you know, they was going through the shit they was going through so many years ago. And then they find them damn warehouses with tons and tons of damn toilet tissue and paper towel and all that type of shit. And then they turn around and pull that same shit on us. That motherfuckers fighting over paper towel and toilet tissue and shit. <laughs> they playing games with us. They're playing games with us. And we keep going for it. Who is this? <laughs> I don't know who this is. And maybe it's somebody coming to look at the house. I don't know. Brother, I'm a, I'm gonna put you on um mute real quick. Yeah, no problem. I'm here. I'm here. But yeah, she's definitely flowing today. Like I said, I'm multitasking, but I'm right here and I have some more pieces to put up for later. I'm going to have you all tired. I'm going to put up so much stuff. <laughs> but, you know, when I have a flow like today, I roll with it. You know, if I'm a little fatigued or whatever, it's okay. But there are times with the other things that I'm doing where I may not be able to put up as much stuff. So it's like, okay, when you can get it, you can get it. When you can run around all the bases and hit the ball out and get back home and get the home run, do it. You know what I mean? So 
that's that's pretty much what's on my mind. But I just okay, want to get, yeah, okay. You know, I, I I'll sit here and cover for you no matter how long you take. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, brother, I want, I want to, I want to talk about you. You know, I, um, I sent you that audio earlier. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it all the way, but yeah, again, yeah, you yeah. Know. Before and this last one that you sent about, you know, how how the about the men, you know, how they deal with strong black women and they they don't know how to do it. Man, I'm working on that next. Yeah, brother. I mean, this is the thing. We, if the man, the, if the man and the woman don't come together, we ain't going nowhere. What exactly. we gonna do? We not gonna go nowhere, you know. I have no issue with uh, respecting a strong black man, but you're not gonna be an idiot w- trying to walk all over me and think I'm not gonna, you know, have something to say or just walk away, you know. That's and right. so, and so many times, you know, because we don't have the support that we should have, you know, whether it's you know the the um, the woman. And her support system when it comes to, you know, the femininity of a woman or the man when it comes to his support system and masculinity, the art, the sources that we use, they so damn childlike. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you, you. that dumb <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? That dumb shit. Ain't nobody, you know, that's just like I was saying how, you know, I was dating this African brother and he didn't understand why I would be so offended by the fact that he wouldn't eat my food. But as as the as the woman in the relationship, I provide nourishment, you know, and it's not that my food wasn't good. It's just the whole thought process of him being African. And, you know, what I'm saying they think that their way of cooking is the best way of cooking, so on and so forth. But see, there 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 may come a time where you can't even take you can't even cook for yourself. Right. Right. There there may come a time where I have to take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, but and this is the same man that he would um if he would have he would come home if, from work and he would have a headache and so on. I would whip together some, one of my uh remedies, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, he dancing in the house. See that? You know, and so my thing is, why can't you separate? You know, why is it so hard for you to comprehend what I bring to the table in that regards? That's right. You know, because when I'm when I'm cooking, I'm cooking with with a lot of things in mind. And so if you're not open to what I'm what I'm cooking, then that to me, that stands in the way of of my role. Right. right. You know, but he didn't he didn't comprehend that because he didn't come from that world. He came from a world where the father controlled everything. Yeah. And so they have have so many different uh, cultural things that it's like it's too rigid. I know women here in Ghana who have talked to me on a very personal level and they're about to leave their man and and they can't with the tradition of even marriage when it's done here, the way they usually do it here. I don't know about any other country in Africa, but I know Ghana and especially up in the mountains, up in the country, away from the city It is a very serious ceremony. Even funerals, I got to say it, it's a bit overdone. Hmm. And it sounds cruel to say it, but it you got strangers that you get a thousand people that you don't even know show up to your thing just to show up and if there's something to eat or whatever, you know. But with the marriage thing, it's truly a joining of two families, but there's so much, there's so much stuff that's really unnecessary. And then now 
you're held ransom. You're held to this thing because once you marry, you stuck, but you shouldn't get married based on, oh, he can take care of me and that's it. And hmm. when I speak to these women, there's been two handfuls that I didn't ask him their business, but they kind of come to me and want to talk and they open up. Well, you got your security, but it should be more than that. This is why here, yeah, I guess some people marry for love. And when you marry for love, you better, you better check the credentials. And I, 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 lots of times over in America, you know, it's um, love, 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 or lust. And let's run down and get married because you did me good the night before. That's wrong, too. And on both ends of it, when you go into that, you need to take time and get to know the person. And at these, in this day and age, hey, bro, we got to check your credit. I'm not a gold digger, but I'm not trying to get caught up in something you, you neglected years ago and don't want to do or do right. And let me decide. I need to run that license. I don't need to find out that you got bodies over in California and you're running from somebody. It's that crucial because this is the age of deception with people, especially with the trick, the trickery and the technology of social media, putting up a different profile picture. I heard a story of two people that went to meet each other and they both had different profile pictures that look way better than they did. And they both standing shoulder to shoulder waiting for the person that they thought they're waiting for. Wow. <laughs> deception. So mm. this one, I'm going to pick one in particular, which is pretty much common. They are frustrated now because the, hus the husband's a workaholic. Don't pay him no mind. I'm not saying this is everywhere here. I'm just saying in these specific situations that I've talked to. But I find a little bit of that all over because it's about you take care of me financially and give me security and I'll be your woman. I wouldn't want that because I'd want the woman to be like into me. So mm -hmm. if you didn't need the next man who can take care of you, you're just going to run with them. Shouldn't it be an element of attraction and love? And what about your, 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 how could I put it? Your, your morale, um, the things you hold high and important. Those things count a lot. W what are those things? I mean, I mean, what if we had a gay son, a gay daughter? What if I, got sick and you couldn't you know I couldn't take care of you or do what I do for you but what happened if this what would happen y'all got to talk about sex what you will do and what you won't do don't go oh level level take care of it no if you like certain things whatever y'all need to talk about everything and, and on both sides of the shores they don't do that and so we have men who just go for certain physical traits you you setting yourself up for a disaster. You're supposed to take care of that when you were young and wanted to explore. But when you get with somebody, and especially over here, it's so much pressure that that's why a lot of these women out here, I'm not saying all Ghanaian women now, but a lot of them, they're available. You want to creep with somebody, they married, they down for it as long as they're scared of the reputation. Oh, oh my God, if I get caught doing this, the, the whole town, the whole place my whole village will disgrace me well they didn't disgrace you when they didn't ask certain things because of the culture here and they hold to the culture so strict and a lot of folks here don't live long lives i would come here and say man i'm gonna add some years of my life all this uh good soil and good air but because of what's in their head so rigid and these men a lot of them they do not regard the woman as much 
as far as like, okay, you make a decision. You're building a house, okay? Well, honey, what do you want? You know, what's more important to you? Let me tell you what's more important to me. With my project, what was more important to me is traffic flow and and, and traffic flow in the house. I don't want to go somewhere in the house or have to come down from upstairs and meet a living room full of people that I don't like. It's not, they ain't coming over anyway. So I put all the stairwells in the back. So that was my thing. You had, you pick the color of this and the color. Traffic flow and privacy has to be on point. That's my biggest thing. So this young lady, one of them in particular, the husband built a house and didn't ask her anything. Put the kitchen together, didn't ask her anything. She's the one that's the great cook. You're not saying in a sexist way, well, you you got to cook. No. But since this, this is your forte, you need to be comfortable and you need to pick things that you like. As long as I had my traffic flow, which is 15% of the deal, you can pick the colors of the rest or whatever. I may have an opinion in my studio. That's mine. I'm going to do all I got to do. And that's my, my little man cave, right? Mm-hmm. Other than that, good. So there is none of that. When you have people who are from different cultures, you're still black, but it's different cultures and it's very rigid. And that's what brings a lot of issues in those types of relationships where you may have, it doesn't matter, male or female, American man, American woman, African man, African woman. You better find out what they what they think, because we, we from America are a little more flexible, a lot more flexible. But we all need to be transparent with every single thing because when it comes to the rigid stuff, when they ain't going to do something, they ain't going to do it. So mm-hmm. if you ooh, loves to go down, uh, you know, you love the man to go downtown and he ain't doing it. And if he say he ain't doing it and he's from over here, he ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. Put you in a Yeah, situation. they're very, yes, they're very stern. That's my yeah. biggest turn off with African men. Is that they're yeah. they're very set in their ways and yeah, it's a turn off. Yeah, and it, and they expect a woman to be a cheerleader for them, and but they but they're not you know cheer worthy. Yeah, I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying right. that the ones that have that that mentality is just like because I'm a man and that's it. Exactly. <laughs> that's what it takes. <laughs> exactly, and and right. you know the cheerleader thing. If there's some who travel, like there's some who were born here and I, I met someone very influential. I was very blessed to meet the brother. And um, we're going to talk. I'm probably going to bring him on the show. But he traveled. He's been in the, in the service in the UK. He, he, he lived in America for several years. He's married to an American woman. And the brother is just like, a brother from the States, which but he's born over here. And we had a deep conversation, really hard conversation. That, well, not hard, but what others would feel is hard because we, we kind of started out light and we got deeper and deeper and deeper. It's like, brother, man, I love the way you talk. And I'm like, man, I love the way you talk. And I have to have him come on. And he admitted to a lot of these things that happened in the culture here and how these guys rigid. And it's like my way or the highway type thing. Again, that doesn't mean everybody because like this brother and many others that I've met, they're not like that. But if I had to pick what was the majority, it may be as little as 51%, it's that thing. And and then you may meet some that are nice, but when you go below the surface, you may find that hardcore rigidity. 
Like when you're digging in the soil, you may go and put the shovel in and go three feet deep. The next person hits a rock at six inches. You see what I mean? So there's a blockage at different depths. So it's not the same thing that you can date a, a man from here and all of a sudden everything's going good, good, good. But when you run into another area that you never discussed that comes up now, then now we got a problem because, mm-hmm. I mean, the food, come on, man. Come on, how are you going to not eat? Like I told, like I told somebody the other day, I said, no matter what it is, any culture in the world, I guarantee you, whatever cuisine there is there, once you digest it, it digests down to the same thing. Protein, carbohydrates, fats, essential fats, water, minerals, and vitamins. And when they come out, you can't, can't tell what kind of country, unless you have a little spice in there. You know what I mean? But right. it's ridiculous. And these guys cut themselves off and end up living miserable lives. And this is what forces many, I'm not saying on just on this side, because it happens over there too. They now... If you don't do it, they have no guilt in going to somebody else and getting what they want. They feel it's their right. Mm-hmm. See, brothers on the other side, they'll be like, they may feel a little bit that way, but they're looking over their shoulder and you bust mm-hmm. them. <laughs> over here? You said they copy with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they feel it's their right, and a lot of women expect that. I spoke to a woman not too long ago, and I'm talkative, and she started talking. She started asking me about America. We were waiting for the van. So she got out of church. And I, I, I asked, I said, traditionally here it's accepted where a man can have up to five wives, you know, if that's what it is. And she said, yes, that's true. I said, well, you're a Christian woman. How do you feel about that? I mean, you're married. I see a ring. I, I'm assuming you're married. How do you feel about your husband if he changed around one day and said, listen, I need four more women? She said, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't go for that. She says, but it's in the nature of these men here to always have someone else. She says, my husband probably has another woman or two. I just don't want him to, you know, rub it in my face. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, that that. Some we, we can accept that, but she's already accepted it without even knowing, you know, mm-hmm. she should have checked that out before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she's already saying that she's defeated. She's already given up already. Like, yeah, he, he might. So even that is flawed. Mm-hmm. Now, if you quit it or you have a relationship where you say, you know what, it's okay. Just don't bring it around me. But how can you just... So you're not getting the full depth of your relationship if you're leaving the door open for that, that he just yeah. might do that. And a lot of women but you know, cu- culture, culture itself is indoctrination. Yeah, you know? they talk about that. Yeah, you know, and so when you have a certain mentality, you know, it you you just stop using your critical thinking skills. Period. And then if you're in in that type of world where everyone is living like that, then you don't want to be ostracized. It'll take a strong person. And then even when that woman does step up to be that, she's labeled as X, Y, and Z. She's probably kind of exiled and, you know, all that type of stuff. So that situation gets very deep, you know, especially in a tribal type setting, setting like that. Is that what is their national religion there in Ghana? Uh, Christian predominantly and right behind it, Muslim. 
I was gonna say that seems to be seems to be they they seem to have more of an Islamic type of spirit. Yeah, yeah, type of fusion. Yeah, it's slightly more. I can find out the proportions, but there are more Christians here. But the Christians here well know Islam through those who practice it here, and it's the same thing. But they 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 kind of they kind of cohabitate. They they it's right. Not like they, they took what they they took what was beneficial to them <laughs> from Islam. It sounds right. Like. Now, if you go up in places Tanzania <laughs> and 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 I, I don't know about Kenya, but I know Tanzania is more Muslim than Christian. Christianity is all over the place here. It depends on the country and the proportions in that place. Now, for example, if you go up into um oh god the one three major cities Accra is first um, Kamasi is second that's in the center and the one up north I keep forgetting um, I'm seeing I'm seeing a part of the word in my head but there in Ghana is majority Muslim see so it's a whole different feel up there it's mm. complete feel. Hearing here in Accra, and I haven't been to much other places, um, yeah, Cape Coast and stuff like that. But I do read and I talk to a lot of people. But up there in uh, the northern um, part of Ghana, whole different world. In the in the villages between the bigger cities, whole different world. So when you come to Accra and say, I've been to Ghana. No, you got to go across the country or come several times if, if you're interested in doing so. But it's a whole different world. It's like going to Times Square in New York City and getting a getting a hotel room, and all you do is come and walk around Midtown Manhattan with all the busy stuff going on 24 hours and say that you've been to America. Yeah, you've been to America, but you weren't in the Midwest. You weren't in the country in the South. You see what I mean? Right. You, you weren't in the West or whatever. So there's different flavors. You taste mm-hmm. the chicken. You can't say you tasted the texture of the whole chicken because the chicken leg got more fat and it tastes a different way. You know, so it, even in Ghana alone, and this is another thing, I'm going to shut up behind this because you we were sp- speaking about how rigid people can be in relationships when it's an intercultural thing. But the bottom line is that here in Ghana, forget about the other countries. Here in Ghana, you have, and I, said, I think I said it last night, <clears throat> You have people here in Ghana. The language is different in different places. Mm-hmm. I know somebody from the Volta region who is, is a teacher, and she had to relearn, and there was nothing similar about it. And then you go way up north, and you go way over the east, you go, and it's different, and many, and I'm not saying all, because you'll have, from what I'm hearing, right, I'm repeating this. This is not me saying it. When I get up there for a time, I can tell you for myself. But the sweeter people, the nicest people in the world are from the smaller villages that are not caught up in the foolishness that you have in money grabbing Accra, where so many people are trying to run the rat race and be like Americans and be like the UK. And and they want to shed everything that was natural to them to be artificial. We want to be hip. We want to have the latest clothes. When they walk down the street and you walk in the mall, see, we walk in the malls in America, right? Mm-hmm. And we wait, go next person. You know, because we see somebody coming at us. Now, a guy may look at a girl a different way. A girl may look at a guy a different way. But generally, you, you see them and you keep moving. Here in Ghana, when you're in the mall, 
they looking you up and down. Like if you have some nice shoes on or something different that you don't see out here, like when I go down there with Mr. Scurve and she throws on something nicer, because I dress like a bum. Like I said, I gave 95% of my good clothes away before I came here because even I was in Florida, they would have been too hot when it's hot. And I said I was going to build up and get other stuff. And I haven't really yet. So that's why you see me in T-shirts and shorts and stuff. But when my main thing is done, I'm going to work on And I have to because I'm going to start going to places and making appearances and stuff that I'm asked to speak in. But that being said, they eyeball you quick. And some of the women, like when they're looking at other women, man, you can see the evil looks. And there's a stiffness about them. I'm not putting them down. I'm just telling it like well, it look, You ain't got to tell me. Trust me. I have been in the thick of Africans, okay? I, I had a rude awakening years ago. I went to an African party. It was, they, they were having a, um, it was a Liberian party. They were having a celebration for about their independence, right? And I thought I was amongst my brothers and sisters and I was feeling the energy and I started dancing and baby, look, those folks gave me the blues. When I say they gave me the blues. So that's what I'm talking about. When we talk about, you know, we so mad at white folks for this and that, but are we ready? Are we ready for the rain? Can we handle life without them? Because it seems to me we'll be on the same bull. That same bull. You know, we you you the, the labelism and you know that industry, the industrial system, I should say. Once that, that's like the, the downfall of humanity because it, you know, it just, it's the capitalistic mindset, that almighty money, not the dollar, but that money, you know, and that's the reason why they, they invented this stuff is to be able to have that control over people where people are always outside of themselves looking for an answer. And so my question becomes, with all this that I see in Africans that I've met here and then the things that you're saying about what you experienced there, is the, the common denominator the white man or has it always been that way on some level? Yeah, yeah, it seems like the, he's he's the unseen gauge, um, the closer or further away. And like it was just mentioned in the chat room that many of us from America are trying to be like them and many from here are trying to be like us in America. But you're right. I've never thought about it that way, but that is the measuring stick on how many uh, brainwashed black people will, will try to think. You see, because a lot, a lot of, let me say it this way, a lot of black Americans, a lot of them, right, when they come here, they expect to get off the plane new. Like, <laughs> everything off me from America. I'm just they would ask me, Lance, you should have did a video where you get off the plane and you kiss the ground or symbolically, you know, put my hands in. Kiss I can on my relate head. to that because when I went to that party, I felt like I was I was finally amongst family. That's what I was feeling. I was See? feeling like, oh, my God, I'm finally amongst my family. Right, and then right. I was <laughs> and I got I a real awakening. <laughs> and they're happy for me to be here. And I'm happy to be here. And any differences that we have, we're working through because we're family. Yes. <laughs> you miss me and I miss miss you. And I'm walking down buying all of the dashikis and all of the hats and the arms. <laughs> Welcome, fool. I'm not, you know what I mean? And they're yeah. European stuff. 
See, so they almost look at you like a fool sometimes, but they play it against you. Welcome, my yeah. The cab oh. drivers, welcome. they see you welcome, and you smile, and all the cab drivers are laughing and smiling. Now, I'm not saying it's bad, but welcome, bring your money. Right. Money. Because right now, like I said, the economy mm. dropped in half yes. since I moved here. Uh, uh, one year, 11 months, and so many days. Like I said, seven more days would make two more two years that I've been here. And I've been very much, you think I was watching TikTok and looking at Instagram all the time? I'm sitting here out in the street walking, talking. I did more talking in the street here than all the talk shows I ever did. Sometimes I just stay out there just talking. You know what I mean? Learning and observing and seeing and listening to how they deal with each other. So I have another a little cab ride that I have. I'll put it up eventually. And um, let me see here. Maybe she popped off and popped when I heard that noise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See that? I know the noise of the program and boop. And I'm like, she fell off. But yeah, um, it, it's it's they'll roll along with it. Your illusion of here, they will roll along with, especially in a cry, right? And my thing is, if you really want to live here, then go up far away from a cry. If you want fun and, 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 and something Americanized and the clubs and all this stuff, let me tell you, I haven't even begun to go into the places that you would say are so Americanized that you would, and it's not an American, there is not an Americanizing. It's just that that's the way it is here. Ghanaians like to party. That has nothing to do with America, but the people that, the way they dress, the way, the way they try to act and the attitude and being snooty with the nose up in the air. See, you can't out-American me when I'm here and you trying to act American to out-American those who are here who you want to feel superior. I'm the real thing. But I, I don't embrace America like it's mine. I never felt at home there. But the culture, you can't outdo me. I'm a New Yorker to the day I die. Ain't nothing I haven't seen. And New Yorker don't mean I'm a god or whatever. You got Chicago, you got Atlanta, Los Angeles. Yes, but that you're not going to outdo. You can live your whole life and leave from where you are over here and go, you're not going to have my instincts. You're not down to the core. You're not going to have it. You see what I mean? So that is where they get resentful for because they trying to play a game that you already mastered and you threw that down and came here. So you get a lot of people say, oh, why do you want to come here? Why would you come here? I don't need to, a certain location to be who I am. I know who I am. Even those who are here who don't know who they are or they know a little bit and reject it because they think that fruit, that rotten fruit over there. And I'm not talking about my people who are here or, or, or the land or the people. I'm talking about the system, the colonizer system over there. That's what I got a problem with because wherever I go all over the world, look, if I say I'm a New Yorker, I'm not saying I'm better than nobody. I'm giving you so much of me the chances are you'll know my kind of flavor. But I even hate to say that now because New York has become so watered down. You don't have the old school people who got integrity. Look, it's a funny thing I'm going to say that doesn't make sense. But even back in the day, the drug dealers and prostitutes and, 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 and purse snatchers had a modicum of integrity to the point where they wouldn't do it in their own neighborhood. It, and it was a code. 
Or grandma coming down the street, man, she going to church, man. You know, put that gun, put put the drugs away. Put the, you know, go cover yourself, go inside, let her pass by. There was some respect. But even now in New York, there's none of that. And this internet has jacked up the minds even further because they gravitate toward what they want to gravitate. And I ask these guys, I say, you know, you want to go there so bad. What have you seen? Oh, I want to go to New York and I want to go to South Beach where all the beautiful women are. I'm like, yo, look at all these beautiful women you got here. But you look down on them and you treat them so bad and you go to America. I'm not saying our American sisters shouldn't get good treatment. I'm talking about on an overall thing. That's hypocritical because it's just a matter of time before you get an American American born black woman who, who you think is your queen and you'll start with your old ways the same that you did over here in the motherland. If you, if you have that kind of mind. I was very sh- surprised and shocked at some people that I thought I had from a distance, distance, distance in high regard. And you know, as, as a former bus driver going up and down town, I'm like, I don't miss nothing. Now, if that's the arrangement in your situation, that's one thing. But they will come down on others so hard. The other thing I want to say is there's a whole lot of homosexuality going on down here. And we ain't talking about just tourists. There's a lot of guys who are harder for money and they want that American way of dressing and be the high life that they perceive so when these American white men come down here, yes, they ain't got, I'm going to say it raw, they ain't got no problem with sucking a dick or taking it up the backside. I was getting, I was getting my uh, garden salad the same way when I met the young lady. And I think I mentioned it. There were two strategically eyeballing me like hard. You know when somebody stares at you so hard you can feel it and you look at them? But I knew they were trying to do that. I wasn't looking at them. I wasn't scared of them. But I didn't even want that energy around me. They say, oh, look at him. He's a middle-aged, uh, uh, potential sugar daddy. It's about money and the perception of money, not even just for survival, because really and truly, who am I to say that you don't need much, right? But here, if you, the economy's bad now, but you can make it. When it's bad in America, you better pay that high rent or mortgage. And the, you got to pay for heat. The food is high. The, 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 the money's reduced. You got to work a whole lot. You can have peace of mind here more. Take your time. But they don't want to see that. They choose that. And so I don't argue with them no more. I say, well, what made you want to go over there? Haven't you seen how hard it is? The homelessness, the homeless cities, the methamphetamine and crack and, and, and the crime, the shootouts, not even just the mass shootings that get so much publicity. But just today, how many times can you tell me? I'm not saying every night, but pretty much in America, if you're near a big city or in a big city, you lay in the bed. It, it don't have to be close, but you pop, 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 pop. And as long as it's far away, you know, you go to sleep, you're all right. If it's close, you're like, oh, damn, let me duck. Let me lay down. On a, and then when you're out there, you, you, it, look, look, you may not even be into something bad. Somebody slows down and they call to ask you for directions. You, you pretty much prepare to run, drop, or, or get shot. That wears on you. But they don't know that. They don't know that mindset. You know how good it is for me to go out. And crime happens here, too. They had some gunplay about three or four months ago, and it was only between uh, rival factions, not of gangs, 
but just neighborhoods where they had a beef with each other. And it wasn't. And, and the cops came down on them so hard. You don't want to mess with them. They don't get paid much when you have the police. That's one thing. But when you have the military police coming on you, it's a wrap. And they do things. I'm going to tell you something too. give you. I'm going to shut up after this. When, when they don't want you to cross the street in the street, you know, you have these overpasses. Like you see me do videos on some of these overpasses. And sometimes the traffic gets so bad, they don't want you to cross the street on the main road because they want to keep that continuously green so the traffic can keep moving and stop it when they want to stop it. They make you walk half a block down and go over the overpass and people don't want to do it. Well, guess what? If you even begin to walk across the street and they tell you, hey, 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 they will walk over with this short, stiff whip and whip your ass with it. Whip, whip, whip. Don't care who, grandmama, young boy, tourist. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to get in trouble because I don't want to have to not be here. You know what I mean? I love it here. But they will do that. You see? So you ain't doing that really in, in the States. But this is the kind of control they have. It's a different culture. But you're not going to, you know, so they don't want to run up against that. They still give that respect. And that's what makes it a safer place. But the women here, a lot of them are like, listen, you know, I'm struggling. It's about money. A lot of them have been broken down to the point where, okay, I'm getting up in years. I mean, I don't mean like your fifties or whatever, but you know, I'm 29 years old or 28 years old. I'm going near 30 and I'm not married yet. That's a big thing here. That's a big thing here for the men. It's a big thing that they'll bug you to get, to get married. Just like on the, the cab, the guy was talking on the cab. He was saying, no, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not ready for that. I don't have the money for that. They push you to get married, but ain't nobody helping you. And for the women, they pushing you to have babies. What do you mean you're 22 years old, you don't have no children yet? It's not even saying, get an education, get an education. No, you, the tradi traditionalists have children, have children, have children. And sometimes it's not even a push to get married, but just you have children. Oh, okay. They don't say, where's your husband? Because I know, I know a lot of women who have multicolored, you know, just like all kind of, I saw women with five babies, so they was five different races damn near. That's the pressure. That's what I see. And again, all that I've said, it doesn't mean that it's like that in every single case. But go ahead, sister. I'm sorry. She might have muted me. She might be talking. I don't, you know what? She came back on. So, yeah, I see that you muted it again. It might be the problem we had before. Um, pop out and pop back in. And I think that rectified it because I do see you muted. Yeah, she left and she's going to come back. The system is kind of messed up. Again, it's not an absolute with every single case. Those are just uh, common realities here in speaking to, you know, people, you know. And Sheik David, the world is my home. That's my home. That's The whole planet is my home because I'm part of the original man. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Any trolls will come with no foolishness. Did, look, let me just say, because I wasn't looking at the chat room, right? Yeah, people... Pissed off at me when I, I moved to Africa. And they pissed off when they found out that my actual lineage through Jamaica came to Ghana. Doesn't matter yeah. to me. We're all black people. I'm a New Yorker, right? But my right. lineage is from, from Ghana and Jamaica. See, we're not mixed up. We just have the most varied origins. We're people of the whole planet. But my thing here is not divisiveness. I, well, I, oh, this is my. Well, you know what? I don't know you, Sheik David. I just saw that one comment. Where are your tanks? 
to fight the people who took your land, if America is your home and your lineage. Where, where, where are they? So, so when you go to the white man's job and punch your clock, and if you have your own job, you're paying the white man taxes. This is your home. Enjoy it and love it. Enjoy the stress. Enjoy the racism. Enjoy the bad food. Enjoy the fact that you're not going to get too much sun. See, I get sun all over my body most of the time. I've just been working real hard with all the things that I'm doing over here. But they, there's no part of my body where I can say the sun don't shine. I spread it out for the sun to hit me everywhere. All up under the balls and everything, too. Yes, I do. And I said it. <laughs> What I'm saying is that yeah, I'll hold them up and get this and get a little 15, 20 minutes. I got happy. They, they, they just just as happy in the darkness and in the, in the pants for real. But I'm just saying, like, what, what is all of this? I mean, yeah, America has been my home for a long time. And sometimes I say, you know, back home, meaning that that was where I was, but it was a cage. Mm. So you have people who oh, I'm indigenous and I'm so and so. Or I'm, and what box do you check? Mm. What box do you check? When a white man's looking over your shoulder and you got to fill out papers and you're going for a job or census take or whatever have you, stop it. I'm indigenous and I'm, I'm, I'm FBA. What the hell does that mean? Look, line us all up. Let me tell you something. I see some brothers out here look just like I, I followed a dude for a block and a half. He was far away. He was across the street. I said, I didn't know he came out here to visit. I'm yelling out the name and I'm walking out and yelling out the name. He ain't turn around. I still, yo, man, you was, I said, yo, nigga, why you ignore me? And he said something in, in tree. <laughs> <laughs> right. It looked just like him. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, it, exactly, Ayapo, America was my house. It was never my home. And the same thing with me, even though I will slip and say home when I'm talking to friends. But here, I've been here two years. I'm not going to put over here, over anywhere my black people are, because it's really about black people and the energy they bring, those who embrace their blackness. Mm -hmm. But some people get offended that I'm over here. Some people will crack and joke. He ain't got no money for no ticket. And they find I'm building a house over there. Oh, now they really, man, now they hiding now. Mm -hmm. it, ain't no, it, it ain't no big thing. Look, <laughs> I'm 60 years old. I've worked all my life. Can I have something? Right. I, I walked the mark. I walked the line all my life. I don't owe no taxes. I don't owe anything like that. I just wanted to get away to a place where I didn't have to watch out for the cops and the people who want to disobey the law and put my life in danger. Right? You got things over here too, but as long as I just peaceful, I'm, I'm revolutionary and I ain't shrinking, but I can fight my end of the fight more intensely over here because I stay to myself a lot. As much as I run my mouth, there's a lot of quiet time in the life of Lance Gerv. No, this, this, this your makeup time. Exactly. <laughs> there's a lot of time I've been on jobs and when I was driving the bus at the red light and I look at the park and say, boy, it's a beautiful day. I wish I can just go over there and sit on the bench. I wish right? I could just go to the beach. I wish this is my I wish time. I made it. I made it this far. There were bullets mm -hmm. flying around, diseases I avoided, people who didn't like me might want to kill me. I don't know, but I made it. Right. And even in making it, I'm not sitting on my ass. Right. I'm doing what I'm put here to do, and I'm going to run it for as long mm. as I live. Now, if I start talking stupid on the show, you say, this guy got Alzheimer's. Please, you know, get <laughs> me <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, start pulling that, you start pulling that, that Biden. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, right? Right? <laughs> I might I might be talking to a, a a spiritual crowd and start talking about memories from back when I was 19 years old. Yes, you know, um, I'm glad to be here, but that girl when I was 19, she had some big titties. And said, like, what the hell is talking about? What's wrong with him? And you start seeing me say, you know, I'm doing a live stream naked. There's something wrong. You know what I mean? Don't get right. a lot of views, but yeah, we need the last. We need last. You've worked hard, you know. You've earned it, you know. Just you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I did the last year. I was sitting on the toilet. Hold on, y'all. You know wow. something's wrong. Man. Yeah, but go ahead with what you were saying. I just wanted to drop that little piece, which really went on long. And again, it wasn't everybody that was talking about, but those are situations that I've observed in the attitudes and being so rigid. And that's where we started out with. Well, I mean, I think about Africa being a resource um, for the rest of the world. And um, one of the main resources that the governments use is taxation, you know. And so um, like the whole sounds like the same kind of game, the game that had been ran on our community, you know, back in the day before they really start focusing on um, providing education for the black woman. You know, first they first they made it hard for the black man to be able to provide for his woman. And and then as a result, when, you know, he's in the same house with her, you know, he's he's taken out a lot of his frustrations on her, you know. And so not only is that impacting the the wife, you know, or girlfriend or whatever um, in the home is also having an effect on the children, like in particularly the girls, you know, so. What I've what I found out was a lot of times um, in our community back in the day, a lot of um, young black women would get married young because they were trying to escape what was going on in the home, you know. And so it sounds like, you know, it might be the same kind of playbook that's being ran in Africa where they're causing uh, friction between the man and the woman more so. So the woman feels the need to gain an education, which you know, has been, she's been deprived of obtaining for so long. And so now she's like, okay, so now this great savior is coming in the form of, you know, education. And now I can get a job and therefore I can be able to fend for myself and I don't have to worry about a man. So then I, and so fast forward United States, we're already in that predicament where, you know, that, uh, this disagreeable spirit that, that, ex that exists among black men and black women, where you have black men, you know, especially on YouTube, how they're saying they don't want relationships. You know, the woman is, you know, the black woman is not um, appealing. The black woman is not cooperative, you know, all this type of stuff. And then you have the black woman who has, you know, probably been feeling that way or getting that type of treatment, you know, of the black man feeling that way. And she, which has caused her to go out and get an education and be able to fend for herself. And now she's off vacationing somewhere. She's buying houses because really at the end of the day, it looks like these quote unquote high value men that's supposed to exist in our community. The black woman owns, um, owns more, owns more homes than black men, you know, so black women tend to own their homes and things like that, you know? And so a lot of it stems from, that whole trickle down, trickle down effect of what the black man experience um, and dealing in this, dealing with the society once you know slavery was over was was abolished or whatever, you know him trying to get out in the world and be accepted 
you know, um, to be able to support his family and then the anger that followed and then, you know, the abuse that that the black woman had to endure and still be a mother and still be able to provide for her children, you know, which it just caused a, a, um, a situation. You about we'll to say something, brother? Yeah, yeah, just want to say something real quick. Like they're trying to take it there. Yeah, it's a different road that they're going to take in taking yeah. it there. Okay? Yeah, it's not going to be the same because it's the dynamics yeah. is totally different. Right. They want to bring it there, but it's it's not going to. You have some who are that way, but mm-hmm. you're not going to have. Um, it's not going to happen so quick. But they're trying, and it's a different way um, because here, you know. Uh, the, colon- the, the colonial mindset is here because they control the schools, but you don't see the white face. But they right. control the yeah, right? yeah. They, they got a stronghold people. on Africa. Oh yeah, big time. It's, it's stronghold. Everything is made to make them look good, but mm-hmm. still, it, it's no opportunities here either because it's no not the racism overtly, and all this kind in America that you can see and can't see. You know, mm-hmm. somebody called you nigga, oh, that's racism. Eh, they ain't got no power over me. You just mad because I'm making more money than you. But the ones who have the system set up where some of us can act like we're in denial and don't see it, that's the real thing right there. Here, mm-hmm. it's different because it's classism. Mm. You, have, you, have, you, have, you have the black folks here, native-born Africans here, Ghanaians here, and this mm-hmm. goes here also, but, but they're the elite. They were born into that. Yes. And you best believe if you if you read between the lines, you got the secret handshake boys over here too. Big oh, time. Yeah, yeah. That's they where it come from. Exactly. <laughs> they don't put the medallions, you know, on the back of their cars and they don't all wear rings that you can see that that's what it is. So mm-hmm. pedigree. Right. Only yeah. way you can get and a lot of them with the classism still have that inferiority thing when the white man or a powerful yeah. American comes around or UK person yeah. comes around. They will Yeah, they have you. they have that little wooden that little wooden thing with the hands. Will look like they shaking hands and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Out of Africa. Yeah. Or it's the handshake and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I dealt with a man that had all that type of stuff and he his he came from a well to do family. You right. know, See, and so So they yeah. look down on other Ghanaians in a in a in a racist kind of way. Yeah, same race, but I'm more privileged than you. Mm-hmm. you women even even the, that skin tone mm-hmm. thing. Oh God, oh God! Like I said, we had about three different women ask me about having given them a baby. Come on, yep. The American, and they figure I'm a little lighter than what's you know, and and, and I'm not. But over here, I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not high yellow, almost damn near albino. I'm in the sun. I got some color in me. But I understand in the past things happened in a bloodline, but I'm a black man. But see, they go, they they look at all of that in the bleach and it's bad, the bleach and the skin bleach. Yes, and, oh I my know. God. I know. They'll even try to fool yeah. you and hit the ears and on the neck. The face is white and the neck and the ears are black. Yeah. What is, beautiful. This is just this overemphasis of beauty, period. And a lot of them yeah. be missing the mark on top of it. Oh, let me tell you something you don't know. I'm, I'm, maybe you do know. I'm just saying it for effect. Do you do, do you realize how important the buttocks is here in Ghana? Yes. Yes. You look. It's like having a dude having a car, but you don't have no rims, and the next guy comes Ooh. up with rims makes the car look better. 
you yeah. better have ass out here. Like yeah, they you, have they have that um nutritious uh drink that you can buy in African stores. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I've I've witnessed. Go ahead. Oh no, well, that, I've been, that, I've, I've, go ahead. <laughs> They got, they got, we talking about butts, we stumbling over the words, right? <laughs> they, got, they got butt massage centers. Mm-hmm. Little, little, little small places where you can go and they're supposed to massage your butt, like some kind of, I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, to stimulate. He had a stimulator. He's like, man, I, I, I can do that job, man. I'm going to come up. I said, man, shut up, man. You stupid. But anyway, it was like, I've seen these little places. I'm, I'm going to go. Where I saw this place, I'm a charm the lady that's there on the place so I can get a put her face on the camera <laughs> to talk about this. And they have no nudity is not a problem, the butt thing is not a problem, but but they're taking things just like uh in Jamaica, where they take I think there's like some kind of chicken feed that got some kind of hormone thing going on in it, and it makes mm-hmm. them and inject I mean like 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 a cartoon. And like I said, it's just I've never seen nothing like this before. And that's part of the culture. You know, it's it's, 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 it's all is mental, brother. All is mental. And so the first thing they have to do, see, it's all about us coming to them for for our answers, for things to be. You know what I'm saying? So those things that we have issues with within ourselves. Mm-hmm. They want they they place themselves again as the middleman, that extortionary spirit to so so you can come to them to like if you have any issues with your body, you have any issues with your skin, you have any issues, come here, we'll take care of it. They they just create all these all these mm-hmm. circumstances artificially induced. Mm-hmm. You know, so just like when you talk about how New York has changed and so on and so forth, now you're dealing with the type of people that are coming into New York are the people who have been affected a couple of generations behind <laughs> the whole uh, Catholic Church sexual right. abuse. Yes. You know, so that's what I'm saying, how they create the problem. And, st- and so instead of a person going to get help or seeking God for the answer. hmm. Mm-hmm. They place themselves in that position so you can come to them for the answer. And everything they offer always leads to death because they're the opposite of, of the God that we know that gives mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, again, it's, it's sad that we can't come together with each other as far as um, black people. And, you know, cause it seems to be black folks in the United States against black folks everywhere else, you know, everybody else is frowned down upon us. And then what they're doing to, to create more animosity, they're putting a lot of, um, they used to use um, more Africans in some of these positions, especially in the medical field. But now they're putting a lot of people from the uh, the islands in these positions. You know what I'm yes. saying? And so like they're dismissing. So that all that creates a hostile environment within our communities, you know, because it's, that's that's that nepotism that causes mm. people to be disgruntled. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And so you now now everybody walking around with an attitude and everywhere you go, you into it with somebody all because of that thing called nepotism. You appoint people because of the, who they know. And then you create all these circumstances and in and, and people's uh, country that causes them. They'll come here and they got to do what it takes to help their people out back home. And they willing to do anything. If that means step on the black people that's already here, they're going to do it because they're getting them phone calls. People got needs. And I mean, this cracker is busy. 
busy causing chaos and we can't even see it though. We can't even see the obvious on how we're being played. Everything is an act. You know, when you start seeing things in concentration, you know, I could, when, you know, moving about the country, I could, I could tell you by going to a city, a little town or whatever, how, how the, the amount of white women who are with black men, just based on the energy that I get from the white women when I'm there. You know, and so when it's a, it's a, when it's a town where white women is having a bunch of babies by black men, they give you attitude because it's like, oh, we got some competition in town, especially if you, you when you're a black woman who knows who they are. And so I've been in situations where I've been around black men who are supposedly they date white women exclusively. And then when you come on the scene, they like, damn, well, who is this? You know, and so the white woman get real uncomfortable with your presence. You know, because they've taken ownership over this black man. And really, they have. It is a form of ownership. Anytime you lay down with a woman who um, who frowned down upon your mother and your sister and you uphold her. You know what I'm saying? Some, something is off with that. That is absolutely insanity, mm-hmm. you know, but but again, the mind fuck and all the all the um, games that this narcissistic system has played with the people and people keep falling prey to it because they don't, you know, some people innately, they just, you know, they got God in them. God is with them everywhere they go. But not everybody is like that. Some people need, they need guidance. And because everyone around you has fallen prey, now you have to lean on your own understanding and your own understanding might be what's going on around you. So you just go along with whatever, whatever you see, you know, and so Instead of having somebody in your ear, I just think about like like one of my sons. I have a son who's who's um on more on the dark side as far as his skin, and so I remember when he was like nine years old, you know, he came in the house and the first thing he asked me was he asked me was he gay, and I asked him, well, why would you ask me if you gay? And he said because they keep calling me gay outside, and I'm like, well, I told him what gay was, and then I asked him, why well, are you gay? And he said, no. <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> not funny. <laughs> I'm just saying. You but, know what but, I'm saying? I'm just I, saying. <laughs> but I wanted him to come to his own, draw his own conclusion. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and that's that's what I've been about as far as a mother is I always want my children to draw their own conclusion, conclusions and and self-check themselves, uh, self-correct themselves. You know, because I'm not I'm not gonna always be around. And I want them to be able to have these tools, you know, and so to recognize it within themselves. But the thing, the thing is, um, they also used to call him black this and black that, you know, and he was really sad. You know, my son, my son was a very sensitive. He was a very sensitive type of person. You know, he didn't like others, you know, being hurt. Even to this day, he don't like other people being hurt around him Mm -hmm. and all that type Mm -hmm. of stuff. And so, um, you know, he so he would just sit close to me and. That's beautiful. You maintain yeah. that, you know. Yeah, he well, he was he's always been like that, you know. And so he was like, "Well, it's something wrong with my skin color," you know. what I'm saying, and when I, when I was done with him, it took him. He, he didn't go back outside for a week. He was contemplating. He was contemplating on everything that took place. But when he went back outside, he was brand new, and he Good. he never struggled with that again, you know. Right. But uh, but we live in a society where. It's all about mind fucking you. However, how because mm-hmm. see, see white people, they they're they're so recessive spiritually and mentally. 
that if it were no black people to oppress, they're going to find something to focus on within each other. You know what I'm saying? That because that's how they are. They need to feel better than they just have this because of that inferiority complex, because that's what it is when they get mm -hmm. to be when they get to run around here talking about they better than is really it's just it's not that they feel superior is that they question who the fuck they are. And when a person questions who the fuck they are all the time, they're always comparing themselves to other people. True. <laughs> you I'm understand? I know them too. <laughs> huh? I'm writing these lines down. I'm going to use it on them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a fact. You know, and so, I mean, we, we all know about a bully. You know, a bully bullies because they want to feel inferior to other people. But the question is, why do you feel so incomplete as a person that the only way you can feel special and, and better about yourself is to beat down on someone else? So is it that you really think you better than or is it the opposite? And that's what a lot of people fall prey to. They can't do the math on anything like is people become so, you know, it's just kind of like when you go out into the world and like I said, if you step outside and then all of a sudden people just start punching you, there's a bunch of people just start punching. You can't think straight. You know what I'm saying? You can't think straight. And so that's that's mm -hmm. the typical person. That's what right. their life is, is like in, in the world, mm -hmm. in the United States. Not, hmm? I said, I wish they would. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? It, it's a mental, it's a mental ass whooping. You yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but you know how it is. You you get hit here and you, you can't even get your thoughts together. You know, kind of how they did me when I was at that fucking airport. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just could it happened so fucking fast. It was this person, then this person, then, you know, I couldn't even get my thoughts together. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't um reflect on what was taking place until I was able to sit down. It took me a second to even wrap my thoughts around what just took place. You know, and so now you you have a child doing that and they don't have any any um, reliable adults to depend on on how to overcome and help them um, be. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, to be uh, resilient mm -hmm. in what they just experienced. So it doesn't, you know, chop them down levels, but build them up. They're going to rely on their own understanding. And when you don't have any experience, shit. And if you don't have God innately in you or if you don't have it in you to even look for the answer through God so you can connect to yourself, you're then you through. Mm -hmm. You through, you know, and so that's what we seeing going on out here. Uh, sometimes when I'm driving down the street and I be seeing children walking down the street like they just getting out of school or whatever, you can see the pain and the agony that they either just encountered from leaving school or what they going home to, or both. Mm. Mm -hmm. You can see it in them. White, black, all of it. It's just, it's just a sad, sad look. You know? And it's just like, how do you expect somebody to, what are you really, what are you really, really schooling these children in? Is this all just to mentally fuck with their heads? Because you can't concentrate on no book when you, when you were that emotional. It's just no way possible you can concentrate on a book, you know? And so, I mean, we we're literally feeding our children to this beast and then wondering why we don't get along with them. You notice how many people do there. They can't find a common ground with their children. And most of them go to public schools because they go in there. And, you know, there used to be a time where I remember it used to be a lot of black teachers 
But do you notice the more and more life goes on, them white them white women, them teachers, the more and more the children get fucked up? I mean, they make it hard for sometimes for a black woman to even be a teacher these days. Because they want that white woman to misguide them because they so good at it. You know, that's that whole that whole concept with um with again, you know, when when these white men was 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 raping these slaves. And but the but the child had was grounded in in their in their black mother because their black mother was telling them you're black, you know, and this is us. This is what we do. But see, now it's been it's, it's the roles have changed where, you know, you got more white women having children with black men and they're telling their children some confusing shit. You're not white. You're not black. And if anything, they, they tell them they're not white and they're not black. But then they always they they're. They're only exposed to a white world. Well, damn, you think that child ain't going to be confused? You know, and then they grow up and they be so bitter and so angry and so just so confused. You know what I'm saying? Like, just is just this 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 white man and this white woman, they just got a way about them. They're so disgruntled. They're so they're always so angry again that they're always in war. They, they run a war program. And everything that they do, it's all about taking from someone else. It's all about being in competition with someone else. It's all about, you know, devising some type of plan to overtake something else or someone else. This is their spirit constantly. And they do it to their children. You know what I'm saying? You, know, you got white women and they be so jealous of their daughters and shit. I mean, they be jealous of their daughter's relationship with their own father. You know, I can see due to the fact that a lot of that you know they the violation that they may have in, encountered within their families i can see it that being a problem but even when that's not the case they're they're in competition with their daughters about their their um relationship with their own fathers you know so it's like you know they, they get to asking those stupid ass questions that white women ask am i pretty am i this how do i look and you know, you you they, then they go pick up their children from school. Their children had a bad day, and they make everything about them. You know, mom, sudden, sudden, such and such. Well, you know how that makes me feel when you do that. They don't give a fuck about how I made a child feel. This is the this is this is their upbringing. They have become our surrogate parents. You know, because naturally the black woman untainted. We are we were everybody's mother. We could do it too, authentically. It didn't matter what color that child was. That was just something innately in us. Big mama. She loved on everybody. You know, and but then here they come with all a I'm uncomfortable with your existence and how you do things. So, bitch, I got to make you like me. That's the only way I'm going to feel comfortable. I'm going to need you to be insecure. I'm going to need you to have trouble with your man. I'm going to need you to have trouble with your children. You know, because a lot of them just be just like that whole monarch um, system where, for one, they keep it in a family or they marry just because of money. That's a cultural thing with them. So a lot of times they marry strictly for money and the children only serve as a form of legacy. They're not trying to connect with their children like that. And this is the majority of them. So even when you see them out in public acting like they're good mothers. For the most part, that's not what's going on at home. 
That's why these little girls so damn insecure. They can be cute and, and as youthful as they want to be, these little white girls. And then you come on a scene as a black woman, they want to give you the blues. You know, following in their, in their mama's footsteps of that, that need to be in control. You know, she feels like her, her man has taken her through so much that she'd be damned if someone, another woman comes along and reaps the benefits of everything that she's been through. And, and then we get to acting like that. We don't want some, another woman around because of the money. Let me tell you something Whether real funny, it's sister. the man's child or is is you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's just... This is all this madness. And I'm just like, you know, how do we how do we change as a people when there's so many things that need to be rectified in us mentally? Now, how do we come together? How do we if it's our time, you know, and the cycle is just is going forth and, and it's time for us to do our thing. Then how do we escape all the damage that has been done and how do we escape this problem, you know, trying to avoid this problem coming up again where we allow people to um, uh, become the middleman for everything that we do. We got to go to them to even feel we got to, we got to go to them for okay on how we feel about their mistreatment of us. Like, you know, is it okay for us to feel like we've been mistreated because we're black, you know? So like even with the whole Black Lives Movement thing, you know, it, it, it really took white people to come on board to say, yeah, this is going on, so on and so forth, but they wouldn't understand it coming from a black person saying it. Cause it just sounded like we just whining and complaining, but that's the mindset that we've been given anyway, that um, it's, it's okay for us to be mistreated and we shouldn't say anything about it. It's, that's the norm. And so other races also mm -hmm. take on this mindset that you know, uh, they, they tell us what's important. So whenever we speak on our racism, the first thing they want to do is bring up LGTB, whatever they are. The first thing they want to do is, is equivalent us to some some gay motherfuckers. Like we had the same fight. <laughs> like Let me ask you, sister. You can hide. You can hide. You can all day long, but I can't hide my race. And so that's what you don't understand. But you're dealing with a narcissistic group of people who projects and not to mention, again, those artificial people that have been created through the Catholic Church and all their violation. They have they have put these people on on the public. To make it seem like their insanity should be the standard of things when really you Tell need me. help, motherfucker. I mean, motherfucker been fucking you in your ass since you've been an infant. That's just like that. And <laughs> hey, hey, whatever the, the, the chick that mm -hmm. ran into the house and supposedly was sitting in the burning car for an hour but didn't have no burn marks on her when she came up out of that gurney. I'm trying to wrap my thoughts around that because I know life's a stage. Right? Right. Can my you hear me? Can is, you hear me? Do you know her daddy was having sex with her ever since she was a baby? She, she, her Can daddy was her since she was an infant. I got knocked off. And the mama knew. Yeah, she can't The daddy was so perverted he slept with whoever. He, he didn't care what he stuck his dick in. Man, woman, probably animal and everything else. Nigga died from AIDS when he was 47 years old. You know? And so it's just like um, they groom and then some some man, this is after her dad died. She she once she's 17 years old, she's a senior in high school or whatever, and she's she's in some production, and someone comes and, and sees her supposedly and decides they want her to rehearse to, to, um, to, to uh, come to, uh, and try out for some, try some, part, for some in part in New York. In New York. 
But see, the thing well, see, is, she the had big room in the circles that her dad was in. They already they knew the connection. Knew the we don't know the, the extent of her father and her father's parents, and you know what I'm saying? How deep it goes. Because pretty much everyone that's in the limelight has some type of experience in that area. Most of them have family that are that's been in entertainment. Entertainment. And you know what that means. You know what that means. I mean, that's how you keep, I mean, it, in how you keep it in the family. All the secrets, all the secrets and, and you know all that type you know, of shit. Type of shit. You know, and then you these people, you know, you, they got these all people, these issues, and then they're, issues, they're the ones who are entertaining us. They're, they're the ones that everyone's looking up to, and then we wonder why. You know, little boys running around here with these tight ass pants on. We wondering why. You know, our children, the the little girls and the little boys aren't getting along. So now they want to try each other. Because they can't, because they can't get along with the opposite sex, sex. And, it's a choice. and it's a choice. Oh wow! I, oh, wow. I, what happened to I, I was born this way? That shit don't apply that no more. Apply but no, more. Because, they, no because, because they those ones those that they have tainted. Now they're now you know they're, grandparents you know, now and shit. They have they, they have, have pushed they them have on us to make that shit the norm. And so now it went from being born like this to now it's a choice. It's a choice. So it sounds so like it's, it's, it's an echo going, going on. on. Can you guys hear me? Guys you still hear, hear echo? You, you know when you start talking you know about that LGBT, LGBT shit. shit. Okay, let, let me. Um, can you Brother hear me? You there? There? Yes, I'm here, but I got knocked off. Can you hear me? Okay, we got a, we got a little problem here. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a text.
um, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on through my phone and I think sister had left or got cut off. If you can hear me, let me know. And um, then I'll continue on. They froze my internet. As soon as I put that banner up with the queen's face with the lizard, notice that that happened right after because you didn't notice, but I got knocked off for a long time. Let me know if you can hear me. Okay, beautiful. Now let me contact, I'm gonna mute myself and I'm gonna contact Sister Ambience again and see if she can click the link and come back on. They really did me dirty this time. I mean, my internet went out. I can't get back in. I got two internets here. It's just spinning, buffering. Everything got knocked out. So I'm glad to know that this is still running. Let me just see if I can contact her to hit the same link and we'll continue on. Hold on, I'm gonna mute myself too.
spoke to Sister Ambience on WhatsApp, and she's going to try to get back in. Let me know if you can hear me. Okay, I'm going to have to switch and probably do a different thing, but I'm here. Testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. Okay, um, I, know, I know, okay, hear my phone. Sister Ambien, are you here? Okay, she, I gotta, I gotta bring her in. Let me get back to this. I'm here though. I'm just trying to get it if she can come in. I'm not used to operating. Okay, good. I think it's okay. I'm gonna add her to the and the echo. I'm gonna. Is that, let me just give you a I'll correct the echo. Sister Obvious, I see you. Okay. I took care of the echo. But you should be in. What I want you to do now. Let's do it again. Pop out and pop back in. I'll stay right here. I got more tricks up my sleeve that you come with. I need you to pop out and pop back in. If she's talking, you can hear her. And I can't, let me know in the chat room. Then that way I'll be quiet and let her talk to me. If you can hear Sister Abby, let me know. If you can hear me, let me know. <laughs> okay, you can hear me. Okay, Sister Abby, if I see you in, 
the back end, and I let you in, but we don't hear you. So pop out and pop back in. I'll stay on the screen. Yo, they did they, they did it dirty today, but this is part of the battle. You know, you, you're in a war. Somebody's gonna get shot. Caught a bullet. That's okay. We're going to start working that conference on a lot and we get real tough with it and I'll upload it and record it. Okay, I see her here. I might have to pop her out so she can come back in. Hopefully she'll come back. Okay, I took her out. Let's see if she comes back in. Because it happened earlier before. Let me kill this thing here. Because I should be acting myself. Let me just uh this is straight great. And I was uploading something else. To put it right after the show, I think it's pretty much done. I wanted to shut my computer down. They got two different accounts. Somebody called somebody and decided to met. Now, it's like they're not paranoid. Sometimes there's power outages. Sometimes the internet does have a glitch. But two of them, At the same time, at the same minute. You're right. They couldn't handle it. And they really mad about last night. They were on vacation. They said, oh, I'm going to do no show tonight. And boom, here we go. He's doing it too much. So we will have a lot of recordings that we do that are already complete and we upload. And remember, in the future, everybody, this is getting this way. If you don't see me on YouTube anymore, you don't see me upload something for a day. Maybe it could have been a part on something else. But usually, I always put something every day. Sometimes a short one, or, or even YouTube shorts. I'm starting to do now. If you don't see me, then you gotta go to landscape.com. You gotta remember that. Landscape.com. Because I can stream more. And YouTube has nothing to do with that I can upload after. It's all the strategic mess I got to go through. But you have these clowns, half making, gay dudes talking. Nobody messes with them. Two or three million subscribers. <laughs> Crazy. But I'm not stopping. But I put this banner together while the show was going on. And as soon as I put it up, 
Boom, there it is. Okay, she didn't come back. Let me open up the seats of this other thing. There'll, There'll be an echo now. now. One, two, three. Oh, I'm on both of them. Let me knock this one out. Let's see how this is. Okay. So I'm on the show twice the weekend, but I just kind of changed the other one. I think it's other one found. Okay. Well, it may, I'm not going to talk about that much longer. I got to cut my volume down because I'm hearing myself this time over on the echo tip. Okay, I'm going to turn my volume down. Can you hear me still? I'll run some talk a little bit, and we'll just wrap it down. Not defeated, though. Understand that. We already got almost three hours in. Okay, here she goes again. Beautiful. Okay, my sister, can you can you can you hear me? Okay, let's try this this way. Okay, I'll let you in, and um. The line is open. Give me a one, two, three. Make some noise. I'm hearing a little bit of noise. Could be me. I'm on the speakerphone. But ambience. Maybe I can't hear you. Nobody else can hear you. Let me know in the chat if you can hear him too. Because I can't hear him. That's real strange. Let me try something different. Okay, Sister Ambien, you hear me on the side. Okay, yeah, we can't hear her. Okay, I'm a, let, me, let me try this next computer. My computers are frozen. Straight up. Let me go in here. See, now you're hearing it behind the scenes. You see, we have to go through. Let me tell you something. I'm try to rectify the situation the talk. Um, there was one night I was putting some content. There was some vicious content. And um, every time I was rendering everything and working on it, the minute I hit the button, to blend everything together, the computer would cut off. It happened eight times. Eight times. I'm like, you know what? It could be a 500 times. Tonight, we're going to do this. Okay, I'm going to try to get into that. Let's see how this goes. The other day, I worked on something for about three hours. Everything went out. And I worked and saved myself. For some reason, it wasn't saved. Okay, we're going to give this another shot again. Okay, we're going to give this another shot again. Okay, it's going to happen. Just give me a second. I'm on the phone now. 
I'm trying to get in on the, um, on the computer. We're back in business. It's usually when they do this, they don't have to long. Let me get this 60. I have to commend you, thank you, and appreciate you all for this work, man, because this, this thing happens all the time. And um, on different levels. I've gotten up in the middle of the night and seen some of my stuff just wiped out. Okay, I'm back in on the computer. Let me just tell Sister Ambience that I'm back on, and I, I, I believe you can hear me right now. Okay, let me know if you can hear me now. Because I had to, you know. Sister Ambience, I'm back in the studio. Let me know if you can um come on in. Now I'm getting a phone call. the ambience that I'm in and I can let her in. I just got it back off. They bulleted me. They... Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, but I'm doing it right now, so yeah, okay. Alright, sweetie. Alright. That was Sister Hope. Let me, um... Sister Ambience, I'm back in the studio and um, on the computer. They might do it again, but you can come on in now because I was trying to get you in on the phone and that was giving me a lot of problems. So just pop right back in again. I'm back there for sure. But we don't know how long before they start that mess again. So come back on in. All right. Okay. Let's give her a second to pop back in. That was perfect timing. Sister Hope called, so it looks like we might have another one. Sister Ambience just said she's going to come back in. I'm here to let her in. You hear the construction going on behind me, the banging pop probably. So um, 
I'm gonna mute myself most of the time and go back to multitasking. And let me see if this particular video I was trying to upload is uploaded because I had to knock everything out. I never just do one thing. I'm always doing something else while I'm doing something. People say, well, how do you get so much done? I'm always multitasking. Let's see now, this has got to work. Let me know, let me hear you, sister. Let me hear you. Let me hear that voice. Okay, I don't hear it. Let me check myself over here and make sure everything is correct. And it looks to be correct. We should have no problem hearing you. Just the same way, fiddle around with your phone. You are here successfully. But um, again, you might have to pop out and pop back in just like we did before. Everybody in the chat room can hear me clear. So, um, okay, let me check one more thing. Yeah, my sound should be my sound should be crystal clear right now. She left and she's gonna come back. Imagine that. And on social media, I'm seeing some things that are like really off the chain. And I'm like, how could they allow this stuff? You know, and and, and if and if this stuff that we're speaking is not the truth, why why mess with us? And maybe all of it may not be, but the thing is, you know. They don't like to see us together speaking this way. Okay, your line is open, Sister Amian. So let me hear you, if possible. Can you hear me? One, two, three. Yes, testing. Loud and clear. We're back. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, let me hear from the chat room if you can hear Sister Ambience. And I'm going to shut up, not because I'm scared. <laughs> flow. The minute I put this banner up, if you see it, that's when it happened. Oh, well, um, hey. Here. Well, you know what, brother? I tell you, I tell you what. Uh, you think this iteration, this interruption is decent to do that um, so far. But I'm gonna set that up over there, and I haven't been doing it recently. But sister, audience, continue, and I'll get back in the workshop and make things happen. Okay. Can you hear me still? Oh, you're loud and clear. Okay. I just want to make wow. Okay. Yeah, good. They can hear you too. Okay. Good. 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 Well, I mean, um, I'll be in the back. I'll be in the back end. I'm gonna try to set it up on my site. I've been lazy and not doing that. If I do that, I'll be like, yo, if it cuts over here, go, go to landscurve.com. So anyway, go ahead, sister. I'll mute myself for a second. Okay, well, I, I don't even know where to begin at this point. I mean, the interruption is so deep, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, just even what I experience in my life, you know, it's just so hard for me to even explain to people my experiences and, you know, just the subtleties of the harassment and the just the covert tactics that they use to um to interfere with my life and I you know I I had read one of the comments where they well uh, someone had mentioned the first thing they do in war is to cut off your uh, communication you know and so I guess that that's the whole isolation thing and then you know the whole financial thing to cut off your supplies you know and so but because I always strive to make the best out of everything I got and I don't live in lack you know like right now. Okay, yeah, so I don't have access to a stove. I don't have access to, um, you know, certain fundamental things, but I bet you, I bet you what? I bet you I can, I can whip up a meal right now if I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? So, but because um, I, I don't feel defeated in any, any way, you know, I'm constantly being met with this thing. It's always trying to try to put me in some type of fear, some fearful place um, from, you know, that sound of jets flying over my head and all that type of stuff when I'm having certain thoughts or I'm about to do certain things, 
and I'm going to say the sound because it's, sometimes it happens so randomly. I'm just like, okay, so either, you know, I know they can put on their burners at any given time, but, you know, just, just what are the chances that they're just right over my head or anywhere near? But I think that they're using some type of sonic something in the sky, you know, in order to do what they do as far as sound and, you know, uh, not just sound, but smell, you know, all that type of stuff. But yeah, so I'm always met with a lot of um bull anyway. But but I do want to uh, finish commenting on how like the whole LGBTQXYZ shit and how, you know, as as black people, we're all they understand the science of our makeup and the science of their makeup, you know, um, and they realize what we like as far as our energy and the role that we play on the earth and its fields. And so they've been able to master the way to be able to um, drain us of our resources, just like they do the earth itself. And so they always use us to push their agenda. And so like, even right now, what we're experiencing, we have to be very mindful of if they're trying to usurp our energy currently based on what's going on. You know, they say they've been to the moon. Right. They say they've done this and they've done that. But I'm pretty sure that everything that they do on a dramatic level has to do with a certain person, a certain person's alignment, a certain what they represent, how they can, um, you know, use the energy for X, Y and Z. You know, so we have to be very mindful about what's going on right now and what they're why this is going on and how they plan on executing whatever they're attempting to execute. Cause I know it's something that they, they, they always try to benefit off of a crisis period. That's just how they operate. So again, just being very mindful of what's going on, standing in your square and on your square, because we're, we're going to be shown something real soon. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely something that they've been planning for. You know, and we definitely need to watch behind the scenes, you know, like C-SPAN. And if you have access to C-SPAN and all that, make sure you're paying attention to what they're doing at midnight. Because right now it's something going down. It's something going down. Trust and believe that. We're going into the weekend. We got this energy. We're in Jupiter. We're in we're in the uh, Virgo season. You know, even when you think about the whole being in Aquarius and you got to understand with um with coming out of basically the uh, the Piscean Pisces era, you know, and how the relationship between Virgo and Pisces because they're detriments to one another, and going into Aquarius that would make the Leo a detriment. I'm a Leo, you know, I'm actually a Leo Leo Virgo, so I have to be mindful of them even try to utilize and usurp the cusp of my energy. You know, and so, but I'm always, I'm always about progression. I'm not about going backwards or staying in place. And of course, that's what they've been pretty much, they've been using magic to tr pretty much go backwards and stay in place, you know, because they know their time is up. They, they, they've been teetering on the edge of their demise, basically, you know, and so they're hoping that they can come up with something real clever in order to go ahead and jolt things back far enough to where it gives them more time to come up with some more bullshit to continually keep us in this cycle, you know? And so we have to be very mindful of that. I have, I have um, several things that I'm really paying attention to in my experience because, um, 
again, how they come up against me makes me question what this is really about. You know, I'm just like, okay, me, me, like, I'm just, you know, I'm just me, you know, I know that I'm, you know, a little different, you know, and I know that I, I have the ability to influence and all that, but maybe that's, that alone is it. I don't know. You know, I just don't want to get caught up in any cycle. That's the thing. I don't want to get caught up in their bullshit. I don't want to get caught up in going towards their light and continuing you know, uh, feeding their rain on any level, you know, and so that's what I'm I'm striving to just be mindful of. And the fact that I'm dealing with the situation that I'm in all of a sudden, you know, kind of like it went from. So I had this dream about this person and I don't know what they if they're presenting this person to me as though they don't care about me. Is it that they're presenting something to that person to not care about me? that would cause me to go from being in a place where I was safe to now being homeless again, you know? And so it's, it's definitely something going on in the atmosphere, but I, you know, I don't live in fear. I, I'm not concerned about any of them stepping to me about shit, you know? And so I've been, I've been too many places by myself. You know, I've, I've gone, I've come towards them too many times that I know that these are some punk ass motherfuckers we dealing with. They're literally like the motherfucking, um, the wizard behind the curtain, that little, that little small little motherfucker that everybody is hearing his voice from a distance. Like he's some, you know, something to, to deal with something major. And you pull that damn curtain back and it's some bullshit standing there full of anxiety. And trust me, that's exactly who they are. I've seen it for myself. You know, they always want to keep me by myself so they can try to bully me. That shit still don't work. You know, they always try to present certain things to me that just seem so ex unexplainable. That shit don't work. It's always something that, that they try to present to me that just don't don't work. You don't work. And I, I guess they need me to be fearful so they can usurp that energy and they can come in. And I don't know. They feel like if I, I can be the example. So if, if I can fall prey to the fearfulness that allow them to hold on to their position, then anybody can. But you got a problem if you think that's the case because it'll never happen it doesn't matter what you bring my way it don't matter because i feel like this whole experience you've constantly things have constantly been presented to me to keep me in a position of um struggle you know the the losses that i've uh, that i've encountered you know all the situations of people that that's that were supposed to be there for me you know, just from day one that were always preoccupied with the, the with the, the shit that they were presented with. So they couldn't care for me like they needed to. But even in the midst of all that, they still haven't been able to complete their tasks. They just can't do it. It's just it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible, you know, and so. Oh, oh, okay. I see somebody put retrograde. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. But shit, I feel like my whole life has been in retrograde dealing with these motherfuckers. <laughs> they, they've had us in a perpetual state of uh, retrograde. <laughs> and that's for sure. You know, it's like everything, every time we try to go into some direction, it's always every, I think about all the goals and all the you know, all the things that I had wanted to accomplish in this experience, you know, I mean, fundamentally, like down to, you know, my husband, and my children, and it's like nothing has ever, nothing has ever came to fruition, 
You know, the only thing that's consistent is my connection to the source. That's it, to the most high. That's the only thing that's been served as any any authentic, grounded thing in my life. And that's it. You know, and so that's all I can continue to hold on to because I know what I do to those who have that spirit of God in them. And that's enough for me. You know, like I, I, I think I told you I had ran into a friend the other day and she hugged me so much. I haven't seen her in years. She hugged me so much. And then she, you know, she was actually tearing up, you know, just she was just so happy to see me. You know, that alone tells me what the impact that I have made on people, thanks to what the most high has placed in me. You know, and so I'm so grateful for that. So grateful in my ability to be able to express myself through various, you know, um, ways, but just verbally, you know, because for, you know, a part of the agenda in my experience was to make me feel as though I wasn't worthy enough to even speak up. And I, and that's a lot, a lot of what this system does to people just in general, you know, but particularly, particularly, I'm thinking about my own journey and how um, I was always seen as um, a burden to people. I was always seen as someone that was coming in on a situation, you know, from being tossed around and, you know, always looking for love, always willing to give it and looking for it to be reciprocated. I think that's been like my biggest struggle in this experience is because my love house is in Libra. And so that's a part of what my desire is, is to be able to give love and to get it back. And so I just been finding myself just giving love, giving love, giving love <laughs> and just getting this rejection, this sense of a burden. You know what I'm saying? So but but that's how we really are as a people. You know, when it's all said and done, we have so much love to give. We have, you know, so much understanding and so much empathy for everyone else and it's like we have to start to learn to love ourselves more we got to learn to have more empathy for ourselves and as a result then we will start to have that type of empathy and love for one another because it has to start with self first you know and that's what a lot of people don't recognize brother lance are you still there Brother Lance, you there? I just want to make sure um, he's still with us, guys. Well, hopefully he'll say something soon. Maybe he's busy. Um, but, yeah, so I'm just going to have to keep paying attention to the uh, the chat just to make sure. But, um, but yeah, so in this, in this need for us to um, have this inconsiderate spirit towards ourselves, but this overly empathy for everyone else. And that's why they come in and they, they use us to push their various agendas to tell us that somehow a person who a person is sleeping with, or if a person decides to wear a dress or not, somehow that supersedes my experience here as a black person, you know, some, for some reason we're supposed to, put ourselves in the back seat because of some deviant, you know, and, and that's what it, this, that behavior is a very deviant person. I mean, um, uh, behavior It's not, it's not a natural behavior. 
you know, and so even if even if you see it down to its DNA that this person is experiencing this, it's, it's due to nine times out of 10, some experiment that's been done, you know, something that probably occurred naturally just through some flaw because of, you know, you know I, if, I can't really say it's natural because it could come from some type of incest that some some people come together that shouldn't shouldn't have been together in the first place, you know, and so they've been able to study that particular gene and actually figure out how it came about and even implement that type of stuff in the environment, whether it's through what they're spraying in the sky, through what we're eating to even cause that to be a, a normal thing. You know, and so these people are very mischievous. They that war type thing. So they're they're when you're always in war, you all you're always looking for weapons. And so they stay in that constant mindset of looking for something to attack someone. Anything, anything, your love, they'll they'll use your love for your for for something to attack you with it. Yes, we do. We must love ourselves, um, Sister Sonia. We have to, because if you don't love yourself, then how can you connect to self-preservation? That's like fundamental. So if you don't love yourself, self-preservation means nothing to you. You know, and so that's what we're dealing with in this world, because that lack of love that we have for ourselves that causes us to be, become uh, self-mutilating, killing each other, arguing with each other, stepping on each other not understanding each other's point of views, you know, acting like we foreigners to one another. Like, are you serious? Are you serious? You know, like we find the littlest thing to be in disagreement about and hold on to that as some form of um, proof that we're nothing alike. We want to be individuals. We don't want to look at ourselves collectively anymore, but they look at us collectively you know what I'm saying? They look at us collectively, but they don't want us. They don't want us to look at them collectively. They want us to look at them like individuals, you know, and even with that being said, you bitch, you still guilty. You still guilty. Even in your individual ways, you guilty because the system don't work itself, you know, and so you walk around here and you have this and you have that. But you got a problem with me and mine having the same thing. You get uncomfortable. You get uncomfortable with the whole idea and the whole concept of me holding my head up as a person coming through this world. So don't act like you don't have an issue with me obtaining anything in this world. Should you got a problem with me just being in this world? And not to mention the fact that you know that you've taken so much from me. And so like I had made the analogy the other day, if a person has taken from you, hell no, they don't want you in their house. Because you will come up in there and you'll be like, bitch, it's mine. It's mine. Bitch, wait a minute. Bitch, this is mine. And I want to tell you that's mine. I remember um, having this conversation a couple of years ago um, in the cafeteria at work. They was talking about that's when it was Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. And me and my, one of my black co-workers having a conversation about, um, you know, well, you know, that's the norm for us. But they want to take it off of us and put it on a white girl and glamorify and make it, you know, they want to make it a, a glamoring type of thing. You glorify it, you know. And so, um, you know, them white bitches that was hearing, if you if you hear ear hustling, bitch, you hey, you go get what you deserve. So if that means you go get some mental trauma behind it, get ready. Embrace yourself to get that rocking on because I'm a rock your ass, you know. And they looking at me all with no shame. No shame. 
It's no way you can dispute what I'm saying to you other than the fact that you have placed yourself on such a pedestal that you have the you feel you have the right to take whatever you want from me. Whether it's my man, whether it's my ass, whether it's and when I say that, I don't mean it in the sense of we know that we all as as black women, we come in all kind of shapes. We come in all kind of all kind of skin tones. We know that. But the the fundamental thing is, even if you don't have a big ass as a black woman, when you in tune with yourself, you might as well have a big ass. Cause you be so much on point, your swagger and your energy be so much on point. It be it be it be make a make a man salivate. Check a child on the spot. Who wouldn't be turned on by that? You know, and so don't get it twisted. But all I'm saying is, you know, this world wants to take everything from us. I mean, just think about it. For those of you who act like you don't get it. It's all black people fault. How come we just can't? Why we gotta make waves? Nigga, we gonna make waves. Nigga, I'm drowning. Something's trying to hold me down in this damn water. Hell yeah, I'm gonna make waves. But see, when you don't have any love for yourself, you're not concerned about self-preservation. When you can't see any good in your damn self, you can't see any good in anybody that looks like you. So can you guys still hear me? I get caught up. I get caught up. <laughs> I just need to check and see and make sure that y'all can still hear me. Can someone in the chat let me know if you can hear me? Yeah, hold on. We, I, I can hear you here. Okay. I was on the phone, but I can hear you loud and clear here. Just okay, brother. I just want to make sure. The screen open, so let the chat tell you if they can hear you, but I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they can hear me. Good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, we uh, our only power in this situation, this at this point, is us standing on our square, not being afraid to congregate, not being afraid. You know. Again, they have this tendency to feel as though there are overseers. You understand? But see, I'm one of them type of people. I'm one of them type of black women. And I don't know if there's too many black women out here like me, but I move by myself, you know, and I can be in a, you know, in a crowd of people. And because of how I move, I move with intention. I don't come in lollygagging and all that type of shit. If I go to the farmer's market, I'm coming in, I'm executing what I got to execute and I'm moving in. I mean, I'm moving in and I'm moving out. I may be dressed a certain way. I may be, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I got a nice shape or whatever. And, you see, and, and, and they can, white women pick up on that, that they pick on, they pick up on your attitude to your, towards yourself and they envy it. And so they want to give you attitude because they're hoping when they give you attitude, you'll shrink. Like so many of our sisters do just flat out, just flat out. I watch it all the time. I can sit in my car at a grocery store and watch black women interact, move, move about the parking lot and see that bullshit. It drives me crazy. But I'm one of them type of black women. I get on a white woman and be like, bitch, fuck you. Wait for him to say something. Say something, bitch. I'll talk about them real bad to their face. I'll whisper it in their ear. Bitches keep it moving. I'm just that type. 
because see, I don't come on no bull. I'm not, I'm not looking to come in to destroy and pull nobody down, but you, you catch me on the wrong day. I'm going to give it to you. I'm just going to give it to you. You know what I'm saying? And so be careful, be careful, you know, out here, you know what I'm saying? You don't know who you dealing with. Not all, not all black women on, on that weak shit. Yeah, because I tell a nigga two by himself too when he with one of them. Or, you know, I get real girly on them motherfuckers when they with their white women. And then they get real uncomfortable. They be pulling their men and shit. <laughs> Just be fucking with them, you know? <laughs> you know, and then that's why I got to move by myself because other people can't deal with that. You know, they don't know, you know, when a person doesn't see what you see, they think they think you just starting shit. Yeah, <laughs> because that's the role. Everybody want to turn a blind eye to what these white bitches do. But then they want to they want to overjudge me for my response to them. You know, but anyway, um, you know, I give it to them. You know, I just be as polite as I want to be, just as knowledgeable as I want to be. If I have questions about any type of fruit or vegetables or anything like that, I ask questions. And bitch, you standing next to me and you on some stank shit, I'm going to give it to you, bitch. But anyway, um, and so, you know, but we got to stand on our square. I don't expect everyone to respond like me, but, you know, I expect us as black women to stand on our square because we, we, we got it like that. We got it like that, man. We special, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying, you know, I ain't saying it to blow black women's heads up and all that, but what makes you even more special as a black woman is when you know who you are and it's not even a question. It don't even got to be a conversation. It's just, it is what it is. You come through and they know when you come through who you are. And if we can just, if more sisters would stand on that, man, Mike, really, we could change the whole world. And that, but that, that's going to require from all corners, all, cor all corners of the earth. We have to start standing on our square. Stop first and foremost, Stop accepting from your own that you that you less than stop accepting. You know, when people talk to you crazy and they want to make you feel bad, stop going along with that bullshit. You know, stop dealing with them motherfuckers. Just stop dealing with them all together. Let them only see you from a distance. They're not even worthy of you being in their in they presence, though. You know, but you got to start right there. You got to start at home first. You got to start. These you ever heard of the uh, gray rock? When you gray rock is when you cut a motherfucker off, a narcissistic motherfucker off. You got a gray rock they ass, and just cut them off completely. They gotta hunt you down to talk to you. That's where you start first, and then you'll find the more you go out into this world and you start dealing with people who, yeah, they might they might have this going on more than you, and they might have that going on more than you. But I bet you what. If they could pay to be in your presence, they would. Once you figure out that your power. <laughs> he said, if, if Sister Sonia said, if black women left the physical um, reality, the solar system would die for sure. For sure. Right. Because we are the producers of the very thing that, that uphold this whole motherfucking system. The natural system. And they know that. They know that. So that's why they realize, you know, um, like certain people that have that have a very powerful energy, they really can't do nothing with us. 
They really can't because they really know that it'll be a detriment to themselves. All they can do is fuck with us in hopes that we'll just bow down. But outside of that, I'm my energy serve as that energy to let other black folks know. Bitch, you ain't shit. They know when I come on the scene, I can I can be at a concert. You know, when they gather in groups, they they really try to push that shit like they better than. And that's when you really got to turn your shit up. That's when you you talking about a mass motherfucking suicide. Um, I mean, a mass um, what you call that? Uh, a mass shooting or a massacre. That's when I be on my shit. Then when I'm when I'm in a group setting around them, I I, I be ready to kill motherfuckers. Not not physically. They do that. Them they, they damn self once they recognize. But I be ready to massacre motherfuckers. When I go, when I go to they little markets or they little concerts and they be, you know what I'm saying? They be all grouped up and they be ready. And I come through on my whatever I'm on. Like, you know, I'm a fire sign. And I come through with a blazing. And if you ain't ready, man, I will burn your shit down. Burn your shit down. And they be trying to send people to fuck with you and all that. <laughs> they ain't, they, they never ready for me. They never ready for me because I play with them far more than they play with me. And I ain't scared. I ain't scared. You understand? I go uh, amongst their markets and I've sold shit in their markets. And, you know, black folks be, you know, I've been places where I've had my, you know, little spots and tables and all that type of stuff. And, you know, my people, you know, they want to they want to pander to these motherfuckers and all that. No, when they come to my table. Hey, they go get it. Either you go buy it or you not. I mean, I can tell you all about it, what it is. You know what I'm saying? I can give you the history on it, so on and so forth. But I ain't gonna play no games with you. And then, you know, all the black folks wondering why I'm getting so much attention because I'm not here faking the funk. I'm not here feeling some kind of way because of your presence. How come we just can't do this together? What's the problem? What's the problem? Why are we always so stuck? So, so, so stuck in that, that, um, trauma. I'm, I don't want to live in trauma. I, 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 I faced my shit a long time ago. I don't want to live there, but you know, a motherfucker want to keep reminding you that it exists. <laughs> they want to constantly remind you that you, you got to be, this is just as disgruntled as they are. You know, they be playing that role like they they like they better than you. I'm talking about your our own people, in particular sisters. You know, because they so used to having that game played with them that they're hoping that they can get you in that place before other people come along so they don't have to run that game on anyone else besides you. Because now they got you there. And so when anybody else come along, they go go, they go fall in sync. <laughs> so that's the game that a lot of people play. They always playing a game, always. But don't play the game with them. Just come through knocking motherfuckers over because you know they don't like you anyway. It ain't nothing. If a motherfucker don't like you, it ain't nothing you can do about it. It's nothing you can do to make a motherfucker like you that don't know you. And you just got to come in and just, just knock them down. I mean, like, literally, I, <laughs> I recall walking down the street. And at a distance, I can see that people up ahead, you know, they standing there, they waiting on a bus. They can see my presence. They they watching me from a distance, you know, and, and people assume that if they pay attention to you, they can throw you off or whatever. Bitch, I'm I'm walking this walk regardless. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm walking this walk regardless. I don't care who looking. And I have literally walked past a motherfucker and they damn near fell over. Like something about your energy just jolted them, you know, and but but that's us. Like we need to stand in that. It's so powerful and it's so beautiful, especially when you meet others who had that same energy and y'all in each other's presence and you laughing and you enjoying and you feeding off each other. And it's a reciprocal thing. Everybody walking away full satisfied. That's a beautiful thing. But you know, when you go into situations and it seems like you be the only one that get and everybody all uncomfortable around me just everybody, it don't matter what color they are, what sex they are. They just, everybody's uncomfortable around you because you know, that's just some type of group think type of situation, you know, and that's when I start talking about life as a bore, you know. Right. We are, we're not obligated to love or like one another. And that's fine. I don't, you know, I don't have to, I don't, shit, you know, it's certain animals that I don't like. I don't want nothing to do with them. I don't want to see them. I don't, <laughs> you know, obviously they serve their purpose, but they ain't got to be in my face. But, you know, again, like you said, that abuse, like, don't, don't put your bullshit on me. And that's what a lot of people do because that's what the system does. The system is designed to drag you down to drag you down. And not only that, they added the component of you celebrating someone else's joys. People sit and watch other people for hours. For hours, they watch what they got, what they went and bought. They watch them unbox shit. They just watch all these great things supposedly happening in these people's lives. And <laughs> and they're so used to watching and judging that everywhere they go, they take on that same mentality. Like they are on a social media. And so you get people who stare, you know, you got, you know, as a sister, if you have any type of shape, you already know you got people who will post up. They will position themselves to sit at a certain place just to sit and stare at you. And then get mad when you stare at them. They uncomfortable with it. They don't like it. But it's okay for them to do it to you. You know, it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> what is this about? And that's if you want people off your back, it's two things you can do. Stare at them or have your phone. Have your phone now. It ain't even got to be on. If a motherfucker think that you is, if you got that camera on, they straighten up. I've gone so far, I feel like I know that they tap into my thoughts. So, you know, and, and so the question became, are they seeing through my eyes, you know, but maybe they're not seeing through my eyes but just tapping into my thoughts and to what I'm seeing, you know? And so with that being said, I, I recently put like a cartoon drawing of Jeff Bezos, like an ugly face of his, like his real face. I got that on my screen. Right. And so I have, when I posted that on, when I put that on my screen, I started getting all these insults on my feed on YouTube, like literally. But I feel like that, you know, to kind of get back at these motherfuckers for having the audacity to be reading our thoughts in the first place. I think if we start looking at shit that's foul about them, where we're when we see it, our our thoughts are, you know, the top the thoughts are being made where of course they're picking up on it and they realize it's they ugly face or it's some ugly shit about them, something that's real, of course. 
it, it can help them back off of us. Like, if, especially if we did it in grows, like targeted individuals, if we literally just start posting shit that's fucked up about them, that, you know, that brings them some form of anxiety. <laughs> I really believe like that. If we can form some type of campaign directed in that area, like a sham, a sham, I mean, a, a shame campaign where we literally just go and find shit that's fucked up about them and, and keep that shit on our homepage, like shit that we just constantly see, 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 see. It's like them seeing them. It's like them having a mirror up against them constantly. <laughs> Maybe they, they'll back the fuck off of us. You know. But, um, okay, let's see here. Sister Sonia, it says, well, Planet of the Apes was not just a movie, right? Yes. You know, they're movies, though. They always tell on their movies. I have watched this. I don't know if anybody uh, recalled this movie that was on Netflix. I think it was called um, uh, Big Big Fish. Big? No, no, I wasn't Big Fish. It was called, oh, my God, something big. But it was a newer movie that came out in the last couple of years. It's kind of like a satire. You know, one of those movies where it was very vivid. And basically, um, the AI or the robots took over, they took over the, um, the planet or whatever. And at the very beginning of the movie, they show, now at the time, of course, the, the robots, robots hadn't taken over the planet yet. So these people were watching a movie of these robots walking humans, <laughs> you know? And so they're walking their humans and one has a female human and the other one has a male human and they decide to be funny and allow them, you know, they actually take them off the leash and let them, you know, do what humans do. Right. And so, of course, they started sniffing around and eventually they wanted to get on, you know, the humping thing. And so the, the robots put their humans back on a leash and, and they say, see, it always leads to that. <laughs> so basically you know they're um they're bothered by our um our emotions with one another our need for uh sexual contact and sensuality with one another maybe that's just an envious thing or a jealous thing because they can't have it you know but um and then the and then the outcome of procreation which they pretty much see humans as um as a, you know, some type of um, virus to the planet, you know, and that's really a reflection of the programmers of the of the uh, robots and the AI, the AIs, because that's really how they see humans themselves. Even though they're the ones that's contributing to the mindset at the same time, but we're dealing with narcissists here, so they have this hatred. <laughs> they have this hatred for for humanity and and its ways, but their contributors to humanity and its ways at the same time. So again, we're dealing with some sick motherfuckers. Like these people are very, very sick, you know? Um, and, and I don't even know what to say about, <laughs> about them, but all I know is when it comes to us, there's still hope for us. You know, there's still hope for us. There's still a way for us to be able to come out of this situation and overcome it you know, and live to tell the story. So it's not repeated over and over and over again, you know? So, but 
Yeah, I think that um, we as a people, we have to start to look at ourselves and reflect on what we need to do in order for us to be able to come together collectively, starting first with self, starting first with self, you know, um, first of all, not doing the same things, not finding ourselves in the same system and the same rut that we're trying to get out of, you know, not, you know, not having favoritism because, you know, this person is from the same place you're from, from the same city you're from, from the same country you're from. And so therefore you want to place them in a certain position, you know, that's, that's just another form of, um, of uh, superiority, you know? And so, so we have to, we have to make sure that we're, we learn how to judge ourselves justly and judge others justly as well. So they take the place, let's see. So, so they take the place, they take our place and treat us worse. So basically robot versions of white folks. <laughs> Basically, you know what I'm saying, you know, they're very masochistic themselves. You know, if you notice, you know, a lot of a lot of their um the richest white men, they're they're really into, you know, um the whole masochistic, you know, getting beat on, getting whipped and all that type of stuff. So really, you know, I say to myself many times, maybe they do this because they want us to whoop their ass. Like they really want to ass whooping. They really want to be chastised. You know how some children, they do shit just to get a, get attention because they do really want to be directed because they're so out of line. I mean, really, you know, there's no, you can't dispute what's taking place in this world. It's all obvious, you know? And so if you have a firsthand seat to the bullshit, you gotta, I mean, I would think you would want somebody to, to whoop your ass and get your ass in order because, you know, you just... You just don't serve as anything good or positive in this world. Like, you know, and you know it yourself. There's something shameful about it. There's something shameful about it. That's why you so shook when you encounter people like myself. Because you know that you're dealing with some guilt that's coming through. It's coming through in your anxiety and in my presence. You're afraid that I'm going to give to you what you've been given to us all this time. So maybe they really do want us to rise up against them on levels. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they're sick like that, you know, they're sick. So we can't even re really wrap our thoughts around the mindset of a, of a sick motherfucker, you know, because anytime you can um, see so much in a person that actually can sustain your livelihood and you don't respect that, then you're really not, you're not worthy of life. You're not worthy of life. That's just like, you know, just the most high, you know, and that's why we experience so much death. So I know when Brother Lance was talking about how people in Ghana don't live that long. And but the reason why is because they're not living life. They're not living in the format that has been given to them. And just like white folks, that's why they die out the way they do. They're not living in They're They're only taking and if you take, 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 well, you're going to get took, 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 took. You know, and so that's why we have to be mindful about carrying on their spirit. You know, that money, 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 money. You know, you, you know, we, we, I think initially as black people, we wanted money because we, we recognize nice things. You know, we, we have made such a um, impact on the quality of products because of us knowing good shit when we see it, you know, like back in the day, 
you know, we knew the quality of something, you know, whether it was clothes, whether it was car, whether it was, was anything like we, we could comprehend that. And, and so we, we've been revolutionaries in that, in that area too, but of course they're not going to recognize that, you know, but we just have to get to a point where we recognize that in ourselves and stop relying on something that only offers death as a means to an end <laughs> because it will be your end. You keep fucking with them. You keep being in bed with them. You keep taking on their ways. You keep, you know, adjusting to their way of being and all that type of stuff, conforming. You know, you send your children to their schools and then you'd be wondering why your children are fucked up. Why they suicidal? Why they this? Why they that? You know, but they've been in the presence and in a, in a system that constantly destroys who they are for their own benefit. You know, they want to create all these circumstances of chaos. So they'll so their women will have a job so they can so they can label themselves as missionary workers. They come in and they fuck up Africa and then they had the audacity to send their they wives in to call they so fixing it and shit. <laughs> and they ain't doing nothing but doing experiments <laughs> to further uh, bring the people closer to their demise and shit. And ain't nobody picking up on it. <laughs> it's just like yeah it's such a great people it's such a great people just going away so we're so overly concerned about shit that we shouldn't be concerned about and you know and just and vice versa and so yeah guys I don't know um, I don't know brother Lance how, what's going on with you I, I think we've been on for quite a while Oh, yeah, yeah, but, you know, time goes so sweet when you're on and when the other sisters are on, too, that, you know, I mean, it's like sitting in your favorite restaurant after you ate a good meal. You don't mind sitting there three more hours because you can take extra bite of something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, right, good right. Like, Dude, I can just, <laughs> I can just chill here. Or, you know, you meet with somebody, you hang out somewhere, you plan on doing something else, and it's like... Yeah, having a good time here. Let's just stay right here. Forget right. that. We don't need all. I, all I need is a fishing pole right now. I, I probably could talk to tonight if I you was fishing somewhere. But that's the way it is, and that's the vibe, and that's the vibe that I love. You know, um, like I said, I'm here and I'm enjoying everything. Um, I had to step away from the mic. Not far, like I told you before. I'm straightening up a lot of these little wires. I have a gazillion mm -hmm. wires. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you see what happened, right? Boom, it happened that way. I didn't need to change anything. Yeah. Sometimes I'm recording something, and then the show is going on, and I might have the conference room going. Like, I mean, a full blast. I can do a lot of things at one time. It wasn't mm -hmm. like that today, but... You know, I did have to do some things to straighten up around here. Not dirty, but just cluttered. And right. when you organize these little wires and little gadgets, and I have it nickel rigged up, you know what I mean? Nickel. Um, nickel, yeah. I have it nickel rigged up. Like, yeah. The original uh, intent for some of this equipment, I went beyond some of it. You know what I mean? Because uh -huh. well, I have abilities. And if, if the white man who made this stuff came in here, Lord, Jesus Christ, I can't believe what he did with this thing. You know, he should be charging him more. <laughs> So, <laughs> how do these people do this? You know, <laughs> because hey, they, they could they couldn't live long they couldn't live long enough to figure that out. I know, I know. Seriously, and they can't. You know, 
like I say, you got to find ways around certain ways of doing construction. If you hear a big smack and yeah, they got three buildings, one across the street, one next door and one across the street from the one next door. They're doing all this construction with. So that happens, you know, what happened today with the internet getting knocked out. Somebody got butt hurt and hit the button. Um, mm. anything like that before in my life. I have two separate internets, like I said. One that's a desktop that I use for the desktop stuff and the one pocket one that I use to keep with my phone be- because I have the app where you can call direct. So I always mm-hmm. have internet for me. And if I have a tablet in my bag, I can utilize it that way if I run into somebody to record or whatever. So I'm always ready for everything that way. So I, I have to keep everything packed a certain way. I have a small bag, a medium bag, and a big bag, and they're all packed. All I have to do is shift the cameras if I want. So if I go out and I say, I'm just going down a, a mile or two real quick, and I'm coming back, mm-hmm. I'll take the small bag. If I'm going for the day and somebody's driving, I'm taking mm-hmm. the big that's kind of heavy. If I'm going, you know, where I'm going to be traveling, I'll take the medium size bag. So each one has its own wires and whatever. So I took it out to repack it. Some things that I put to the side and have to know where they are. Because if I'm scrambling and don't mm-hmm. know, then I'm, I'm all messed up. So then right. now, you know, like when we spoke earlier and I said, I'll make the banner during the show, which I did. You know, but I kept getting the phone calls during the show, so it took me away from doing the banner. So you're juggling like crazy. And I'm I'm full. I mean, I had a little almond milk. I had some oranges, some apples. I'm good, but I didn't really eat a meal yet. But I'm good. You know, I'm right here. So um, that's how you do it. You, you got to be able to think on your toes, on your right. feet. You know? Right. So um, I love that challenge, though. You know? Yeah. Um, I love the tranquility here in Ghana, but... I like to rev my engines. I, I like to go in the fast lane. It makes mm-hmm. me feel like I'm still in New York because that's that, that's how I'm wired. You know, right. they all let me back off. I'll back off. Like last night after the show, I couldn't sleep right away. That was just too much excitement. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and I was falling asleep. I was sitting there and the microphone was in front of me and I had it a little bit lower. And, and I, I it's like I was praying and my head bumped into my I said, Man, let me I gotta get some sleep. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> it's funny if you can see me when um I'm in here doing my work. Cause I'll sit there, you know, I'll lose efficiency. And it's like I keep going. It may take me 15 minutes to do something that takes three, usually. But I'm like in a zone, you know, playing music, thinking things. And once I start talking to myself and telling jokes like <laughs> hearing music and you gotta start singing and whatnot. I'm like, I got to get to bed. But I love it. <laughs> yeah, I truly yeah. love doing it and, and can, can do it every day. I think I proved that I love doing it every day because I've been doing it every way, every day for decades. <laughs> Two of them. So that's what it is. I love it. Yeah. yeah. You day. And what I'm going to do is um figure out once this is up mm-hmm. and done, the, you know, the time when it ended and the time when it, you know, um, you know, when, when it came back on. And then okay. on my website, I'll do it where I just take that time out. And there's reasons for that, you know. Okay. Um, but I know most people that that come on, they're going to be like, oh, went blank and I just got off of it. I'm like, yo, there's right. a whole lot. You know, and that's what I don't want. There's a way to cut out the inside, but it's a little more complicated than my other program. Well, I'll probably just have to go in and really study it and see. Because what they say to do, you do it, and it still don't work. You're just splitting it. Uh, if you want to take a chunk out, you know, it's a whole different ball game. With my other program, I could do that, you know. Headaches, but I don't mind. 
<laughs> I love it. Once yeah. I learned it, that's it. But you, but you, I, I was listening to you though. You, 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 <laughs> you know, don't think I'm not listening. Yeah, this, you know, like I said, it's a, it's definitely a beautiful day, and there's, um, you know, there's some things I'm still trying to get situated uh, with this, with this situation. I, I, I plan on spending some time with my grandbaby today. Yes. Yeah. And wow. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, huh? You know, and the grandmother. I mean, I'm, there are a lot of younger looking grandmothers out here, but I'm just saying, like, you know, we can get a, as black people, we can get away with that redefining. You know, when you say grandbaby, it's like, it's like, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I go places and they be like, oh, your your daughter is so cute. I'm like, oh, that's my grandbaby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. You said I'm jigging after the last night show. Yeah, for real. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I'm yeah. telling you. White women don't have that shelf life. I'm sorry, they just don't. No. They don't no. have it. You know, and no. whenever cameras injections and all this stuff, they want to do it's still going to fall apart. You can't. But you know, it's their their attitude. Their attitude feeds into it as well. You know what I'm saying? Like their attitude, how how you view things and all that, because they're, mm -hmm. they're very disgruntled. I don't I don't care what they have. It's very rare that you meet a white woman that's not bitter and angry. Well, let me tell you, you know, something. and I. Mm -hmm. there's, there's somebody I happen to know I'm not going to go into detail because they occasionally listen I'm not scared that they even know I'm talking about them but it's a person I know through someone else put it that way and it's a white woman and she has meltdowns on a regular basis I, I'm not going to get into detail um, you ain't got to tell me no I know oh, I'll tell you <laughs> I'll tell you everything right? no but um she has a meltdowns and the drugs and the weed. And yeah, the, because they think they're entitled to that, though. No, but this is the thing. She'll go out. I'm, I'm going to say it. And she's going to know if she listens. I don't care. I'm going to say it. She, she, she's a white woman who feels entitled. She's very wealthy. Okay. If she didn't work anymore, she could sit on her ass all day. But she has a need every now and then. I need, I need a black man. She'll go out. I'm just going to say it the street way. Sometimes she has a feeling to go out and suck random dicks. Yeah, We're talking random. Like that. Mm -hmm. and, and she does it. Yeah. And it, it doesn't shock me. But brothers, come on, man. You know what I mean? But you know, I, they don't, you know, you got, a, you got a lot of men, they don't care about what they stick their thing in, as long as it's a hole. Yeah, but you know, you open yourself to these diseases and stuff. Some random woman that, nah, and you giving up your DNA and the vibration. Nah, man. Uh, uh I like that too, but I'm not. Mm -mm, we do the sister that want to do that, you know, theoretically, you know. But what I'm saying is that, you know, they just go, you know, mailman or there's some guy working in the yard. She just right. You know, just whatever. Yeah, like, like yeah, you know, it's a it's a it's a lot of um delivery um men that are not just delivery but maintenance men of some sort coming in for handyman of some sort. Yeah, that's a real thing. Maybe sleeping with them Yeah, the cable guy used to ride the bus, and he's like, "I got my choice, man. Every day, whatever. whatever. Yeah. I don't try to push up on nobody. He's a very common thing when you enter upon a woman's space, and she's a certain way, and she's looking at you like." Damn, he's a man. Right, come and get it. Exactly, and a lot of that goes yeah. on, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, that whole random thing like that, and you know, it's crazy. And the brothers that just go in for it, you know, they just okay, all right. 
Like they can't believe no, it. No, I don't like be that. like that. He be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want some of you. Okay, you know, you be like, okay, shit. Can I call my partner too? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you might do that too, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people out here that um, right. Not just and strangers. then you run, then, and then you run into them, and they think all women like that. Yeah, yeah. They think and they got a some... chance with all women. Wow. They just, yeah. you know, you got to be able to discern people. You just can't walk around like that. But they're all, they're, they're out there. They're out. They are well, out I mean, there. Brother, one thing I noticed from place to place. I'm gonna tell you, when I was in um, New York, I noticed that yeah. you know that's one of those places. Where for uh, females, uh, females use they pussy a lot there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More so than any place I've ever been. In, yeah. in Ohio. I mean in um in America anyway. <laughs> I mean, until you unless you once you start getting down in Texas, you know, and you and you're and you're in, in like a Houston area where you're dealing with a lot of um uh Mexican, Mexican women. And not to mention the whole Asian women thing that's going on down here. That's a mm-hmm. place that does it too. They, I would, I would say that would be the second. They come in second to New York. Right. Right. Because, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But you know, yeah. it's like even even now, this is the thing. A lot of them, when you were saying how like they're depressed or they got this attitude, let me tell you something. This same person, when she has her meltdowns. She knows the deal. And this is the thing. A lot of them already know the deal about themselves. And I'm going to explain myself real quick. Yeah. They look at the internet too. They learn things and they knew things from before stuff came out on the in- internet. And this lady has to move down. She's like, oh, oh my God. You know, I have money and I have this and I, have, I don't have to work anymore. I have so many millions saved with it. It's just kind of fucked up. Boring no, as fuck. She knows she has dog DNA, and she's like, "Oh, it's kind of fucked up that I have dog DNA." Like everything starts coming out. Like, whoa, you know that now, don't you? You're admitting, <laughs> you know. Oh, I can't go anywhere. I wish the sun didn't burn me. I know I'm a parasitic entity. Is in my <laughs> <laughs> right. They know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? But 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 still, they they still have some form of a, a self preservation in them. You know, a virus virus computer comes in and wrecks everything up. So at your expense, they must live. Exactly. Yep. You know, so yeah, they know the truth. Are you? I know. I know they know the truth. Like I say, when I deal with them one on one, they know I see all through their bullshit. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I and I and I be going places. It'd be so funny, man. They just be bowing down, bowing down, bowing. It's just weird. And then you know, when you if you with someone. Who don't have the same spirit that you have, they right. be lost. And why is why is these white people acting like this towards you? That's because mm-hmm. I don't I call them out on their bullshit. Even I might not even say nothing. But I when I look at them, I look at them. Wow. I'm not I'm not just you have to, you know what I'm saying? My step grandmother taught me that. You have to. My my step grandmother, she was a um diet dietitian and she used to work at this hospital here. And um, she used to get them white. Them white people used to be just begging, just begging her not to go in. She used to get these motherfuckers the business. When they did something funny, she called them out on their shit and broke them all the way down like like they was on her couch. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Damn. you know and so hey that's but that's how if we would all stand on our square like that you know we wouldn't have these issues that we have a lot of black women they get the ugh, pandering to these white folks and, bl and black men do too but they get mm -hmm. the you know they get the you know they, they uh, ain't no white woman go have me patting on myself to make sure i'm looking good you know, I ain't, ain't no woman really you know when at the end of the day but I, I said you know you can be like I said you can be at a grocery store in the parking lot just sitting watching people come in and out and you sit and, and, and sometimes when some of these sisters be encountering these white chicks it's like they don't even know what to do with themselves. I'm like what the fuck right. is this <laughs> are you serious and then you but you got the nerves to come up against me though with your right. self hating ass you know and so <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 just an interesting thing. It is, but it ain't, you know. But it's just like, you know, you anytime you can't go to a club and watch black women doing their thing on a dance floor, you know, we at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I get so tired. I ain't trying to be funny, sisters. I ain't trying to be funny, but all the the stepping they be doing, I be feeling like that's like a um, what do you call that? A security blanket for black women. Yeah, the stepping where they can't be individuals on the dance floor. They gotta be in some type of group doing the same thing and all that type of shit over <laughs> and over and over and over. I'm like, is this a ritual? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, shit, just do your thing and be free. And you get white right. women out there can't dance a lick and they just be letting it all go. Just they don't care who's looking. They don't. You understand? Yeah. No rhythm. <laughs> no rhythm. But it still don't stop them. And then we got the nerves. You know, I've gone to, I don't really go out that much, but you know, I have friends who be managing places. So I go and support them and all that type of stuff. Right. And I go places. And if I'm in a certain mood, I'm going to get out on that dance floor in hopes that other people will join me. But you know, you turn around and the whole club is looking at you and sisters, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Just it's ain't dangerous. all they can, just all they want to do is twerk. That's oh, it. God. That's advertising. That's all you got? They can do. I mean, come on. Back in the day, when you have um, what the song there? You put certain songs on. Everybody's like ah, and they go out. Din, 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 din. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. well, they, <laughs> they still, they still, they still get hype about songs, but shit, they all go out to the dance floor and twerk though. <laughs> now I, I I know in Africa because you know I'm in I'm into um it's a different thing, it's a different thing and, and and learning the Afro um the African dances and all that you should you should see some sisters uh, doing it over there different spirit though different spirit because look, yeah. in America you twerking like that okay if you're home or you're around your girlfriend's laughing and get or you're around your man or you're just around familiar people and you cut a step. But in a club where nobody knows you or very few people know you and you twerking, you trying to get that rent money paid. Mm-hmm. You trying to get something. Any yeah, attention, and, any attention to do, damn it. Just like those guys the night when we were on the other show and they were acting up. You know what I mean? Even when mm -hmm. you see that on on um like YouTube on the shorts, and they always always pop up. You have some, you know, doing little dances, they do a little move. You can see that. Nine times out of ten, it's not like I'm going to really grind like I'm having sex. They're making some moves, and it's a natural thing, but the intent behind it, they laugh and they light about it, but they viciously twerk in America. Like, this, mm -hmm. this, get me some. <laughs> twerk wings. 
Exactly. Twerk, twerk, twerk for the rent, twerk to keep the lights on. I'm saying when you're somewhere where it's, I can't say inappropriate, but why are you doing this in a club where you don't know anybody? Or like you're not amongst your people. Why do it publicly anyway? I mean, it's a beautiful thing when you're in that mood in a sexual way. But I mean, come on, man. Then what? And you don't even want to dance. You're not dancing. Hmm. What kind of thing is that? And, and then on top of that, you got white girls sitting you down. For real. Sometimes That's I watch um those those dance studios. I love watching those. And um, I just be tripping on how our sisters just give away their shit. Just give away. They mm -hmm. just take it. Just get here. Take it. Take it. You know they. <laughs> When they be when they be dancing and stuff, they be looking defeated. Like you know what I'm saying. Like they don't. I don't know. It's either it's either the trying too hard, or mm -hmm. the, or the I can't really keep up with this. Or you know what I'm saying. It's just like what? Right. What? Mm -hmm. I mean, my uncle, if he seen me doing something like that, that that man look. If he oh, only he would come off the grave on me. <laughs> You won't get past the grave. <laughs> come out the grave on me. Like, girl, if you don't get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, because he was gay. My uncle was gay. He was, but he was my best friend. You know what I'm saying? He died. He died when I was 13. He was 15. Right. But see, the thing is, gay don't mean that they don't know what's right and wrong. Right. You shouldn't be doing that. See, people think, like, especially gay black men, like, some of some of them are off the chain. We'll just say that's the minority, okay, in that gay thing, right? But uh -huh. they know what's right and wrong with their nieces, nephews, sisters, brothers, whatever. They say, okay, I'm this way. I do this behind closed doors, hopefully. But you shouldn't be out here shaking your ass like that. Oh, but no. that's cool. That's the old school ones that I know too. They don't they don't make them like that yeah. no more. Some of them are like, yeah. go ahead, whatever you want to do, because they gonna be next to you twerking too, trying to get the same man. Yeah, I, I got a relative who has a a, a gay a gay friend, and um, he this man is, I'm just like, damn, why you got to be gay? It's like everything about him is just mm -hmm. his his style of dress, his how he cook, everything, and she always talks about how he he don't he can't tolerate sissies, <laughs> even yeah. though he he got a little kind of feminine way of dress or whatever, but he doesn't right. move like a gay man, you know what I'm saying? But he has he, he got some type of energy about him where you know you can recognize it in him, right? Yeah, yeah. But but they be like, uh, no, nah, that sissy stuff, uh-uh, that ain't gonna work. This <laughs> is no, a, a lot of them off though. That pisses a lot of them off. A whole lot of them, seriously. You so real. Look, and look. these little young narcissistic ones, in particular, these ones that are mixed or white, you know, mm -hmm. they act like they despise black women. If you ain't kissing their ass, because it can't be, they despise black women. I like it when I'm around when I'm around white homos, and the black woman walks by, and I, I just. Oh, I just look it up and down like I just want to bite her. Not, <laughs> but I know they're watching me, but I don't let them know that I know that they're watching me. Right. But they look, you know, it just it just pushes the potential of my my penis getting with them away. Oh, he's so straight. <laughs> oh, he likes them. Yeah, because that's their uh, that's a part of how they get off is to quote unquote turn straight men, you know, turn them out.
And, and lesbian women, lesbian women do the same thing. They they want to turn a straight woman out. Just they just so they they're want, just mischievous. Yeah, yeah. Especially when that woman has a like a alpha male type. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. or a man. You know, or 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 here's another one I noticed. Uh, this is not like every single situation, but there's that predatory lesbian that yeah. hangs close by. Right, and, and, and in my mind, she's like the little girl. Get rid of jump double, double dutch, and she's just mm-hmm. rocking ropes there. And as soon as right. decide the, that woman's situation with the man, she right there. Yep. The man goes for a week. She gonna come around and soothe and everything and whatever. And then she wanna go tell the man now. Yeah, I've been holding it down. I'm more man than you, and all this stuff. I've seen mm. that lots of times. But they're always hanging around like they will know not to push up on that woman they like. The woman they like knows they're gay. And for the the fact that they tolerate their presence, it's like, well, I'm always around us. You must there must be some hope for me to do that. And when they get it, they're gonna tell some of the other gay friends, not all of them, but then after that, then what? Then what? Right. Then when the back and the fear is oh he's gonna come back and get with you see i was there for you through the rough times you see that when he, mm. he ain't had no food I that nigga shit it's still exactly. boiled down to that nigga shit <laughs> exactly 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 <laughs> quit drama for real they're gonna let you know everything what they did for you let me not just have to submit and whatever and um girl you know what's good he can't eat that thing like me so and so, and so. <laughs> I told you how I used to have a, a radio scanner and I used to pick up telephone calls and listen to all in the neighborhood they'd be on there and all the ones, uh, everybody undercover, everybody was tipping with somebody's husband or doing the thing, you know, homosexual thing or, or crack or something like that. It was such a nice upstanding appearing, but it wasn't everybody. It was a, it was a lot. Lord. The you know, you, you got some people, you know, I know, I got relatives. They always with somebody man. Hey, and I think I think the reason why though is because they're not emotionally available. So by being with uh, somebody else's man, it actually it that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a person that's not they can't access all the time, or they can't, or vice versa. Well, see, you know the thing what I've learned about that from observation is that the a lot of women who are hurt. They like the next woman's man because he's got to mm. be there. At least I know where your ass is going to be on Christmas yeah. and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Even if men are so slick, they can have four and five women, and the one bottom one in the totem pole is the one that's going to take the most abuse, not like mm-hmm. beating, but abuse, yeah. abuse is not coming around. Number one, the, the wife, the wife usually is like, ho oh, hum, he's here, he's mine. It's usually that second one that. Mm. It feels that there might be a third one because they'll tell you, you know, I know you wow. got a wife in this situation already, but you know what? They better not be a number three or a number four. Like, mm-hmm. like they, as long as they got some type of, uh, <laughs> like they got some say so any damn way. Exactly, exactly. Like I said, when I was driving the bus, there's a young lady who, um, well, I'm not gonna say she was like 20 something, she was in her 50s, she was pushing up on 60. She was with this man for about 30 years. 30 years. She was a side chick for 30 years. She was actually like the real wife. Mm-hmm. Really, really. You know, and she used to, when he started messing up, 
she used to slide more to the front and start telling me little things and whatever. I kept my mouth shut. And, you know, nobody knows who it is now, right? But she's right. like, there were times when, you know, he'd go to functions with his wife because he had to, but he wanted me there dressed up, sitting near them. You know, I know every credit card she has. I know every debit card she has. I got the PIN number. I got the PIN code. I got copies of the marriage. I got That's different cute. Because she's had to take care of business for them, but she that didn't know. Say it again. I heard that is not cute. <laughs> Everything about the thing. Look, it was her sometimes taking uh, the kids sometime to the doctor, or you know, not all the time, but it was things like that. And actually, she was on the bus with me. She already suspected something. She caught him one time with one woman. And um, I, I think the wife caught him at one time with a woman years ago. She didn't pay it no mind. It was like, I got the house, I got this, hey, you, you ain't nothing, no way. But the, the side chick, the 30, for 30 years, the side chick, we swung, we swung around the bus around Valencia College and got on the Kirkman Road. Homeboy was on the bus stop dropping off some woman. And, you know, sometime when you part, you come and give me a kiss. They mm -hmm. were kissing, and I had to stop at the bus stop because she knows the car, she knows this and everything. And not only did she give a parting kiss, she gave him a parting suck. That drove her crazy. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. So hurt and she was like, I need to just go back and make the scene. That's a needle. Leave that man alone. But I put 30 years into this. I said it should have gone more. Look, okay. Unless you this ain't going nowhere, but the friction we provide each other or the company we provide, you gotta decide what the parameters are. And you're still gonna catch feelings. And she had so much power in his life, he'd call her up because the wife wasn't so astute as far as um okay, let me see. I I can't take this call. People always calling them in. Okay, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, but she she was like, I have this, I have that, you know, his health, his paper, doctor. She had copies of everything. She had wardrobe for him over the house. Everything. She knew how to cook the meals better than the wife. And they had their here's another thing, they had their secret email address together, right? That they would the times they spent together, they want to save the pictures. And they would send the pictures there and they didn't worry about texting because they did that more, more than anything else. And she told me that. Mm. I'm like, you, you're professional with this thing. God, dog. Well, yeah, something. But you know what? Some women, you know, because you know, you can be with, you can be, a man can be with a woman somewhere and the women around or wherever you go, they are coming on to the man as soon as you turn your head. Because they yeah. get off on the whole concept of the fact that they feel like they got one up on you. There was you know, that whole mindset. I think it was yesterday. Yesterday, the day before. I think it was yesterday. This guy I know that drives a cab. And there, uh, we jumped in the cab. And there was a very attractive young lady. She had to be about 30 years old. See, the older I get, <laughs> young lady could be 60, right? That's <laughs> a while. <laughs> But I call everybody that. And so, you know, people glance around and see people. Sometimes they look a little longer. 
she must have saw me from, and this wasn't no, that might be that guy on the internet type thing. I'm getting more and more that the more I'm here, the more visible I am. This was not yeah. that. It wasn't that she liked me either, but the cab, she was on the cab driver's side. I was on the passenger side in the front. And she's holding this guy's hand, and she's on the other side. And she's breaking her neck, but throwing eyes like, let me get with you type thing. And the cab driver, I noticed it, but I don't see nothing. Cab, that woman wants to come and, you know, he said some funky words, you know, right? I said, I can't hmm. believe it. She this guy and looked at me that way. And as the cab pulled up and he kept on staring. And he was just in his own world. Mm-hmm. It was so, you know, and I wasn't dressed up. I wasn't. In, and I'm like, what was it all about? And it wasn't like, because I've, I've, I've dealt with women who know me from the internet and they were their man. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's her. That's... And she said, oh, this is the guy off the internet. And sometimes he might know me or something like that. That's innocent. Mm-hmm. But this was some vindictive, like, I'm going to get you. I... But it wasn't like, I don't take that like as a compliment. Like, yeah, I'm all that because so and so. No. It's... I saw beyond that. She does this to her man, like, all mm-hmm. the time. When I read, mm-hmm. you know, because she, was, she mm-hmm. was so relaxed. It was obvious. She was, I can't believe he didn't even notice how she was breaking her neck. I'm sitting in the car. And it was kind of dark, even though mm-hmm. we were at the mall and it was lit up. Why? Why me? Because you light skin. <laughs> no, no, no. She was light skin too. <laughs> so what? <laughs> I mean, so what? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That happened too. It was an American guy she was with, too. He's real tall. And I heard, like, before I got in, he was talking. Before I saw her eyes on me, you know. And I, I knew she was a Ghanaian. But she looked Americanized a lot. Like, like yeah. let me tell you something. Like I said, and I've said maybe in this show or the other show before, I learned what they call, they got the girls that go to the mall. Like, you know, a lot of the young girls go to the mall when they're young and they dress up sexy. They ain't got no money. They have a little bit of money. And they, oh, he looking at you. He looking at you. They, you know, they want the attention. You know, that's part of the whole young mall cult. Let's go to the mall. And you in the food court and there's some guys over there. And he looking at you. He want to talk to you type thing. Right? But now you got prostitution in the crime mall. They're called mm. slaves. They go there to... They're not going there to meet people. They go in there that if you have a car... They're going to go out in the car with you and have sex and come back inside the mall. They dress overly sexy, but not too much to get thrown out. Mm-hmm. But you know, malls don't usually have rules like that. But I mean, there's a certain point, but it's like, I've seen them. I'm like, yo, why that girl dress just like that? And then, you know, they got the skirt on so short and it's not tight. They're always dropping stuff. They see you over there, they turn their back. <laughs> they drop. I know that trick. Mm-hmm. You need to look at you and smile. Come on. Come well, you know on. that's the oldest profession in the world. That'll never go away. No, that, no, that's never gonna go away. Never ever. Even on the ground. What was it? It was a laminated advertisement about a foot, one foot by one foot, maybe a foot and a half, and it stayed in one place. And this is when I was walking over the bridge, and it was an advertisement for prostitution. Mm. Naughty girls out call service. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. not illegal there. They don't. They don't say anything about it. Mm. Oh, you you, you want to see it? Look, one of these. Fr- it's got to be a Friday night because Friday night here is the hangout night. <laughs> like, no, and it doesn't mean you have to go to the club. You can mm-hmm. hang out with a couple of fellas, blast music, or if you inside, everybody hanging out. 
Yeah, but like that spot go- I was at the other night, remember? When yeah, I was yeah. Doing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But over in Osu, that's the spot for so many reasons because you have all these clubs and the cars are driving up and down. You got it's really nice. It really is nice. Ooh. I mean, when you want a shot of like a inner city, you know, you know, all the amenities and everything there. So you're there, the restaurants, the clubs are going on, you know, for the guys looking for girls, they get the little tight outfits on or whatever and they looking and everybody walking slow just looking at everybody and then you notice like why does that lady does she know her titties hanging out it's like don't you know this prostitution over there and all up and down the street i have it on one of my instagrams um where i was just up and down with a friend she was driving me around and it was about maybe two in the morning and uh, one of them came up to the car and and knocked on. She said, "Well, yeah. Since you got me on camera, here's my phone. Give him my phone number." And she twerked and she ran off. And one of them was mad and came to the thing and tapped the, the you know the, the, the um, window and said something. Because I I, I, I had the camera out the whole time. Anybody here saw that? I might have to put and and, and drop it as a link. And you look in there. I, I, I mean, I I really feel sorry for um men, especially if you have anything going for you in your life. You in the United try. States, in particular, yeah, because they be the aggression. The aggression is strong, but then when you run into those men, me as a as a woman, that don't be on them, they be feeling some kind of way because they're so used to the desperation. You know, yeah. I I had met this African brother. Um, probably it's probably been about two months, two months now, and he was trying to convince me. Now he already told me he had a a, a woman, right? And so right. he tried to convince me to be his. His basically his Ohio thing because he drove trucks. <laughs> <laughs> so he so wait a second now. So if you're gonna be the Ohio thing, then it's a Kentucky thing. In a in a in a, right. in a <laughs> you realize if you have a kid for this man that your child got like eighty something sisters and brothers. Right. I'm just like man. that's funny right and he's trying to convince you yeah really bad (laughs) really bad and it was i had went to this training and i had to have a friend pick me up because it had um ended earlier than i expected so a friend had to come and pick me up in michigan and he came out just to see who it was picking me up and everything i said lord this dude yeah just on it like a hornet right i'm like but you know african men have they got appetites like that they love women yeah yeah no yeah yeah and and a lot of his power also because they're not they're not they're not yeah they're hitting them all off but it's more like Mm -hmm. they want to have a harem and it's like you Mm -hmm. go to a restaurant you can eat buffet i'll take some of this Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and they're going to tell you though they're going to tell you that's the one thing they're going to try to work you in with is so because they don't want to have to look over their shoulders that's the one thing they'll do they'll oh, they don't, you yeah, they, they don't tell gonna... you about their woman yeah, yeah they, don't they won't tell no you problems. about their woman they you know American men most of the time they're going to try to be slick and mm-hmm. try to work around it and you know or flash their wedding ring go like that. they flash their wedding ring and see if you if you respond to their wedding ring Mm-hmm. And then they'll use it as, as yeah. an excuse. So we know I had a ring on. <laughs> right, right, right. They keep the ring on. Yeah, exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The times I'm doing heavy work, like when
Nobody bothered me. As soon as I put it on, <laughs> since I was driving the bus, what everybody wanted to sit in front in the front seat. And just yeah. not because of me, but it's just like so see, see, the other thing is is to women think that when you have a wedding band on, it's let's just say safe dick. Uh. Most of the time it's exactly the opposite. Because the guy that don't have the wedding ring on, she's like, hey, he ain't got nothing going on. Or if she knows that, okay, you could be a single guy and she knows you're in a relationship, that's the same status as the married guy because you think it's safe. And if somebody wants them, I can get them or I want them too. Nobody wants to start the movie out from the, you know, when we had the movie, before we had VCRs back in the day and you had a made for television movie and it didn't advertise it all week. Nobody Ooh. wants to start the movie out from the beginning. They want to come in halfway <laughs> and bug you. So tell me what happened. No, you should have been here from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they don't really want to build. They want to get in on. I'm not demonizing all women. I'm just saying from those who do that, they 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 want to come in on this already in Congress and, and get a little something from it instead right. of building and getting right. the whole thing. Because somebody else and I already put in the hard work, so yeah, 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 I ain't putting the hard work. I'm not watching the whole movie. You gonna tell me everything? And you figure it out, right? And that's again, that's not everybody, but it could be, you know. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That's why I stay single. You know, I don't. um, I don't really. I don't. I, I can honestly say I haven't. I haven't ran any into any man that uh right. that sparks me like that. Like I mean, I just feel like if I if if he was out there and I'm if I met him, I'm gonna respond, you know. But all this this whatever it is around here, you know, they be overweight and it just seemed like men <clears throat> to me. They want more from you than they expect from themselves, and I'm and I'm sure it's men that feel that same way, right? I'm not taking from either side, but all I can do is speak from my experience. But they want you to be fit, they want you to be able to cook, they want you to go out and make that money, they want you to be this, and they want you to be that, and they ain't none of those damn things. Might be one or two, (laughs) you know. I'm saying they want you to be a secretary. You know, they want you to, to to give it to them like they want it. They want you to be the freak. They want you to be their mom, their baby mama. It just yeah, it's yeah, just too much. It's just to that one sided. The way they want you to fit into their life. Yeah, you see what I mean? It's not like even they were single because you have the married men who be demanding on you too. Mm-hmm. Like when she establishes, like you, you might tell you. Right, but that yeah. comes from that comes from the desperation of. Females in general, see, you know what I'm saying. So when you in high demand, you can do that type of shit. Yeah, yeah, true. You, you know, you can get away with a whole lot when you in high demand. And most of these men, they ain't, they not even worth it though. They not even worth the trouble. Yeah, you know, you know I'm, at one point, the last time I start, I was dealing with men, right? I was dealing with three men. One, mm-hmm. you know, he he just I was he had some things going for him in his life. And I'm like, maybe he's something to work with. You know what I'm saying? And so he could never really get beyond any type of, um, you know, real conversation with me. But he kept trying and he kept trying. You know, and I got a new number now, so I don't know if he was still trying or not. 
but <laughs> but um <laughs> you know and then the other the other two guys and it's sad it's a sad because really I'm the type of woman I only really want to deal with one man but what I find is that this one will give you what's a part of what you need and the other one will give you a part of what you need this is what I have right. experienced it's like you just it's hard like, to find that complete that complete like package Huh? <laughs> it's like the job market today. Before yeah, part-time you part-time lover. Stay yes, stay on the job for like 20 years or some 25 years, retire and get a nice healthy pension. Now to get your money, you're gonna have to work a part-time job here, part-time job, whatever. Like some of these girls I know back in Orlando, they're like, we, we don't have we, we, we don't have a sugar daddy anymore. We have sugar daddies. Because the sugar daddy originally took care of everything, but now we mm-hmm. have a sugar daddy. A light bill, a sugar daddy for the car note, a yeah, sugar well, daddy. No, ain't nobody got, I ain't talking about that aspect though. You know, I'm not saying you are like oh, that. Okay. I'm just okay. that adopted it that way. No, I know. And see, even if you were dating three men, you weren't screwing all three. Maybe you no, 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 no. Because mm-hmm. see, you understand about dating, right? So right. I wouldn't even put it in that box. The way they equate that, because if you said that to that type of woman, she gonna run with it. Oh, I'm against the screwing three different men because right, that's how right, did. exactly. Well, honey, one definitely couldn't even get a kiss from him, <laughs> and he was the youngest one. Right, right. Didn't, didn't have no type of genesis quoi. No type of genesis quoi, and then the last time I de- I dealt with him, like as far as like face to face. I had cooked something to eat or whatever. And, you know, he came over and I, I literally had, I gave him a counseling session and he admitted to me <laughs> that sometimes he likes to punish mm-hmm. women. And I'm like, what do you mean? No, he, no, mentally. So, because he's one of those type of guys that he, he's always been in relationships where he was kind of like Captain Saberhoe. Yeah, okay. You know, he would get with these women with a bunch of children and all that type of stuff. And I'm like, when he told me that he likes to punish women, I said, oh, so you get with women who create the circumstance so you can be dis- degrading to them. He was mm-hmm. like, yeah, pretty much. I said, oh, you ain't ready for me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do nothing with that. I don't want to do nothing with that. I don't have time mm-hmm. for those games. And you in your 40s? No. Oh God! And he tried. He tried. This is the second time that we ran into each other. Where he just, you know, we ran into each other just so many months back, and he was just like, you know, I was just thinking about you, and I hadn't seen him in a number of years. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, you know, you just, you just left a, um, a taste in my mouth and all that. Not, you know, not like that, but you know, <laughs> you know, he, he always, he always a cool, a cool be, a cool. I'm not even gonna say that word, but he always would say something to me like, you know, you just always have a different mindset and different view. Like I had told him, like he he owns he owns a bunch of property, okay, and he uh, I was telling him years ago, you know, tiny houses is is just gonna be the thing, you know what I'm saying? And he couldn't see it. I'm like, dude, you need to be investing into tiny houses, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, you know, no, because he's just like a he over he overanalyzes shit a bore but anyway and so long behold now he owns like 25 properties okay mm-hmm. but his mismanagement of them he like he his 
his finances look good on paper, but that's it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Because, (laughs) because he doesn't know how to delegate. He's that he doesn't have enough swagger in him to be able to delegate properly. Like he's, cause he's emotional. He has a little emotional streak about him, you know? And I'm just like, I can't really, I can't really do anything with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't, you know, uh, yeah. So it's some things that I, I would love to be able to meet a man where I can help. You know, I I prefer to be in the background versus actually out on the stage. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I'm that's the type of personality that I really have. You know, right. but um, you can't. It's it's hard to even run into a man who even has goals these days. They don't even have goals, and so even though he has those type of properties, he's on a hamster wheel. Because he doesn't properly know how to manage them in order to leverage things. He doesn't get it. And everything is, he's slow. You know, he does everything slow. And as far as what's going on, how to actually be able to utilize his money properly and all that type of stuff. He He's trying it with him. And I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm just like, dude, like, really? Like, this dude lives with his mother. Wow. With 25 wow. houses. <laughs> yeah yeah he can't yeah he doesn't have the mind like you said to um oh god yeah Two, and i'm just like i can't do the math on you i just can't do it <laughs> I no, 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 no. 25 houses and you know I'm, I'm <laughs> he's been, he has a home he's been working on for five years no, no yeah I, I gotta be somewhere later with my woman or something something like that you know what i mean i can't be mommy i mean me. and then on top of that you know no. you ain't got no game you know you ain't got no swagger you're gonna have to have something to catch catch somebody <laughs> exactly you just can't say oh, <laughs> you i got 25 properties be a gold digger and give me some no well but he don't even have he don't even he just he just don't have that type of swagger about him brother he just don't you know he just don't and i don't have time to be trying to train a grown ass motherfucker no, that no. that a, that a, you 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 hit a trigger in him and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And he resorting back to he loves he loves hurting women, you know. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. take that hurt somewhere else. Mm-mm. I, mm-mm. I ain't got time, you know. And so that shit might have worked, you know, 10, 15 years ago in this world, but. As a man, you these these chicks now everybody everybody is 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 far more uh, knowledgeable about things now. So it's a lot of things that people could get away with, even in relationships and catching a woman that they just can't get away with now. Like you know, it's like you could you could get away with not having a fancy car to attract women back in the day, but now mm-hmm. if you want a certain mm-hmm. caliber of woman, you will have to have a certain type of vehicle that you're rolling in. You know, right. so. And, and, and that's so true. I wrote an article about that years ago. Um, and yeah, it could be the car thing or it could be the intellect thing. It doesn't have to be one thing. It could be a blending of everything where you want them to. Instead of like, you may have a woman who, the guy, let's just exaggerate to make a point. You better have a Bentley to get with me. And he could be an <laughs> idiot. See what I mean? Or right. he could be college educated, but I don't mind you driving a Toyota Corolla. You got to have so many master's degrees because that's their thing. That's the world they're in that they mm-hmm. are. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can have separate and, or it could be a blending where you don't have, have to have masters and, uh, and all of a sudden uh, a Rolls Royce or a Bentley or whatever. But you got to figure out what that w- woman honors. And yeah. you'll find 
And then now they get in so hip now, you know, I mean, in all twisted ways. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's what some of these women may want. And most want the general, you know, be faithful to me, be stable, be able to hold it down type thing. But it's I don't know, brother. I don't know. I just feel like tell me, a lot tell of women, me. a lot of a lot of a lot of females play themselves because they give too much of themselves before a man even you know, just a man just having a certain type of vehicle or whatever is enough for them to be able to swindle a woman out of her sex. And so, yeah. and that's it. Like, I don't, him, what he's driving is not going to do anything for me. Well, I was thinking but more for, of a long term. But for some females. Yeah, like like one who might want a long-term situation. Like, let's, let's start out at this level. Yeah, they want, a, they want a long-term situation, though, brother. Is what I'm saying to you. <laughs> <laughs> is what I, I'm saying. I'm saying that these these sisters, they yeah. think that they can be that woman that just does what a man wants from the beginning and get what they want from him. They think that, and and so they they believe because he's driving X, Y, and Z, which might not even be his car, might not even be in his name, or it might be stolen or whatever. You know, what I'm saying they don't even look into the situation before they start having sex with the man. Yeah, they, they 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 take it on face value. Yeah, is that because that some are so, for a reason? I mean, I'm not saying women are desperate. I'm just saying there's some who, depending yeah, on course. their um, mental state, where it's an age thing or a wealth thing or <laughs> like whatever their thing, is, they have to hurry up and do it. You know what you I mean? Ain't got much time. Um, I ain't got much time. Damn it. <laughs> my, 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 my cousin, my little cousin's daughter, a little teenager. She used to get into it with her mama. And she used to call her mama a has been. <laughs> oh man, that's rough. That's rough. Oh, that's rough. Oh, I'm like, girl. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> but oh, see, man. she got it from her mama though, because her mama was too busy saying that to her mama. You understand? <laughs> Instead of her respecting <laughs> the reign of things, she was too busy cheering her mama down for her age. Now her turn. Wow. <laughs> wow. So much you has been. <laughs> oh man. And and to have the presence of mind to be able to say that, like that's crazy. Yes. At 16 years old. <laughs> Only in this day and age. So what what does she observe of the mother to be able to say that? You know what I mean? Oh, like man. like oh, you and I ain't even gonna get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ain't yeah, gonna get into all that. Let have some sense, like you know, brother. It's just not a good look out here. It's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? You got you got these little young girls out here. Well, ain't uh-huh. young no more. Some of them ain't young no more. But you know they got a bunch of children by a bunch of different men, and oh, they bringing listen, that listen, shit around like- their daughters. You know, I just want to say I found that uh, Instagram clip and instead of just dropping a link, I'm going to try to share the screen for a second and make you hear it and everything. Right. You can just okay. see it. What goes on. And um, just give me a second and get this thing right. Hold on. Let me get it right. Baby, let me get it right now. Pass my pocketbook on over there now. <laughs> let me just get this right. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I, I heard you singing. No. 
I heard you singing, so you can sing uh, too. Uh no, no, I got, I got a, I got a, no, I can't, I can't, not really. I mean, I can hold no, a light too. No, it sounds like you can hold a note or two. Yeah, yeah, in the shower when nobody else is around and they think, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna <laughs> we should, we should have, we should have an open mic. We should have a, a open mic, right? And we should do Let's like do um. We should do something like a um, like a secret garden type of thing. Everybody get assigned a part. Yeah, I'm we just take get this. <laughs> okay, we're gonna share the screen right now, and you're gonna see the streets of Ghana. Okay, hold on. Oh, did I pass it? Oh no, it's just starting there. Okay, cool. Now let me let me let me do that. I haven't done this in a long time. Share the screen. Share. We gotta pick up. Share screen, window, Chrome tab. Let me find it now. Hey, man, raw reality. <laughs> I had a friend of mine. <laughs> and he had porn up there and he shared Thank it. Thank you, mistake. Sister Sharina. I ain't got my glasses on and this stuff is real small. So if I'm if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, hey, I'm uh, trying. <laughs> here we go. I think this is it. Okay, this is it. Can y'all see that? Hold on, let me let me freeze it again and go back to the other screen and make sure it's looking right. I gotta make this bigger. Okay, let me go over here and make this bigger. I told y'all. Okay, boom, here we go. That's a little bigger. Can, can y'all see it? It's frozen now, but can you see it? Uh-huh, I can see it. Okay, you can see it. Okay, here. Let me make it's sure it's sound. It's bu- yeah, it's buffering because I have it frozen. Okay, listen, it's about maybe a minute or two into it. And this was on a phone, so it's a little blurry. But, um, you know, a dear friend of mine in town, she was driving. We were just hanging out, platonic, of course. But, you know, like I'm her protection. Like, I, I want to go out, but I, I can't go out by myself. <laughs> I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I got you. Well, Miss Curry, you want to come? No, nah, I'm saying going out with her. So here, here it is. Prostitution in Ghana. And you're going to see it because I always have something recording. Here we go. Crazy statement. Let's make this sound come up. It's going to take a minute or two. And I had it up right because it was actually on Instagram. I might have to freak this at some point. But y'all can see it though, right? I can see the screen. Okay. Okay, you see? Okay, boom. Just pass a bunch of them there. All out in the open. Cops out there. and Give it a second. I want the sound. What's the sound? The red light. This gets really funny. But I want you to hear the sound. Hold on. What am I doing wrong? Night nurse. Business girls are out here tonight. Okay, check it out, y'all. Even in Ghana, the stuff goes on. That's to show you they got like okay, it's not happening yet, but they got they got some sharp eyes. Because this is a phone. I'm inside the car. It's raining. This is uh, what's the street there? Um, Main Street there in Osu. Kind of kind of out of where all the action is, but this ain't the motherland now. It's the other land. 
fine. I'm fine. I'm definitely going to talk to you tomorrow. I'm four hours ahead. Can't sound to it, though. I want to get the sound. Make catch up on all my calls. Let me check the chat room so make sure you're all right. Big time. All right. Let's keep watching. Yeah. I have a friend of mine who his friend owns that building. And his other buddy owns the building over there. They say this guy's friend with Floyd Mayweather who owns this building. And so um brother, what's what is the um the AIDS rate? Is it high there? Oh God. Oh God. It's 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 like finding ketchup in a McDonald's, man. It's, it's, wow. it's a yeah, it's bad, but they don't say that. But it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, we just got wow. the rain. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't even like want to have sex for real. Like, I wouldn't even be taking that chance. Gotta and, go get tested every other day. They don't <laughs> right and scared every time. For Hell real. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of far back, but it's coming up. Such a small call. No, and so, what is I'm, the population? What's the population of uh of uh, where you're at? Um, what is it? What is it? I don't think it's like a million or two million. You know, it's concentrated. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what this is. Why? But anyway, um, oh god, I knew it exactly. I don't want to say the wrong number, but it's a lot because it's condensed. Everybody has swarmed down on the city. The city is physically big. You know, and the thing is, is that everywhere you go, there's commerce. Like somebody might make a little stand that's like, oh, I mean, every street, every, you're not too far from people hustling because there's, there's no welfare, there's no section eight, there's no nothing. I'm not saying that, you know, okay, here we go. Here, here we go in the corner. But I want to, I want you all to hear the sound because they came up to me like jungle ha habitat. Where you drive through and the animals come up to the window. <laughs> And I zeroed in, and people don't believe it. I rolled the window down. See there? <laughs> so if you think that certain things, and this is every night on this particular street, on the strip, and I have some other video where when you walk down the whole strip, body language the same way. They brazen. They ain't. They ain't no shame. They don't like no camera on them though. They do that because when they saw me, I think at this point, this girl here, they said, there, "Yeah, look there. See? You see how she waves her hand, right?" And here she come. She I don't, came I over. don't see anything, brother. Mine's is still buffering. Oh, what? See me, tell me, talk about. Okay, let me see now. Um, how's everybody else seeing it? Are they seeing anything? She done got famous too. She told me she's going to give me her number so I can put it out online. Um, is it buffering for everybody else? Let me know in the, in the chat room. Even though I froze the screen now. I froze the screen now. Okay, I'm going to move it. Just let me know if it's moving or not. I'm going to move it again. I want you to... But this was a funny exchange with this woman here. It was so funny. She came over. And she was like... Did you see them there? They do that. The one over oh, in the white. Fight? She spotted me right there. And so she put her hand up. See there? Like, like she was almost cussing me out. If you could see that. And here comes the other one. She's from Nigeria. She didn't care. Because I, you know, I don't know she's like a swing at me and moving her hands or whatever, you know. What's my name? Okay, tell it. Give me your Instagram. Give me your Instagram. She was just, there you go. Shake it, girl. Shake it. <laughs> I heard that noise again. I don't know if you popped out. 
Okay, yeah, I got you back. I got you back. I saw you popped out. I did not mean to freeze it like that. <laughs> Hold on, let me get back to it. All right, here we go. Is it real? Is it real? Or is it memorized? Yeah, that's what's out there. There's another one came by. She was pissed. I thought she was going to whip out a blade or something. I'm like, they give it up, give it up. Just like in the city. Just like in America. She's trying to get the business. Do you want to go down there still? Dude, just standing around. Can, can you... Can you hear me? Um, I have you back in the room, but I, I can't hear you if you're talking. All right. I'm not going to waste the whole time with this, but the one that was very aggressive, I thought we might have to. You know how many people got named success? She put a blade and I do work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's her right there. Well, there's no one that's going to exactly. walk up. Y'all came right in the middle of it. Can everybody in the room see the movement? Come and say hi. No, you don't know that's all. Ah, 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 ah. Not really Ah, ah, ah. That's Oxford Street. That's what it is. In Osu. You see just about don't anything right down there at night. Hold their hand and drive. They'll change their mind real quick. This is Ghana, y'all. Yeah, I think that's when it was like pissed off. Yeah. I took the camera, like took the phone off. Yeah. I think she had something to say. Yeah, see, she gave me the finger. alone. But anyway, that's all you see down there. But you have the clubs on the other end and everything like that. But people can't believe it. They think it's just ashikis and Okwaba, brother. No, no. You got every drugs, everything here. But they don't acknowledge it. They just. Yeah, that's what they're doing. screen again. Selling kitty. This is Osu. And I know. Oxford Street where the clubs are. Where the nightlife is, but they, they do quiet. things a little different. They out because here, the police don't can. bother them. If you can pop out here and come back in again, but they just out here you all don't the time. See that? Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. For that, right? But it's not just uh, America. Just to right? show you, this ain't no different than Times Square, 42nd Street back in the day. Put the screen back, back in the 70s. The same thing. I'll stop Ooh. sharing. Oh yeah, you'll be careful. But yeah, ambience. Um, I can't hear you. If you could pop out and pop back in again. Yeah, she just popped out. Hope you get a chance to see things. So there'll, there'll be things that I don't upload as YouTube videos, but I'll do it on Instagram or just save it and then put it and show it on the show. Because it's not worthy of saying this is, you know, whores on Oxford Street in Osu. <laughs> that don't sound right. You know what Can I mean? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now, you know. So give me your feedback of what you saw. I mean, it's just a little quick clip. I'm going to go not just for prostitutes now because I'm not a kook, but I'm going to talk like to you. It like you was in Philly. <laughs> I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. You have to see that there's certain areas and it's just like Philly and New York, Chicago, Detroit. They got the same thing going on. And they out there lit up, you know, everything hanging out. And now that was relatively early. I mean, that was like mm, maybe one o'clock. Well, I would definitely say that African women to me seem more aggressive with to with men than than American uh, black women. They're they're they just be yeah. When not and not and not so much even in that type of setting, but just in general, it's like what you got, daddy? What you got? What you got to give me? Exactly. No, no, they are they are. They have different ways of doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, because I study all of this. You know, I love human nature. From what I see so far in my experiences here, because again, I can't say all, but some, that either they'll be aggressive with you or they'll put themselves in your way. 
I mean, like you go you way over there, something and bend over, trick it, and see if you look. And those who go like that, you know, um, there'll be some who talk to you. It's not aggressive, aggressive, but they talk to you because they want to know you and see what you're about. Because really, some of them that do want to have the money or whatever, you know, it could be very seldom. It's like, oh, I really like the way you look, and I want to get to know you because you seem like a nice guy. Very seldom. Well, that's what. I mean. I say. And maybe I'm wrong. You know why? Because I'm 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 going to be a forever tourist here for people who don't right. know me, and I'm they're always going to see me that way. So maybe I, that's what I'm getting because of the way I walk or talk or look or whatever. They know I'm not born and raised here. So maybe somebody who is a Ghanaian may get it different. But then here it is that that girl there. It the just one, sounds like it just sounds like it, mm-hmm. you know everything's for sale. Everything's for sale. Yeah, you know. that one there. She she's from Nigeria. There are a lot of women who come from Nigeria, and Nigerians overall just a little more aggressive, you know. Mm-hmm. And she was, uh, she said that. That's why I wanted to, wanted to hear play the sound. I couldn't play the sound. I figured out did something wrong. No problem. But you saw it. I heard it. Oh oh oh! I I didn't hear, but you heard it. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Look, I think I know why too. Oh damn! But everybody heard it. Okay, good. Um. I'm gonna do a lot of that on the on, on the low, not just in that area, but I'm just gonna go like good areas, great areas. There's some areas that you've never seen because the only way to get there is by car up in some mountain, and you see these mansions overlooking the city. It'll blow your mind. And then people like white folks that the ones that oh go back to Africa and the ignorant ones, right? They'll see mm-hmm. that because it would make it seem like it's just mud huts out here. They'll see that. Right. And some people. Are living on such a high quality of life. We have Americans, of course, that have money and have have some really fabulous looking places, but they want to associate Africa with that. Like there's nothing over here, you know. And like I said, when I get mobile, trust me, you're gonna see some sights because I'll be. Oh yeah. Oh oh what what oh what? yeah. Every Bye. day you will see it. I'm gonna show Denise. you. All. You know, Denise. You know, she's from Africa. And um, mm-hmm. their family owns compounds and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the whole family lives on the, co- the compound. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah, still a narrative because they feel that, well, we don't want these niggas going over there. We're using reverse psychology. Yeah. And they don't really want you to go. You see what I mean? Yeah. They got cities over there that make United States, uh, some of the cities in the United States uh, look pitiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like if I go down to other areas, and that's so Sioux where you have all the, as you can see, city life going on. And the other areas that are affluent, that like East Lagoon, and you, you're not gonna see that there. A lot of tourists go there. A lot of businesses. A lot of it's it's more Americanized over there, even though it's still. Got well, what home. I was gonna say is, I know you. I hear you talk about like kind of like the common man and woman there. But what does the business sector look like? What does I mean, as far as we're concerned, what is it? I mean, the quality of things, you know, where people who have a different like quality of life, you know, what okay. what are they like? OK, OK. The ones who are living a little better than the common mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And when we say the common man, we're not putting anybody down. You know what I mean? Right. Um, because and I'll say it this way. I don't see a middle class here. Mm, either you have it or you don't. Well, pretty much, but if you try to compare this from what I see, the middle, okay, let's just say 
upper class, middle upper class, lower upper class, upper middle class, middle middle class, lower middle class, upper low class, um, um, middle low class, low low class. I'm not saying low like, you know, you're low. Right. We're all human. Financially, but, though. Yes, yes. Poverty. But financially, the middle class here, the middle class here could be the lower compared to America. The middle class here, if there is one, it's a very thin stripe, uh, strip. Um, it's, it, it can be upper lower class in certain mm-hmm. cases or lower middle class, but it's thin. Because see, you like I said, it's a classism thing here. Everybody got to hustle. You know, mm-hmm. um, everybody got something going on and it's, your, it's about your own business. And when you come here and you have cash, and you say, I'm going to set this up. It doesn't mean you're going to get the support. It doesn't right. mean that it comes right. flooding you. See, this culture is about negotiation. See, when you see something, unless you go into a, yeah, unless you go to, right, right, you, unless you go to a KFC and you ain't negotiating no chicken leg. The price is the price. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you go right. into a dealership, you can negotiate a little bit. But it's the same as anywhere else in America and abroad. But when you have somebody who has a small shop or a shop and it's owned, it's not no big production, right? Mm-hmm. You can negotiate. They look at you stupid if you don't. If you deal with somebody on the, on the curb, they got something set up, the prices are there to negotiate. And right. you walk away, no, 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 no. Uh, 50 CDs, 50, that's too much. I say 35. No, no, no. You walk away, 42, 42, man, 40. Okay, okay. And they're mad, but they're getting it, right? But coming over here with that, the the common man is not going to walk into your store and want to pay what you ask for, especially if you're American. Because you're American, you got this store in this country, that means you already got millions of dollars. That's the perception. Mm. But their own brother here, as far as Ghanaian mm-hmm. brothers, because we're all brothers anyway, mm-hmm. they, they give them the price that they ask, or try to bargain a little bit. Right. There's a barrier. So they act like you, white folks. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, right, 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 exactly. But you got you got the Turkish, the Lebanese, the Chinese. Mm-hmm. The Chinese, they have certain businesses. Here. They have a big, uh, uh, over there in the Spintex area, they have a big looking, not like a Walmart size, but a little Walmart, right? But it's not a Walmart. But it 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 it's like that. A market. The, yeah, the stuff looked dusty, but it's good prices, and it's just dark in there. It's not as lit up and fresh. You go to East Lagoon, you go to this uh, supermarket that I go into a lot, and then you'll find in there it's kind of it's not high end, but it's you're not going to find the stuff everywhere. You'll find the gluten free pasta. You'll find you know certain cuts of meat or certain products and certain seasonings. You can go in there and they're selling the yellow fish market in tiny, and they have salmon because what they call salmon here is not salmon the way we know the salmon with the the colored flesh. Like the sockeye, you know, wild, uh-huh. you know, form. But you, you don't see that here. It has to be brought here, and therefore it's going to be it's going to cost a lot. Right. Also, side, most Ghanaians have a very limited um, menu. The restaurants, the jollof rice, um, the chicken. Don't expect the chicken to be made a certain way. It's the way they do it here, and I have to respect it. But it's usually a little harder. You ain't get chicken falling off the bone. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like 
it's just that's the culture. So we, we when you come sure. in, you can't. And, and I guess most of the stuff tastes good on its own, but mm-hmm. the starch, the meat, not much vegetables. You go to the restaurant unless it's well. Stuff. I mean, that's a, that's how um my when I, the people I hang around with that's that's uh, African. They don't eat a lot of vegetables. I just be like, why? How do y'all? They just put a bunch of meat in dishes, and I don't want to eat like that all the time. See, when I get on them chochos, boy, I got to sit in their window because they be letting on some farts, boy. Whoa. Why are you closing the window? What you mean, man? You just let... I, did not, I don't want to smell it. Right. Like they ain't like 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 man, food up in them from I'm not saying because they got Ghanaian, I'm talking about people who do that overall. Like they got mm-hmm. food up in them from three Thanksgivings ago. You know right. I mean? <laughs> but you know, I mean, well, my my people, they you know, they 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 take in certain um barks and and drinks and stuff like that to cleanse their body out though. Right. They don't right. yeah, yeah, it's a little they a little bit I mean, different, and you know, parents. The the mother, she's in her eighties, but um, you're right, Kwame. Huh? Yeah. No, I was, I was telling Kwame he's right, but you can get the fish in uh, Tema. You can get a lot of fish there, and um, let me and Mister Skurve go over there and just walk around. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some video there too, you know, you know. But Leo, back to your original question. Um, if you come here with a business, let it be something that serves the tourists. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying neglect anybody else. I'm not being partial. But if you go in the, the areas where things are a little tough, even though they may be all right, there's no crime like that or anything like that. So you don't have any extra money to spend on, you know, certain things if you want to sell it. Now, if it's some kind of service, mm-hmm. yeah, we're dealing with some of the affluent people who have who own buildings and complexes, and you work your deal that way. But to just think, like, if you come here, oh, I'm a plumber, and I can come in and do plumbing work. You ain't going to pay what you, what you used to get paid in the UK or America, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you go elsewhere, but even the people who own, because, like, when I did that video, um, oh, God, brother, um, why is his name slipping me? He's the one that has a cell phone company, right? And mm-hmm. brought me to his friend's. 10 story, which is not a high rise, right? But there's nothing around it that tall, so it's like a high rise. And, um, I didn't get a chance to meet him that day. That day. He had a meeting or something. He was supposed to come and meet with me and I was interview him. But like, I deal with a guy like him who built this building on his own, you know, luxury spaces, you know, commercial spaces in it. And if I had a connection with him on a handshake, anytime this plumbing work, if I was a plumber, I'm hooked up. And it would always be something. And if I had a few such people, so if you had a store, you were selling things, you might want to kind of be close to that area in Osu because even where you saw the, the prostitutes, it's not like that in the daytime. Oh, they're there, but they're not walking around hanging out like they're hanging out. They're going to yeah, walk like the street. Yeah, I've gone there bright in the sun, sunlight, 12 noon, 1 o'clock, and because they know I'm a tourist or they think I'm a tourist, you know, she regular, but she keeps eyeing me down. I'm like, okay, I'll lick in the lift, okay? You undercover until tonight comes. You know, because mm-hmm. nothing but hotels up in that area. Then they assume that you have a hotel room there in that area. Because a lot of people, they don't want to come where maybe it's more affordable and come over here 
where I am, which is out of the loop. You walk outside at three in the morning, there's nothing open. There might be one Friday night, you might see one of these little food stands, they're laughing and talking, and and they happen to stay open that late because they just have to be hanging out. Because like I said, it's the hangout night. But usually by 11, 12, they're gone, if that late. You see, mm-hmm. so you'd want to go over in those areas where people. It's, it's not and carry products that Americans and UK folks. If you had a store for something, you have mm-hmm. an all night pharmacy over there, of course, and they do good because things can happen in the middle of the night. I mean, injuries or some trick might want to get condoms. You never know, but right. Yeah. So, so is there enough Americans there to be able to support? Maybe a restaurant that's um, more, I wouldn't say so much soul food, but a cross between maybe a soul food and American food. I'd say so, because you have places that try to emulate on their menu partially. Mm -hmm. I I haven't seen straight up American, you know, but if you do, you got to go in the areas where tourists are. And then Americans who live here don't mind going over there because now they're going to get American food and they get to see the lights and the craziness. And get it. All right. And so so if, I, if I came over there frying some chicken, <laughs> frying some, but see, right, right, but fry some good chicken and the right. other stuff with it. And then you got to play the music, make them feel at home. You know, I mean, that's what I see. Uh-huh. That way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is not to be against Ghanaians, but look, in America, we always have places where it's different races and you have the Mexican neighborhood and you have the yeah. Mexican bar and the Mexican right. restaurant. They ain't trying to accommodate somebody, man, oh, man, oh, I want some soul food, man. You, they, don't, they don't care about that because right. <laughs> in the community, right? So here, there is no one American community. There's a whole lot of Americans here, though, and they will come over there. Each, if each person went... Several times a year, you'll be good because there's a lot of people, and you get the tourists who want those. Uh, so I, can come, I can come over there and I can provide uh, holiday meals and everything, huh? Exactly. And the strategy I would use, I would use the strategy and use the internet so that they know about your place before they come over here, mm. because you'll be really handicapped if you wait for them to find you. That's right. just what I say on the restaurant tip, because mm-hmm. you know. Mr. Skurv has a dreams someday soon. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. but it's a whole different thing. But you want to reach the people. You know, you want to use social media. You want to reach the people. Because people are Googling Ghana and everywhere else like crazy. Vegan mm-hmm. restaurants in Ghana. Let's see what they have there. You know what I mean? Right. You know, let's see that if they have nice. food in Ghana, which I don't think they're going to be too successful. But... If you straight up market it as this American place, Ghanaians will love it too. Some who yes. travel, a lot of Ghanaians have traveled, got hooked on American food, right? And mm-hmm. love it. I mean, mm-hmm. Food is big in the UK because UK people with fast food or certain types, they like that too. It's yeah. kind of the same. So you do very good, you know. And it, yeah. you're right, oh y'all. There's right. There's different parts of um, you know. <laughs> Kwame's still talking about the prostitutes. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll get some more good good footage for you, Kwame. Wow. <laughs> have some fun. No, I'm actually going to go over there and talk to him and slip him a couple of little something. To, not to go take pictures of him naked or nothing like that, but 
for those who want to talk, I'm like, listen, this is what I straight up do. It's like soft white underbelly. That's a channel I, I highly recommend if you don't know it. Soft, soft white. white underbelly. That sounds yeah. disgusting. Yeah, it is. It is it's fascinatingly disgusting. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. You won't be able to get it. You'll find something in there that, that trust me, this guy is a white guy, and um, he's on Skid Row renting a studio, but he travels a lot more now. He was a photographer that did well, and he broke out of it we like to do. He started interviewing derelicts, prostitutes, druggies, homo druggies, homo prostitutes, anything that is the most decadent. And I'm not saying these are human beings that they fell Oh, I think I, I think I, so he, yeah, he does those interviews. Uh, okay. I think I, I've watched that before. And he he's does a those interviews. Good, yeah. He does very good interviews. Yeah. So, I've, I've seen that before. <laughs> Just be prepared. I mean, you got some stories and he, he, he doesn't yes. talk. He starts you talking and then he backs off. Mm-hmm. So like underbelly. Seriously. Yeah. I see, I've, yeah. I've seen two. Um, I've watched two. Uh, well, several of them actually. Um, I watched a little young sister that he had interviewed who had been had went through the um, foster care system, been violated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her mother was mentally disturbed, you know, and all that type of stuff used to beat her and stuff when she was a baby. And she was just tossed around. And I think she dropped out of school when she was, um, I want to say, maybe like uh, 15 years old or something like that. And she mm-hmm. never went back and she just started living at Skid Row. She ended up finding this man who became her pimp took her down to Mexico, was pimping her out down there. She ended up getting pregnant. She ended up, the baby was stillborn, but she was the first interview because she did two interviews. One interview, she um, she was saying that, you know, he asked her, well, well you know, what do you really want to do with your life? You know, and so, and she mm-hmm. was saying, I wouldn't mind, you know, you know, becoming a, um, a certified nurse and all that type of stuff. And so, you know, he does the, um, the I don't know if it's so he does some type of funding where people can donate, right? Right, right. And, okay. and yeah, yeah, to donate to help the people because see, he got yeah. money. He basically said that. Listen, I'm doing this because I'm bringing awareness, and yeah, he gets money. He has a yeah, part well, of it. He he, has he, he ended up giving the he give, ended up giving the young lady. Um, he called her. Well, I guess when they hit like twelve thousand or twelve thousand dollars, and he was like, you know, where do you want me to stop? And she was like, you can stop at thirteen or whatever. But he continued on. I think she got like twenty something. But right. he went back after so many months, and she had went and got her. Um, she became a nurse. She got her a car. She got her apartment, and she was really doing something with herself. See that though? Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. See. And he 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 knows how to read people because he's not going to give everybody that get right. He well, said that because yeah, right, right. Because like, oh, twelve shit, they smoke it up in one night. Hell yeah, them prostitutes that look up, ooh, them hags. <laughs> I actually had one that um used to be on this show all the time, and um her name is Jazzy. If you look at the old stuff, just Google on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jazzilla, she, I forgot Jazz- how she spelled Ooh. it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, no, she's uh, she was uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, hey, look, she ended up on that, and she um, she flipped out on me on one show, and I was mm. like, that's enough because you know, you know, about what, like, 
how can I put it? I don't want to say that, oh, I helped her. and I'm not trying to make, make it seem like I'm that kind of guy, but I, I did. And it didn't mean, mean she couldn't have a difference of opinion, but she had mental issues and drug issues at, at, at all, the whole time. We would talk on a private level sometime, and she would tell me really what she was doing. She just didn't want to start, you know, pulling tricks again. So she had a daughter that was with her and another daughter that was older in Miami, right? The daughter was following her footsteps, uh, doing, the, you know, working the pole and everything. She was scared that she's going to follow in the footsteps with the drugs. So there's a guy named, I think his name is Snook. You can Google that on the channel too. And he had an HBO um, documentary done on him, right? He was a pimp. And this is real stuff now. <clears throat> and he did an interview with me from the prison. I think it was in Wisconsin. You know, um, you are receiving a call from the Wisconsin so-and-so facility. I left all that in there, right? Hello, I forgot about it. I've been doing this for a long time. So anyway, <laughs> Pimp Snooky, that, that was his name. <clears throat> so her claim to fame was that she had a baby by him. That was basically it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Pimp Snooky is locked up. Lord, if our ancestors could see us now. Oh my God. Oh my God. Seriously. <laughs> it's bad. It's, no, it's seriously bad. And that was her claim to fame that she had a baby, one of them daughters, I think the youngest <laughs> one, by Pimp Snooky. And she's living in this day to day cruddy hotel. I'm not, and I'm, look, she put it out there. That's how I know it. She put it out there. I'm not telling her business. I'm, I'm, I'm always, you know, careful about that. The people don't think that, well, if I come on the show, he's going to tell all my shit. No, I don't. And I'll tell you, I know a lot of shit about a lot of people that are shared. <laughs> I don't even tell. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do that because you don't have no drama. Hey, man, it was between you and me, man. You told, you know, no, no, no. And there's people out here doing all kind of things. You know what I mean? And I know, and they tell me. And they feel comfortable because they know that, they haven't seen that kind of activity. So she actually put it out there. I, was, I had to tell her. I said, you sure after the show, you sure you didn't put out too much? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow. that was me. And I let people talk. I, but I, sometimes people are like, I said too much. I was high. Take it down. Now, after all the work that I do, the, the banners and this and editing and whatnot, to hear take it down, like if it's a mistake or something, or cut it out, you know, but take it down. I'm like, oh, man. I <laughs> I spent five hours working on this thing and I got taken down, you know, but I honor that still, but I always let people know, listen, don't say, be mindful of what you say. Be right. mindful of what you say. So anyway, um, sometimes she needed money to, to be able to stay there and, you know, do the right thing. But we got close. Not close like I'm sitting here doing phone sex with her, nothing like that. We got close as far is encouraging her, and she had a she has a really nice personality, but she flips when she gets on the substances. <clears throat> she would deny her bipolarism. Yeah, yeah, big time. And so she would call me up sometime. Come on, Lance. Come on, Lance. Come on, Lance. I gotta get this down. I'm, I'm gonna be funny as shit. I'm gonna take it higher to the next level. But we did a few test type of shows like that because every other word was a curse. But the church ladies loved it too. Like she had, like she was funny. She was she, she was a genius. She was a genius. If you can get past the curses, she had a fast mind. And because she was a prostitute, sometime homeless, living in the street with this talent. Oh my God, brilliant! 
she'd have you laughing if you knew how to understand her type of humor. You see what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, and I kind of monitored the responses. So if I had 50 comments on the video, which usually get 100, they'll get a whole lot more. And I had two comments, oh, I can't take her mouth. Okay, I'll leave it up. There's only two. Not that I don't care about the two, but you'll know not to click on that. But if it's overwhelming, like, listen, you either got to tone it down or we can't do this no more. Or I have to put you, not only have set things set up, I put it on the site. Now, if you go dip it in the box and find something that's nasty in there you don't like, you know, that you, that's on you. So one day <clears throat> we were doing a show. The show was a double-tiered show. It was a man from uh, Florida, black man, who had a father's rights group. Not anti-woman, but just father's rights, where in court, when it comes to child support, I can school you not to learn how to not pay as much, but I can school you on how to navigate not getting railroaded when you make a little bit of money. You know what I mean? This guy was a sincere guy. Uh-huh. And there was another woman who I knew from riding the bus, and this was a white woman, right? And she had issues uh, with her husband, who, and this was a real thing. I've had white people before, and if you got something to say, I'm going to have them on again, information-wise. We can learn things. You know, if I don't know how to, you know what I mean? And you know how to do it, teach me. And I know her in person. She had issues too. Anyway, her thing was parental alienation. So now we have, I said, this would be fabulous to have the both of you come on separate and then you both chop it up from both ends. But pr parental alienation can be the father or the mother being alienated. But she was a mother being alienated, right? And she, she did a lot of stuff as an activist and really got the government, the politicians to do something. She, she put the work in which is hard to do. So from that standpoint, I was like, this would be a very great educational show. So it doesn't always have to be, oh, why, why, why? Look, you got information for me? Then, you know, look, I'm gonna, do, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take it and share it. So I think he came on first, cause she insisted. And when she came on, he was there before they both were gonna talk together, but she knew other women that had been in the same situation. One from, two of them from the Midwest and one, there were like four white women other than her that she knew. Well, white women, no white women. Right. Black people, no, black people, no white people. But in her circle, it wasn't some racist thing. They, brought, they, they all brought great information, phone numbers and references and resources for that whole parental alienation thing because of the psychological damages. Look, Brothers, some sometime, you know, not because our sisters are evil, and some of them are. To be truthful, they keep the children from the man, right? Mm. And it kills these brothers. You understand? And and yeah. maybe more so them, but there's certain situations where the man might have uh, influence and keep the children from the woman. But I kind of think it's the other way around. So we're right. dealing with this in a in a in a situational situation, <laughs> situational situation, situational manner where we're not thinking color. I'm not trying to say, oh, color doesn't matter. But this woman was giving resources that were comparable to what somebody can do in another state when they're alienated as a parent. And the other guy with the parental, with the father's rights, it was a beautiful thing. So now, here comes Jazzy in the chat room. 
oh, I guess it's just she was off, right? She she must have been smoking something wrong that day. Oh, oh, uh, uh, you won't let me come in. I guess I guess it's just white white women day today. Oh, you use the sisters when you get these white bitches on the line. You don't want to have a sister come on. I guess I'm too black for your ass. Now, number one. Oh, that's a, that you. That was a trigger. <laughs> so. so, so Am I to be fair with this particular black woman to let her in? You know what she would have did to the show? Yeah. That was a trigger for her. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that there was information being shared. It was intelligent. Not because the lady was white. It was just, this was an informational show. If I, I Look, I got friends who are bodybuilders, man. I used to be one. And they can bring you a lot of information. White, black, Latino, whether Chinese, I know some Chinese. I, I know a lot of top bodybuilders now that were nothing back then and some old ones that are old like me, right? And so they can bring information about the human body. Are you going to say, well, I ain't going to listen to it because he white. Now, these guys I know, they not, they're, they're in the system and, and the system favors them. But me spending days and days and years, we sweating and sweating, getting on each other. You spot me and your sweat is red. And we around each other 24-7. They more in love with the body. But they, 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 it makes them cringe when the whole race thing comes in. Those guys I can vouch for. Okay? There's some. But their DNA still has that. It's encoded a certain way. If shit goes down, I know what side they're going to be on, even though they don't act that way. Because everybody's mm-hmm. fit and everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. that. But I know they look, there's some brothers who will F me over f- before they will, but it, ultimately they're going to do it too. I understand right. that. Because I've gotten around a lot of people, but I tell it like it is. There are people who know me from 40 years ago when I was doing training and doing competition that they listen to the show silently. They just like, we, like listen to you. We ain't scared well, to come again, on. I mean, but you know, you know, you were dealing with someone who um, wasn't in the right state of mind anyway, exactly. but those triggers, you yes. know, because it sounds like she's had some fucked up experiences where she's been looked past on that race stuff and it, yeah. it, it traumatized her. And so because once you, when you, yeah, so that was a trigger for her. Because she really, she had some other talents that were never unearthed and never realized because of the drug thing. And then, you know, she got caught up with the pimp snooky guy and, you know, she had Yeah, yeah it might've been his ass choosing some white bitch over her. But, you know, really, yeah. in all honesty, like for instance, when I, when I used to deliver um, uh, packages for uh, Amazon, they always had me all out in no man's land, right? And to see how some of these white folks live, yeah, to see live how some of these motherfuckers, that, that's a trigger in itself on the wrong day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> these man-made ponds with little, oh my God, like they, mm-hmm. I'm talking about RVs and burn garages and mm-hmm. I mean, they, they live in life. Mm. Okay, mm. so just just that alone can be a trigger yeah. for a lot of black folks, even white folks. They can't get it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the <laughs> I've seen look the one that the white woman I know that goes out there and, and sucks random black dicks <laughs> like when, she, when she gets high. Like I know some jacked up people, right? Um, she has referred to other b- white people as poor white trash. Like they got their own yeah. hierarchy going. They invented on. that it's shit. Crazy. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, you know, you got to really, really be in the money and you're black and you're still not accepted by them. 
You know what I mean? Because I've, I've heard that lady say, oh, yes, that's my worker. She's one of my slaves. And that was a white woman she was talking about. Yeah. It's like, yo, when I'm not around, you probably, what are you saying? I didn't have a working relationship with her, but that's just what it was. And she never blew me. So I know y'all are thinking, did, did she put a mouth on you? Hey, nah. white, folks, white folks, that's where the whole slave term comes from, the Slavics. And them motherfuckers mm. was, they was, they was some super duper slaves, like pretty much them enslaving white women, European women is how they created the whole new, the whole landscape of the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So shit. <laughs> These motherfuckers dirty all the way around the board. If they upset, that's why I said earlier. Even if it was if we weren't nowhere around, they gonna fuck with somebody because they got a war like mine. <laughs> and that's what they do. That's what they do. They enslave, you know, you think about the whole indentured servant thing. You think about how they had the whole how how Australia you know what I'm saying? Made his mark. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like these motherfuckers, they always looking for a victim. <laughs> you there, brother? Brother Lance? I can't hear you, brother. Can you guys hear me? I'm going to pop out and come back in.
Okay. I don't know if you can hear me in the room, but I'm adding ambience to the show. Let me know or just talk. Let me hear if the room can hear you. Okay, they, they can, they can, that's the main thing. All right. I don't know if you can hear me, but let me know if you can hear me, but I can't hear ambience. I don't know why they got this cross thing going on where we can't hear each other. But, um, okay, let me see. Can you hear the both of us or you can hear just one of us? Okay, let me see something here. What the choices are. Oh, you hear just me, okay, okay. Ambience, I don't know. I'm buffering like crazy over here on the computer, you know, and my other internet is connected to my phone. But this is giving at least at least I got this far. The work I was doing, I just lost it <laughs> because it's gonna I'm gonna have to refresh on the computer, but at least I'm here. So I guess we'll have to do that. Somehow, some way. Let me hit. F5 and see if it buffers back. Then I'll go back on the computer. But no, we can't hear her. So they did it again. They did it again. We having a nice little good long one, though. I love these, you know, because, you know, I can do other things, like, you know, on the computer and do work. You know, it's no problem for me. I'm, I'm going to be sitting there anyway. So look, look forward to models like that. But um, obviously, if you can pop out and pop back in again and watch the chat room, because they're gonna tell you if they can, you know, hear you or not. All right, yeah. So she must have heard me because she just popped out. Yeah, so we're, we're waiting for it to come back in. But that's messed up. They said they're having them powerful shows again. And you know, we started out with Queen Elizabeth, but, but you know, once you once you get a topic in like that, you can move on and you know, get into other things. So it's not like, uh, yeah, that thing is buffering. It ain't going to change either. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Let me come on back here. Wait for it to come back in. And that's the advantage of being, being able to be on your phone. You can lay it out. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing until she comes back. You know, I just want to thank you all again for... Um, you know, sticking with us. And, and that's the real support when you ride with somebody. This is not just a thing where I'm on here, hit the cash app, hit the cash. No, no. Uh -uh. Everybody need their money right now. You want to bless a brother, fine, but that's not what I'm here for. I'll kick it with y'all all day. It's just like when I worked in corrections, you know, I could have sat outside and not go into the day rooms or the cells. I was in there with them all day long with a whole shift. You know what I mean? I learned so much, you know, yeah, she popped out. She popped out, and she's going to come back in. She's going to come back in. Hopefully. Let's give her a little time to uh, pop back in. I'm on my cell phone. You know, I, I keep forgetting that I can operate the show from the cell phone, but it's kind of testy because the little prompts that you can hit, they're so tiny, and you might mess up. <laughs> you know, hit something the wrong way. So, because I can do it this way through this program and be outside in the street. 
but I'm always going to make sure the noise and the sound is going to be right, you know? Let me see. I'm going to play around with this right now. If she comes in, I'll hear her. I hear the sound. Let me... Okay, comments. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Let's just see. Mm, this is feeling relaxed laying in this bed. I, I ain't going to lie. I was in the chair the whole time. We all did the show last night. We did like, what was it, five hours and 19 minutes? I think this we up to five hours and 36 minutes now. Some of it was knocked out when we got knocked out before. So that's the thing. But, you know, it's an interesting exchange. And um, thinking about things that I don't usually think about, like, especially when somebody asks you a question, you know. And I'm not the expert on God. It's, it's just been my experiences, but I'm very observant. And like I said, when the 16th comes, I would have been here for two years. So, you know, that counts for something. A lot of things I just didn't know that was so shocking to me, you know. But yeah. I don't know if she's coming back. And a lot of times we do these long shows, folks don't realize that um, this cell phone battery is like dead. <laughs> and it pops right out. That is, um, that's something. But yeah, I like it when I get these questions. Okay, let me check something here. Let me check. Nah, she's not back. I use, okay, there she is, there she is, there she is. Okay, I'm adding you to the stream. Please let me know, chat room, if you can hear her. Because before, I could not hear her. Um, I'll shut up if you can hear her. You can hear me. Um, but maybe we can't hear each other. Give us some chat ambience and let's see if the chat room can hear you. Because I won't be able to tell. I can't hear you. Okay, she left again. She left again. She left again. I don't want to sing Lisa Stanfield. Some of that song. Been around the world, nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get to the part, and I don't think she's coming back, coming back. <laughs> uh, tell her my age. Yeah, that's the thing. Thank you, Sharina. You know, you have the quality part of it. You have the part where you can laugh, and I know sometimes I'm a little over the top with my jokes, but. That's just me. <laughs> but, you know, I'm really into the, the conversation. We have Sun Kiss that came on in. Welcome in, Raw Reality. You know, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for Raw Reality. Yeah, and when, when they're long, we know that maybe you can't hang all the time. You can come back and listen. But I think we're going to probably soon wrap it down because um, I might have to make a little run out and catch this store. You know, and um, we're going to have our uh, show tonight on uh, Universal Coach. Okay, here she is again. Add it to the stream. Let's hear from you, sister. At least talk, look in the chat room, and see if they can hear you. I think that um, they can hear both of us, but we can't hear each other. That's what I'm kind of thinking. So talk a little bit. And please, chat room, if you can let us know if you can hear uh, her also. 
Yeah, the notifications, they're not giving notifications out. I talked to a Google representative. He gave me a story, big story. He said, out of the 108,000 uh, uh, subscribers you have, only 26,000 hit the all button on the notification, the bell, the bell icon, right? Um, for those who don't get it, try to unsubscribe and subscribe again. Can you hear me, Sunkissed? Okay. Ambience, they can't hear you. They're jacking up my phone now. They jacked up the both computers and internet earlier. Now they're coming after the phone. I'm not a quitter, but we, we work smart. Maybe we'll come back or whatever. But yeah, they can't hear you. And my computer's buffering. I don't even know if I can knock it out. I'm just going to have to push the button and let it go bing. And then you might pull up a funny screen or something. <laughs> So that's how that works. And that's not always a good thing. Wow. And I'll be doing more of these long ones now that I have more time. Even though during the week, you know, things are a little taken up, but I figure out a way. I figure out a way. As long as this, this doesn't happen all the time. Excuse me. Mm, bed feels good. So it's like, Mm. Careful to see the show now. I'm gonna wait for it to come in one more time because it seems like this is like this is what it's gonna be. And I can see from here my computers are still buffering. I have another upload from Sister Ambience and even another shorter, more powerful upload from her. I got that one ready. And I'll do the other one later on, and um, we'll be on the clubhouse at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And it will be something of an adult nature. I will be speaking very raw, not to be nasty, but it's informative and educational. So it's going to be a trip. But, um, oh, God, I forgot the name of her room, because I'm on clubhouse too, but, okay, here she is. Let's see. Add to stream. Talk to me, sister. Speak to the chat room and see if um, they can hear you. Because you popped in, I heard it, and I see I added you in. Say something, and let's find out if they can hear you. Okay. So give me a second in the chat room. Just say yes if you can hear it or no if you can't. And I'm taking it that she can hear me. I hope it's just not my phone. <laughs> yeah. No sound from... um. Sister Ambience? No. Okay, I know you all can hear me, but this is about Sister Ambience. So this shows me we're going to start working that uh, conference live. I forgot the number. It's, um, oh God, I know it's 407801. Uh, Something seven something. 
and basically you can get on there and talk to your heart's content and it's recorded as soon as you get in there and I can upload the conversation for everybody to enjoy. So I want to put that on the site, on the front page of the site, one of the widgets, not right now, but later on. I just want you all to be able to, you know, even if I'm not like, doesn't have to be about me. She can come on and talk and whatever. I might be on there, you know, um, mastering everything, you know, monitoring everything, but I just want to keep the content coming. Long content, short content, outside content, funny stuff, serious stuff, you know, shorts, that kind of stuff, you know? So just keep everything busy. Yeah, so she's out right now. Let's see. Yeah, Ren H, excellent. Ayapo, excellent. Excellent, just the chat room and what is quality? Yeah, we on it. It's mainly in the oxygen you on it. It's not because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I might have to wrap this one down. I don't want to do it, you know, but I hate doing this, you know. Because if she was on, you know, I could have mute my phone and let her keep on talking, but I would have to hear her to know when she's ready to get off, you know. But we're going to do, what I'll do is have a regular ambience uh, conference call. It holds up to 100 people, okay? So, and then she can talk and say whatever she wants without any kind of interference because it's recorded. And it's an American number, so... You'll be able to get on there and participate. But you'd have to mute yourself if you're not talking. You know. Other than that, smooth sailing. And it goes for five hours straight. And when it cuts, all you got to do is go just call back again. And the MP3 of that five hours is saved. And I can upload it then probably join them together. So I already know how to do that. Yeah, yeah, I gotta make a run. Oh, I got like an hour and 13 minutes to do it. If she came on and was talking, I'd take it with me, you know, keep it running. But it doesn't look like it, so. Listen, family, I really love it. I'm glad you're here. Um, I'm really happy. <laughs> and um, she just texted me, so let me see what she meant to say. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with her. She's not going to come back. So, yeah. I'm just going to say most definitely. Um, going to end it. Then call you. Briefly.
she's going to take care of some things. And um, it's understandable. We put some time in. And it's not because we ended it because we want to just leave. We put in a good five hours and 48 minutes with a little gap in the middle. And like I said, we'll have more tonight. You'll get the um, notifications. But we'll be on Clubhouse at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It'll be a very adult show, highly sexual nature. And I know I'll probably be doing most of the talking, but it's going to be about experiences. And, and we're going to go in deep, not just to be lewd, but we'll talk about things in an adult way. And I'll offer some explanations and perspectives as to why certain people do certain things. And um, a lot of folks may not be able to handle it, but we're going to, you know, do our thing that way. Um, I just want to say thank you again for the support and just hanging out with us like this. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to try to play some music that I put in. I might not be able to hear it, but I can do that right here, right? So anyway, we're going to change this here. Okay. Listen, y'all. Much love. Thanks a lot. Um, I'm going to have that number on the homepage, or actually on every page on um, landscurve.com. And um, you'll be able to go to the conference line. Not right now, not tonight, but when we, when we have these little mishaps, that'll be the escape route. We go right to that and it records, or whatever we have recorded on this show, we'll join it together. You know? But I pay for that every year, and that's one of my strategies to keep being able to make content. So just know that I love you all. My voice is getting a little hoarse, getting a little something to wet my whistle. And I got to head, head out of here to the supermarket and get a couple of things. Uh, I love certain seasonings, so I have to get out there like a crackhead, go into the crack house. Much love to you all, everybody, right? Okay, peace, 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 peace.